Welcome, everybody. This is Primetime Episode 274. Today is Thursday, June 29th, 2023. This is Will Cooper here. I'm in the Perdomo Square Studios, and I'm joined cross-country by my good friend and colleague, Mr. Aaron Loomis. Hey, tonight, Will. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I haven't looked at the baseball scores yet, just so you know. Schwarber so, already uh, hit a home run tonight, so I'm I'm happy with the fantasy side of things. Of, of so course, you're in good shape. Yeah. Well, after 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 yesterday, it was a rough night for you, so, <laughs> or at least in the Bay Area. I know you're kind of that, on the. That's the team that's that's supposed to happen to. Yep, yep. That yep. kind of team. So exactly it's expected. Exactly. Hey, so we're getting into our um our second day of the virtual trade show. This is the big day. We have a lot of huge guests on tonight. Very simply, right before the PCA trade show, we ask companies to come on and share what they want to share about some of their releases here. Um, so kicking things off tonight, um, uh, making his first appearance on the primetime show. I'm really happy to have this guy. He's the director of sales for Perdomo Cigars. He's Nicholas Perdomo the third. Nicholas, welcome. Thank you, Coop. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Aaron, good to see you. Same here. Same here. And so, you know, Nicholas, um, I think when I, I was telling you right before in the green room, a lot of people were asking me about Perdomo because there's a project that's been um, talked about for a while. And uh, it's the Perdomo 30th. And are we going to see this at the trade show this year? Is be my first question. Yes, we will be debuting our new Perdomo 30th anniversary in Las Vegas at the trade show next weekend. Awesome. Awesome. So um, what can you tell us about this particular cigar? Well, I mean, this brand's very near and dear to my heart, Coop. Um, it's an honor of my parents, Nick and Janine Perdomo. And of course, 30 years of being in business. This is a cigar that I'm personally dedicating as well as Arthur Kemper and our team uh, in honor of my parents. So and 30 years of being in business. Uh, the cigars are just absolutely incredible. We've had these cigars made for the last 18, 24 months. And, you know, we last year was our 30th anniversary. We held off, unfortunately, because of things with COVID, but we're going to be releasing it now. And so we're just excited to debut it. Cigars got 15 year age tobaccos, wrapper, filler, binder, leaves. Um, all the wrapper leaves are bare bourbon barrel age. And we're just really excited. This is really the best that we have to offer at Perdomo in terms of a, a cigar that really just utilizes just the top materials that we have to offer. So we're just, again, super excited. Will it, excuse me, will it follow the, what I call the Perdomo, kind of the Perdomo formula, uh, Connecticut, Abano, Maduro, SunGrown Maduro, I'd say. Yes. So we have Connecticut wrappers. Uh, we have Cuban Sea SunGrown wrappers and Maduro wrappers. So excellent. same three flavors. Excellent. Excellent. Now you, um, you're smoking one of those, right? If I'm not mistaken. I'm smoking the Maduro. Okay. Um, and again, so the, the Maduro and the sun-grown wrappers, these are wrappers that you guys grow on, on the farms. And then the Ecuadorian ones, obviously, you, you source those separate. Correct. We purchase our Connecticut wrappers from ASP Enterprises in Ecuador. Uh, the Cuban Sea sun-grown wrappers and Maduro wrappers are grown by our families. Okay. Your, your dad, I was telling you also before the show, he – he was really proud of that, that, that rapper. And he kind of gave us some on one of the, uh, the Perdomo trips. And it was, it was, it was kind of, we were smoking in, I guess, more of a Perito type of form. And it was, it was amazing. What can you guys tell us about, about like these particular rappers that you guys are utilizing for this? Well, in the particular, the rapper you're talking about, Coop, uh, that's a Cuban seeds, the sun grown rappers, we call it, mm -hmm. uh, that have been growing in Esteli and Esteli is more of your, powerhouse type of tobacco and 
it's pretty difficult to grow uh, uh, for wrappers in Esteli. So we we used some shade and uh, cheesecloth for shade grown, but using Cuban seed because we want to we like that that's that natural earthiness, some uh, you know spice, and uh, which is what that wrapper imparts. So that's something that we've been working on for years. Uh, the Maduro wrappers, naturally sweet wrappers that we grow on our farms in Jalapa. And then of course the Connecticut wrappers, like I mentioned before, those are, we, uh, we purchased those from ASP Enterprise, which in my opinion are the finest uh, growers of Connecticut wrappers. Okay. And what I've noticed on social media the last like three weeks or so is um, there's been a lot of posts from retailers saying that, you know, they had been selected to be one of the Perdomo 30th accounts. So it's sounding like it's going to be a, um, a gradual rollout, if I'm not mistaken here. Correct. Since we are using tobaccos that pretty much are 15 year aged, um, we are, you know, the initial release is going to be in the beginning with 75 uh, Perdomo partners. So I personally called each one, inviting them. Um, that's how the brand was offered and just explaining how important it is, this brand, because it is an honor of my parents in 30 years. So this was something special. And uh, so that's going to be the initial rollout. But we're hoping as time goes on, as we continue to increase our inventories of tobaccos, well-aged tobaccos, that we'll be able to add on more accounts. But it will be an ongoing release, but in more limited proportions. Is, is Correct. I guess Correct. I have to protect the brand. I, you know, I can sell the cigars. I can sell the brand. I just don't want it to, I want to protect it so that we have it for years to come because it yeah. is one special, very, very special cigar. Exactly. Exactly. Um, anything about the size or any special sizes we may see with, with this, how many sizes are going to be released with it? So we're going to have five sizes Our more traditional, uh, Perdomo sizes. Uh, we're going to have a five by 54 Robusto, a six by 54 Epicure, a six by 60 Gordo, a seven by 54 Churchill, and lastly, a seven by 54 Torpedo. Nice. Nice. I, okay. I know, um, I've been always a fan of the Perdomo torpedo, that larger torpedo. So um, that's a size, like I said, I've, I think you guys have done very well. I'm glad to see that, that that was put into the line there. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And that's the same size we use uh, for our 10th anniversary. So we wanted to use it also for the 30th because I love that size, that big 7 by 50 Yeah. Short, elegant size. And uh, we're very happy with the size we chose. They're the best sizes um, in, in our opinion. So. Yeah, no, I think you guys have mastered that 7 by 54 size. It's kind of a forgotten size a lot of times, but I think it's a really good size. And the way you've designed those torpedoes, I, I think they're just they, – they're very I, – I, that's how I enjoy a torpedo. So they do they do the job for me well with that. Thank you, Coop. Yep. Um, I know you're probably going to show off the packaging there, but what can you tell – can you tell us anything about the packaging? What can we expect on it? Maybe, you know, what, what, what else you could tell us? I know it's – it's hard to do it without the thing there. I want you to see it, so I'm not going to give it away. Okay. <laughs> see it at the show, but this is most arguably the most beautiful packaging, in my opinion. That we and I and I think we we are top notch when it comes to packaging. But I think this, when I saw it, I, I was kind of like, "Wow!" I mean, my mouth dropped. Right. No, that's awesome. I mean, that's awesome. I think you guys have really done a uh, always a good job of packaging. I think the last five or six years, some of the tweaks you've done on the lines, I think, have really been impressive. Uh, you know, I always compliment the Lot Twenty Three, 
there were just some subtle changes you made with the colors there, and it just seemed really to work well with, with that brand. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, we use a company out of Holland called, called Rydag, and to me, they're the very best yep. and our family. So uh, they were part of this project as well, and um, the packaging is just absolutely incredible. I can't wait for you guys to see it in Las Vegas. Right. That's awesome. Now, you said you're going to have it at the show. When can consumers maybe when can consumers expect to start seeing these cigars at their retailers we're looking at a fourth quarter release okay so i have enough packaging right now to show at the show um mm-hmm. we are we are getting more of the uh, packaging materials and so we're, we're already working on it um but i want to get it i want to make sure it's done right i'd rather uh you know take my time really um mm-hmm. but so we're looking at a fourth quarter release that's cool. Have, That's you, cool. have you finalized what pricing would, would be for the cigars? Yes. Uh, we're looking at uh, between 12 to $14 a cigar. Okay. That's what, it's very reasonable, Nicholas. Yep. I mean, you guys yeah, have always, I think, yeah. I think when you see the cigars, Coop, and you see the packaging, you smoke the cigar and the quality of the cigar and just the aged and just the incredibly aged tobaccos, I think the cigar for the price is it's the best that, that's out there, in my opinion. Nice. You know, I remember, Nicholas, when the 20th came out, you kind of did you steer putting the Corona Gorda into the 20th line? I did. OK, I was hoping maybe we'd say Corona Gorda because I thought that was the best size, like in all three blends, actually, when that came out, that Corona Gorda. Yeah, we came out with that cigar. So 2020, 2012, uh, we celebrated our 20th anniversary. And yeah, I, we launched that in Orlando. At yep. The, uh, the RTD or PCA. And um we, uh, I think about 2014, we came out with the Corona Grande yep. size. It's a yep. nice, it's a nice traditional uh, Cubanist size. And uh, my younger days, I like smaller ring gauge cigars. I, I go all over the place. No, that's cool. I've, I've been known as the big ring gauge guys um, a lot of times. I do appreciate a big ring gauge, but I, I am, I love that 46 to 50 range too. So that's sometimes people forget that. So as long as you have great tobacco and cigars, you know, that's all that matters. Yep. Nice, nice. Now, Nicholas, I know the 30th is the big focus. Is there anything else at Perdomo you guys may have at the booth this year? Uh, in terms of new, uh, that's the new item that we're showing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some swag items that we're going to be showing as well. Um, otherwise, we're going to be showing our traditional core brands, Perdomo 20th Anniversary, Perdomo Habano, Perdomo 10th Anniversary, Lot 23. Uh, so that's that's really that's really about it, Coop. Yeah, you guys made, the, and I think you guys, I know you guys a few years ago, you did downsize the boost, but I think you guys have really made the most of that boost the last couple of years. I've seen it. Um, certainly, um, it, it's, it's a very good looking boost. We do miss your dad's drums there. I'm not going to lie, but, <laughs> but, uh, it, um, but it is, I mean, you guys have really done a good job, I think, with that boost and uh, making the most out of that space there. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're, um, you know, ever since, you know, things have changed ever since COVID. Yeah. And, um, you know, overall, the trade, the trade show floors has gotten smaller, which I think is good because it's a little bit more intimate. Uh, I'm able to see guys, you know, and I know customers tell us all the time. It's so nice. Show floor is a little bit smaller. So, you know, it's nice I can get around quicker and make make sure all my appointments, you know, are on time and things like that. So overall, the, the smaller booth has been uh, has been great. I mean, I miss the old booth. It was a beautiful booth. It was, you know, but. It's been it's been a great change. 
No, it's like I said, it's a it's a great booth. You guys certainly uh, and you guys when you get in there, it's all you guys are ready to do business. It's that's one thing I've always seen from day one there. So, um, I think it's a, it's a great thing there. So you guys have a you know, I'm I'm excited about this Nicholas a lot because like I said, I think a lot of us have been waiting for this cigar for. I mean, your dad's been talking about it for a few years now. So, uh, it's great to see this finally hit the light right now. So I know you you're, you got to be very excited as well. Oh, yeah. We've been working on this for over four years, and uh, it's just nice to see that's going to happen. And we're going to be coming out with the cigar, and uh, I think we did it right. And I'm just very excited about the about debuting the cigar. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I got to give you guys credit. You did. You, you could have done it last year with the 30th, and if it wasn't ready for whatever the circumstances were, you, de- you guys did decide that wasn't the time. So I, I give you credit to make sure that, one, everything was correct, and two, the timing is correct on that as well. Thanks, Coop. Yeah, the whole thing is is that it's got to be done right. Uh, when you rush projects, things like that, usually it turns into a nightmare. And you look back and you go, "My goodness, I, I wish if I, I want to redo this, I wish I could redo that." And I don't want to be. Uh, none of us want to be uh, be in that situation. So we took our time at the end, and things have have come the way we want. So come out the way we want. So we're excited. We're very happy. Nice, nice. So. Uh, hey, before we go, Nick, because I just again want to congratulate you on the air uh, on the birth of your daughter. Um, uh, Aaron and I, our firstborns are both daughters as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine, mine is thirty-one. So uh, <laughs> uh, my advice to you is enjoy every moment of it because they're going to get older than you expect, and then one day you're walking them down the aisle. So thank you, thank you guys, thanks, Coop. Yeah, this yeah. is the best, man. I'm I'm so happy. This is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, no, that's that's great. I met your when I met your wife down at the office. I think she was like I said, it was only a few days before the baby was born. I think it was like any right. minute that everyone was saying with that. So Yeah, she's she was working with us literally to her last day. In the office, I know. I saw that. I was like, Yeah, I was like, Wow, that was cool. So uh yeah. no, that was that was great. Uh and, and by the way, the guys all said uh who were the other guys on the team who were down there, um th- their highlight of that weekend was being in the office that day. So Awesome. Come back. Great. They had a good time that oh, day. Yeah. Yeah. We'd yeah. love to have you guys come back again. No, it's awesome. Yeah. I wish you opened on Sundays. I was like, yeah, we need to. <laughs> but Maybe uh, I'll, I'll, I'll open up for you. Cooper. There you go. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold you to <laughs> some tears for fears. We're in. We're in. We're, yeah. All right. Hey, Nicholas, uh, thanks so much. I'm really looking forward to seeing you, the, uh, the family, and the whole Perdomo crew uh, next week at the show. Thank you, guys. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, all right. Thank Take you. care. Thank that's Nicholas. That's Nicholas Podoma the third on the primetime show. Uh, kicking things off, uh, we get some big news on that, Aaron, right away. Uh, yep. So um, now we're gonna move on. Uh, we have our next person. So far, we are everyone is making it on time. I always worry I screw up the invites or something like that. <laughs> but uh, we have a, a longtime friend of the show making his way into the green room. Uh, he is representing tonight, Crown Heads and Osgana Family Cigars. Um, I don't know if we took them away. From, I assume we did take them away from the Reds game. No, the Reds are off today. The Reds are off today. Oh, it's even yeah. better. Okay, but here's Miguel Shodell. But I am I am draped in Cincinnati Reds memorabilia. <laughs> As you should be. As you should. As you be. should be. I mean, it's a Renaissance is... in Cincinnati. Listen, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. But <laughs> I'm measuring my ring already for the World Series, gentlemen. No, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, look, I know what it's but. <laughs> 
Wow, but uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it could be worse. You could be Hector right now. I know, I know. <laughs> Poor the guy. Reds, Reds guy. are going to trade for Scherzer and and Verlander. Watch. Could right. be. We could go all in this year. We have plenty of <laughs> we have plenty of room on the uh, on the money spending side. Yeah, yep. yeah, but uh, but yeah, Miguel, thanks for being on. Um, we we do you you have I think you and Perdomo, you guys have just been on every almost every year with this, so we really do appreciate the support that you guys every year have taken the time to do this. Um, so thank you as well. Um, and I'm excited. To, I know we've heard some stuff that's coming out from both Crown Heads and Osgener, so which you're representing both tonight, right? So um, yes. okay, yes. so I'll let I'll turn it right over to you and let's uh, talk about like some of the things that we're gonna see. Well, thanks for having me on, um, uh, Coop and and Aaron. You know I love you guys uh, not only business wise, but we have a little little uh, you know messenger group that we have as well. I really yeah. appreciate you guys um, as friends as, as and colleagues. Uh, we announced that um, you know we're doing a line extension in the Mildias line. It's been one of our most popular selling lines since it was released in the beginning of the pandemic. It has just continued to sell well. It's ha- it has four core sizes, and we've done some limited edition Maranitos blends twice. We've added some other Vitolas, limited edition, that are sizes that aren't traditionally sold you know, in huge numbers in our industry. But this year, we're adding a size called the Topes. The Topes is a four and seven eighths by 56 with a pigtail. I was very infatuated with the Trinidad Topes that I had smoked, uh, the Cuban size, and I had brought it to uh, to John Huber, and John was already working on a line extension, almost identical in size and everything. So we decided to go with the Topis. It'll be um, a regular production. It'll make its debut at the PCA. We'll also have samples of it as well. So we're excited about that. Um, every year we do something for the PCA exclusive releases. Um, this year, uh, instead of creating a new line or you know, a kind of a tore down blend of something or tore down packaging of something. We're doing the Lepetissier, which is a Connecticut broadleaf cigar that's turned out to be a very popular line for us. It's being made at Noxa under the eyes of Gus Gura and Raul Bizla. We're adding a number two size, a torpedo Cuban size number two round. Um, that is one of the most popular Vitolas around the world. Um, we don't do a lot of Figurados, so it definitely is for unique for crown heads. And uh, we're going to debut that at the at PCA as well, and that will be a PCA exclusive. We are also um, doing the second edition of the Pisonastasia and the Osgoner family cigars. Um, last year we did the Pisonastasia Yellow, which was a Connecticut cigar. It was kind of an ode to John Osgoner, who is a legend in the cigar pipe and, and accessory world in our industry since 1968. Tim Osgoner's uh, father, and so this year it is Pisonastasia Red. Uh, it is a very full-bodied, very robust, beautiful blend, and uh, it will be. It'll say follow the same vitolas, the same kind of format and packaging. Except for this year, it'll have a red footband, and obviously last year was Connecticut Ecuador. This year, it'll be Ecuador Habano, Sumatra, oh, Ecuador Sumatra, I believe. Beautiful, beautiful, rich, rich cigar. Um, and we're doing our first ever fresh pack. We've never done a fresh pack. I was That's surprised about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this is the God's honest truth. I have hounded Mike and John <laughs> to do a fresh pack since the day I was hired by Crown Heads. <laughs> and it has only taken me about six years to wrestle them down to finally get them to agree to do one. And I think Juarez is the perfect uh, cigar to do it with. Um, unlike some, some fresh packs are all the same blend. Some fresh packs were a mixture Juarez is a great bang for your buck cigar. It is it is our second best selling line. It is just a beautiful cigar, Mexican San Andreas. There are a, there's a 48 ring gauge, a 52, 54, 56, 
Um, and so we added a size that's exclusive to the fresh pack and it's called the Ferdinand. Uh, and that, is, that it will be a 58 ring gauge, uh, short little shotgun shell. And that uh, MSRP for those five cigars are going to be $29.95 for a fresh pack. Now, obviously, the pack is, uh, is is humidified, so you can use that package over and over again. Uh, it's our first venture into it. And in honor of Rage Against the Machine, we have called it Bulls on Parade. <laughs> we um we also have two more announcements um tomorrow i don't think it's any secret um more details will come out tomorrow but we will be adding we will be featuring um another uh, four kicks meal kick this year it's something that we do almost every year so it's not letting a cat out the bag but the blend the packaging all that we will make an announcement tomorrow uh, and then uh, later on, right before the show starts, we'll announce a new core line that will be introduced to the Crownheads family. And um, that will be something that uh, more details to come. But that's everything going on with Crownheads. And I'm very proud of all the exciting product we have coming this year with Crownheads and Osgoner Family Cigars at the booth. We'll have Tim, we'll have John, we'll have Mike, the whole team. Uh, it's a very exciting uh, year. And, and, I'm just very proud of my sales team and all the things that we're bringing. Consumers are excited about it. And I look forward to seeing you two guys there and putting some of these cigars in your, in your hands. Absolutely. So I'm going to ask the question, Miguel, when, when Tim said, Hey, we're doing the Pi Anastasia red, you, you, you kind of didn't really argue with him on that one, right? Like, you know, listen, <laughs> um, we all know that the color red is superior. Um, I wore red for you tonight. Even <laughs> I, I saw that. I saw that. And right. you have, um, uh, I pretend that horse on your, on your shirt is a bull. So, um, but I will I, look, man, I, um, this has been a, this has been an exciting year and you will see me smoking plenty of Pi Anastasia reds. In honor of my I, Reds, I I I can maybe see a ball cap also, and you know, just uh, coming I'll, down the line. I'll, I'll talk to Tim about that one. <laughs> no, that's, hey, that's look, you guys. I I think what uh, you guys do this every year, and if you're a consumer and you get to tune into this, I mean, it's really um, an incredible opportunity to hear from all these companies' representatives talking about the new product. And after all, this is our Super Bowl for our cigar industry, the PCA trade show. It's exciting. There's so many great products coming out. I was listening to, I think, Nick Perdomo Jr. Um, that was on before me to see the next generation of guys carrying the flag uh, of our incredible culture. Uh, it's exciting. And uh, I appreciate you guys putting in time hosting this show and allowing us to share our news with the consumers out there. No, thanks, Miguel. I, I actually think that was probably the most Perdomo has talked about the 30th on any platform, unless yes. I, outside of the discussions, I'm sure, with the retailers. So that was kind of a big announcement. I was hoping that they were going to do it. I wasn't even sure, Miguel, if they were going to have the cigar at the trade show. So because I knew it was a little further out. So that was like I said, we, we were very honored to have that. Um, and like I said, we're always honored to have you you on here as well um, with some things as well. Now. I want to go back to Osgener again. Um, now, this is already out, but the second core line has already come out with Tim Osgener, the Aramis. So, yeah, Aramis is Aramis, uh, yeah. I, I getting an incredible. That's all right. Getting incredible feedback. Um, we we technically launched at TAA with our TAA members, and we have, you know, put a little bit of the product into the into the market. And so far, it's been incredible feedback. But this will be the first time that it's featured at the PCA, right? Bosphorus last year was, was announced at the trade show. Aramos was launched um, earlier in the year uh, through uh, TAA. So this will be the first time that 
Aramas will be on display. That cigar will be introduced probably to a lot of people who may not be familiar with that second line. And being a, the beautiful Mexican San Andreas wrapper that there's some broadleaf in the filler. It's a very rich, very robust blend. Um, and it comes in a torpedo and it comes in a 660 besides two other core sizes, which are sizes, again, you don't traditionally see with crown heads. No. So, so Tim has really kind of taken it upon himself to bring back some Vitolas that he really specialized in in the CAO days. We always did the belly. We, If you remember that, we always called it belly instead of yep. a torpedo. Yep. And we did a lot of 660s. That's not something that Crown Heads does a lot of. That's why, you know, the, the Le Petitier number two is a big deal because we don't do that size very often. But for Tim, doing those that Torpedo and that 660, amongst the other sizes that he's added in as well, um, those are two sizes that you don't get in Crown Heads. So it's definitely a different Vitola, a different ring gauge, things that you don't necessarily get from Crown Heads that you will get from Tim Osgener. And, um, you know, we're in uh, the second year of Tim coming really back into the industry and being forefront. Uh, front of the uh the industry and um he's excited uh and he'll be at the booth just kind of cheering on everybody and and uh it'll be fantastic but i'm very excited about what tim is doing and post trade show uh, we have some great plans for some tim events um that we'll announce later but he'll be traveling the country again doing a lot of events where before it was more handshake let me tell you about my cigars this time it'll be an educational an event kind of uh, piece that we're going to do together. And we'll announce that after the trade show, but um, Tim's rearing up again to get ready to get out there and do more events. So it's an exciting time. No, that's great. You know, I saw him at the great smoke. He was uh, fantastic uh, that, that day. Um, I think he's, I think he stayed till the, like, I don't think he left that table the whole time when he was yeah. there. No, he, he, he is so excited to be back and not to mention uh, his sons are getting older and they're starting to get kind of involved in the industry. His son was at that event. And what's really neat is Tim was born into the industry, right? 1968, John o founded CAO Pipe Company and then got humidors and then cigars. Tim eventually became president of the company. But Tim literally would earn his allowance by, by pricing pipes or cleaning pipes. And the fact that, you know, when he sold CAO in 07, he stayed on until 2010. His kids were pretty darn young. Yeah, And so they saw a little bit of it, but this time around, his kids are seeing what he saw growing up. And again, it's that generational thing that premium cigars are so, such a part of. I mean, there are so many industries where it's not that. In this industry, it's still very much generational and, and passing on the torch to a new generation. And I see that with Tim and his kids, and it is so damn exciting to see that. And, um, uh, you know, Aaron, uh, Coop, I don't want to speak for you guys, but you think about when we first got in the industry, there was no white in our beers. Maybe we had a little bit more hair in our heads. Yeah, yeah. And when I look at us now, I go, man, we're, we're becoming that, that veteran, a uh, veteran of that industry. And then I see guys like Tim's kids or Nick Perdomo Jr. Uh, that you had on the, sh uh, right before me. And I say, man, the industry is in good hands and um, I'm just proud to represent Crown Heads, Osgoner Family Cigars, and um, excited to welcome people to the booth at PCA. No, that that's yep. going to be yeah. I'm excited too for you, Miguel, as well, and 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 um, excited to see everyone from Crown Heads this year, for sure. Um, I have a quick question, Coop. Yep. Uh, a couple of cigars that have been announced previously. Just wanted to check in on maybe what the status of those are. Uh, Los Angel 2023 and Los Calaveras. Absolutely. Las Calaveras will be shipping the first week of July. Okay. Um, 
the cigars were actually done a long time ago. Packaging took a little bit of time. Um, the it's made at the My Father Cigar Factory. They have a lot of new stuff that's been coming out as well. So when I say packaging, not necessarily something that a lot of people don't think about, but we can have the boxes, you can have the bands. The cigar's been in the aging room, but you have to have people to actually assemble everything. And sometimes you got to get in the queue. And so we know for a fact that it's landing in Nashville the first week of July, and it gets turned right back around and shipped. Lost to Angel, I can tell you right now, is in the aging room. And so we're hoping in August, September, um, uh, shipping of Lost Angel. But they've been in the aging room, sitting there, packaging is ready. We're just allowing them to just kind of mellow out a little bit longer before we package and ship. But those projects will be uh, in the market by September, no doubt. Nice. Uh, Miguel, I have to take some credit. I did guess the color right this year was going to be orange. Oh, fantastic, <laughs> man! I, there's, there's a there's a jukebox show that I, I it's documented on. Yeah, because yeah. we were trying to get, and I said I thought it was going to be orange because of the 10 year anniversary of it and or the 10th release of it in Tennessee. That was my logic, so I did get it right. Um, I can't say I'm normally that good, but that was that was why. So well, well, look, you get. I I was completely wrong. I thought maybe John was going to go back to the original kind of off white bone bone right, white, I guess you right. Call it. And that was completely wrong. So that is a thing that's kind of fun within our own company. Yeah. Um, John, I could tell you, Mike Condor, the head of our company, he doesn't even know what color the band is. There's there's three <laughs> people that know. John, our CFO, who places the order for the bands, and the company <laughs> that's printing the bands. That's mm -hmm. it. And so usually when uh, when everything is done is the first time, uh, right? You know, the, the, the week of, of announcing it and pre-selling it is the first time I see the colors. So uh, Coop, go out and play the lotto because you are on fire right now. That, that's like the first time I've gotten it right in, in the last few years. So, <laughs> so I'm not, but I did get finally got it right this year. <laughs> All right. So Miguel, I want to thank you very much as always uh, for being on. Uh, do appreciate it. We're looking forward to seeing you next week in Las Vegas. Well, uh, and I'm sure we'll be talking baseball before then. Absolutely. You guys, safe travels out to Vegas. Thank you for doing this show. I know you guys are going to be, probably be going past midnight. Thank you for the time you dedicate to this incredible industry. I'll see you guys in Vegas. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your show. Thank you, right. Miguel. Thank you. That's Miguel Chaudel of Crown Heads, uh, National Sales Manager, um, here on the Primetime Show. And he's already gone. So uh, we're going to bring in uh, a guy who's made some headlines today. Uh, I'm actually uh, looking to talk to this guy, Terrence Riley here. He's been making headlines the last couple of days. Yeah. Some some for not not so good a reason. I, some for not so good reason, but I think today was good reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good reasons today. There he is, Terrence Riley, Vice President of Sale and Marketing of Agonorsley. Terrence, how's it going tonight? Hey guys, how you doing? Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, is it the greatest day of your whole lives? I was excited this, today, Terrence. I was excited today. I, from what I from, and I know you're going to talk about some of these things, but I was excited about the products I heard about today from Agonorsley. I really was. Oh, why so? How how come? Be, because I one is I think one of the releases you talked about. Um, you actually needed that. I think you that was a spot you're filling in your portfolio. The ten by hundred? No, that's not. That's that's not, that's, that, that's filling that's filling Coop's mouth. That's filling. That's <laughs> making that's 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 making me happy that there's not a Lancero on the market. So <laughs> so uh, so all good. So yeah, let's let's kind of get into it, Terrence. Uh, let's we'll start with the ten by one hundred uh, lunatic man. You. I don't think it, I don't think we saw it coming from you guys, but but uh, you know I uh, I know Paul likes those big ring gauges, so I wasn't totally surprised either. So yeah, again, it was I can't take credit for the the uh, the idea. Uh, definitely Max uh, Fernandez, Eduardo's son, uh, and uh, and and Paul. They're 
they're pushing more towards that type of thing. And, yep. uh, but, but my God, there's a market for it again. We're, yep. out of, I, every, I, all these guys, announced, you're going to sell, you're going to sell those cigars. I'm telling you, yeah. you will. Out, out of everyone, everything yeah. that we announced, like retailers yeah. have already been calling about, about that more yep. than anything else. Yep. So that just goes to show you, you know, when I, it's funny when I joined the company in 2017, I was like 80 rings, 70 ring. I'm like, how do we make all these cigars? And then I looked at the numbers and I was like, oh, well, okay. I guess so. <laughs> Let's not touch that. that <laughs> Let's leave that, that alone. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so what the hell? You know, again, like I said, I, I don't argue with the consumer, yeah. you know, uh, and there's definitely a, obviously a market for it. And, uh, you know, again, I think it's, you know, I, I told uh, Tom Mazuka, I hope he just comes out with a, a 20 by 200. And, uh, and then, you know, that would probably be about yeah. as big as we go and then it, it'll all be over with. So, <laughs> uh, but, but you know, like I said, I mean, there's no question that there's, there's a demand for this kind of thing. Yeah. And by the way, Aaron got mad at me for saying this, right. But I'll say it. Anyway. I thought the, thank you for putting the bellicoso tip on there because yeah. look, to, I love to, uh, Tom's nine. We're, by we're 90 gentlemen too, here. We're Tom's gentlemen nine by here, 90 was too big to put in the mouth. I gotta be honest. They want to ease you into a coop. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just a tip just for a second. Right. right. Right, right. So that that's 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 awesome. Um, there's a lot of tobacco, I assume, in that thing. Yeah, and to be honest with you, it's it's hard to make these things. It's it, you know, it seems like ah, oh, you just one is that the the wrapper leaf. You have to have a, a you know a certain size wrapper leaf that can yeah. can you know encompass this thing. And uh, again, we still blend to the size. I mean, even for for this, they're 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 not just jamming. And I think one thing that definitely I, I learned uh, at this company was that if you blend to the size uh, of a larger ring gauge, a larger ring gauge cigar can be really flavorful. And and so, like I always say, that like our torch line of cigars. And to be clear, it's not it's not for me. It's not my thing. But but. Uh, the 70 ring gauge torch is the most flavorful one because it's blended to the size. They're putting in tobaccos in there to make it taste uh, as enjoyable and complex and, and flavorful as possible. So, uh, like I said, you know, it's a fun thing. It brings a lot of headlines. There's guys out there that, God bless them, love this type of stuff. And uh, we're, we're trying to put out the best product possible for them. Nice. That's that's really nice. Um, and when can we expect to see these uh, 10 by 100s? Supposed to ship uh, to, to us towards the end of July, so I guess sometime in August you'll start seeing them on the market. And we, you know, it's twenty five hundred uh, cigars. Again, we had to buy molds for these things. I mean, yeah, you know, we broke the mold for uh, for this, you know, <laughs> yeah, as they said. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, and so it, it'll be uh, probably in August, and you know, it'll be like once a year thing, and it'll be fun, and you know, everybody will you know talk about it. So you know, that's good. Does it come with a uh, dental insurance? It does. It does. We okay. checked. We, we checked. I, make sure. right. I was yeah. hoping somebody would ask me that. I didn't want to bring yeah. it up myself, Aaron, but I'm, <laughs> right. I'm glad that you, okay. you cover all the bases. There's always a benefit. Yeah. Always yeah. A benefit there. And these, these are not, these are going to be individually ordered, right? So you, you, or are, are they coming like crates or something like that? No, no, no. It's one, it's one, you order one by one. So each oh. one has its own individual coffin. And okay. what's great about it is after you smoke it, instead of buying a coffin for your own burial, you can, you can use it right. for yourself, yeah. you know? So, so Coop, <laughs> You can save on, you know, you save your family a couple extra bucks, you know, after after you're gone. <laughs> you can keep this thing and, and you know, they could. I think that, you know, that, I think that's my. I mean, it, you know, it's an upgrade over the pine box they were putting them in. Right, so right, cedar, exactly. Cedar yeah, Potter's Field. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Potter's Field. <laughs> By the way, you can you can put your, you know, you could use the Terrence, you could take this on the road. So if you have an extra piece of cheesesteak or something, you could put it right in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, 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 what we're going to do is we're going to next year, it's going to be the largest. 
traditional cheesesteak of all time and we're going to put it in this in this box <laughs> yeah 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 uh so you, so you have that um and then the other thing and i was really i, I was really intrigued by this because i thought this is what you guys need you have a new addition to new cuba um which i'll let you talk about it because i i think this was a cigar that you guys absolutely needed in the portfolio yeah, again, the, the idea is always you want to add a new consumer when you come out with a product. Uh, and and so uh, I th- we don't really have a cigar that the guy's never had a cigar before is probably yeah. ideal for him um, or her. And uh, and so we we came out with, with this to kind of address that. So, and again, New Cuba, the good thing with the New Cuba is that as, as a casual consumer, you know, oh, it says Cuba. Yeah. Um, it's 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 moderately priced six fifty to seven fifty, so it's it's in a really good price point range. So it's the it's the opportunity for one the guy that's new to get into cigars and get into you know obviously Aganorsa um, in a way that's you know uh, easy for them to to appreciate. And then also for the guy that you know there are a lot of people they like mild cigars and they just smoke mild cigars. They don't want anything too full and they smoke them all the time. Uh, in fact, that's why they don't want anything too full is that they smoke a lot of cigars um, and they just want something flavorful and light and smooth. Yeah, and as far as um, New Cuba goes, that has been your bundle offering for a while, but this is a long filler offering you're going to have. Yeah, it's a totally different blend. So the New Cuba uh, bundle, which we've had for, and we sell a gazillion units of, is, uh, it, it, but that's a, a Cuban sandwich. It's a mixed fill. Yep. It's, uh, it's a bundle cigar. And this is, uh, this is long filler. It's in a box. It's a different blend. It's not, it's, it's not anything. It just, we, we, we felt that it was a good transition. If, either if you're into a bundle cigar and you want to kind of get something more premium, uh, it's it's the next step up. Um, or if you're just like I said, if you're getting the cigars, you're going to a wedding, you want to have something that everybody can enjoy, but you know you know you don't want to bring a bundle to it. Uh, this is fills that void as well. But it's, it's well, you would say it's definitely a milder. It's probably your mildest cigar you have. Yeah, it's very mild. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was kind of what I was thinking too. Is like you didn't. You, that was the one thing you guys didn't have was a mild cigar. Uh, yeah, you guys are known for fuller. You guys are known for your fuller cigars. Yeah, we 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 have never really had any, anything in uh, like Lafleur Double Hero Strong, and we've never had Macanudo Mild. I wouldn't go so far as to go Macanudo Mild, but it's it's definitely the most approachable cigar that we've made. Yeah, no, I I I, I agree with you on that. Uh, I also saw well, this this was a few weeks ago, but you guys have announced Anniversario is expanding again, and now you are adding a Connecticut to the Anniversario. Yeah, and really, it's a it's a great connection. It's the, it's the uh, um, in that, in that line we've got the Corojo and the Maduro. We didn't have a Connecticut, and and it just is really impressive. You know, the wrapper quality. It's an immaculate wrapper. It's triple capped, um, like all our cigars. But this, but just the presentation on it is beautiful, and uh, just a, a very very flavorful, rich. Uh, low, medium to medium uh, Connecticut cigar. It was balanced, complex. N- none of the con- Connecticut, you know, Connecticut can sometimes get that Connecticut-y yeah. bitter taste to it. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't have any of that. Um, and uh, we-, we have high expectations for it. That, that's good. And that's going to be, that's a much more premium Connecticut you're going to have too with that. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we really looked for a high quality wrapper for it. Um, again, our anniversary line for our core line stuff is our ultra premium line. And uh, we wanted to make sure that it really both looked impressive and uh, the, the the experience would match the presentation. Nice, nice. Uh, and then another announcement I saw today, uh, this was a little more, some of us may have seen this, but uh, rare, the Rare Leaf is expanding. 
and, yeah, it's, so getting a, and it's getting it's, and it's getting another packaging change. Yeah, it, it, it's going to look like the Maduro now. It, again, it kind of it still looks kind of similar. Like, you know, you can't get a great view there. There we go. go. Uh, yeah. Well, there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it, it's still it's still similar, but right. we, the big thing is is and, and we we want to have it look that arm. We want to stand yeah. out more on everything. We we learned during COVID that. You know, we talked to retailers and the retailer would say, uh, you know, I, I guys couldn't come to the store. So they'd call me for a box of their cigar and they'd say, hey, g- give me a box of that cigar I always buy. Oh, which one is it? It's on the right hand side of the humidor. Well, which one? I don't know. It starts with a C or it starts with a B. Yeah. Uh, well, what, what size is it? I don't know. It's like six or seven inches long. Like they don't know anything about it. And they smoke yeah. the thing all the time. So, we, you know, you work so hard to get a consumer to try your product. And, you know, hopefully that, you know, they love it. And if they do, they go in the shop the next time. Oh yeah. What was that cigar I had? I can't remember. And now, now you lost them. So we really wanted, you know, we want that flex, you know, we want, we want people, you know, it's the one with the arm on it, the one with the arm yeah. flex. Oh, okay. So now it stands out a little bit right, more. Right. And we, we switched out the, the, the Titan size for, uh, again, you can't really see, man, it's not, it's not working well, Alonsdale. but, but a uh, Lonsdale size. So, yep. which is, you know, a, a little bit, uh, more, you know, more in line with the type of consumer that wants something uh, in in this style. Nice, nice. That's nice. Um, and um, so, though, when can we expect to see those extensions kind of hit the store? That extension hit the store. Yeah, right, right after the show, you'll start seeing it. Uh, it's all that, that for that stuff. It's it's already the 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 new Cuba is probably going to be late August, early September. Um, but uh, 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 this is going to be shipping right after the show. Again, it's only for our rear relief is part of our Agonors Select program, so it's only for this. You know, it's about yeah. 150 retailers nationwide that partake in this, and it'll be exclusive for 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 them. Nice. So you know, you've, you've talked. You have a lot of products, uh, and I think you guys have a nice lineup of products. But you know, you guys made some additional headlines yesterday because I think you surprised a lot of people. I don't think this. I I know I can't say I saw this one coming. I think I saw you go into Agonors at least more than this guy. I, to be honest, <laughs> right, we, no, 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 Fabian. So we're we're blessed yeah. to be able. Yeah, to, yeah. I was on a I was on a road trip and uh, you know so so we've yeah. grown. Uh, God bless uh, the consumers and retailers who support us uh, quite a bit in the last few years, and like it's the same amount of people, and so the, the it gets harder to do everything. Uh, you know, as a company with the same amount of people when you're so much bigger, and uh, with. I was traveling with Ryan Polar, our sales rep for Texas area. And we were up in Nebraska and Kansas. And I was, again, I've been traveling like nuts. And, and I was kind of saying, you know, it's, it would be great to find somebody that can uh, kind of help me out in this particular, you know, reg- in some different areas, whether it be retailers, uh, traveling retailers, uh, uh, our, our house accounts, our, our international business and take, you know, uh, and, and kind of be somebody that I could work with to, uh, uh, to take some of them off my plate and, and focus on various areas while that individual focuses on others. And, uh, and, and he said, well, yeah, you know, well, I know uh, Fabian Ziegler is a, a friend of mine, you know, I, I think, you know, he might be interested. And I said, okay, give me his, give me his number. So I knew Fabian, you know, uh, professionally, I, you know, I, I, we've talked and we've hung out a few times at cigar shops over the years, but I, I, I couldn't say I knew him very well, but he has a great reputation. Everybody loves him. And uh, he just he brings a lot to the table. I mean, he did international business for Drew. He was the West Coast sales rep. He was, the, the you know, I think, the VP of uh, sales for the the West of the Mississippi. Uh, he just did so many different things. And so it's 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 great to have somebody that can just do a lot of stuff and jump in and and not have to really uh, need any you know assistance or, or introduction. Ropes, yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, he's, he's, he's down in Nicaragua right now. He's working on his flex. You know, he's practicing. He's, he's got a polo shirt on. He's going to, you know, hopefully we'll get him in some khakis soon. So. I, I, I like the, I like that, by the way, Terrence, uh, the polo shirt and khakis. I, I support it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 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 You have to get a khaki, khaki colored track suits, I think, are more his style. Well, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to figure something out. We're going to, you know, we want him to be him, but we want him to be part of yeah. the, you know, the company. So we're, we're, we're going to make right, some sort right. of merger. Well, you know, he, whole, I, whole know base pajamas, you know, I don't yeah. know. We'll see. But he, he does know cheesesteaks, I heard. So, you know. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm already covered there, Coop. I, I so, no, you, you, you went right down the rat hole uh, again. <laughs> You you had a chance to redeem yourself and you completely dropped the ball. Let's be let's, <laughs> let's be honest. That wasn't even a good pizza steak. I felt bad that that place was tagged on there. I was trying to be kind with the comments. Like there was a vicious comments. That wasn't me from the bit. Listen, there's a lot of jealous people out there. I I, I can't I can't speak for others. All I know is I'm out there promoting quintessential. Philly cheesesteaks, and you know a lot of people are jealous. Quite frankly, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I gave I you a place. I offered to refund the money. I said, if you go there and you don't like it, I'll give you the money back. I, I would pay for it. That's how that's how the, p- proud I, I, of the place. Dude, I think I know a little bit more about cheesesteaks than you at this no, point. You you know? <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. Oh, man. <laughs> no burgers. But no, but, Say burgers, but, you know. Look, Terrence, you know burgers. Clutch burger is a, is a fantastic burger. You, you know burgers. I'm going to say that. Cheesesteak's another animal. Oh, we'll agree to disagree. The, <laughs> the bottom line is, is that, you know, Fabian's he's yeah. an awesome yeah, no. addition. And, and uh, I think that like, like we're blessed to have somebody like that who can really help. Again, he was a drew for years. I mean, he was almost there for 20 years. He signed from the very beginning. He's got some great stories about, you know, the early days and like when he first got in and everything and then saw it all the way to what, you know, the incredible company it is today. Um, so, so I, it's, it's great to have somebody that's been there, done that and, and can certainly be a huge asset for yeah. us to, to take us to the next level. Yeah, no, I think that's good for you guys. I mean, if you, and you, like I said, you probably were wearing a lot of hats too. So you're bringing in someone in with a lot of experience there, uh, which I think helps out tremendously. Yeah, no, again, like I, th- I think it's really going to be a home run. He's, he's got great relationships. And again, there's a lot of things that like, I'll probably be be learning from him, quite frankly. And yep. so, I, you know, that's great. Would, anytime we hire somebody, a big thing for me is that, like, I'd always want to, like, potentially, if circumstances were different, I would be happy to work for that person. You know, right. and and uh, and and he's got so much experience, and and I, I feel that it's going to really be a great uh, a great relationship, and that he's. Uh, He's got so much I can learn from, and and uh, can add to us, and and uh, to help take us to the next level. No, that's that's good. By the way, Aaron, we have our our first late person, yep. and yep. Uh, and I've messaged him. I haven't heard back from him yet. So the streak. Everyone was on time, like this week and last week. Everyone was on time. So they, so he just broke the streak. Carney, <laughs> good old Carney. Good old Carney. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but by the way, Terrence, uh, the, the shirts, I got to just, the shirt game has been pretty good with Aganor. So I think uh, we have some coupe colors. I think there's two coupe color shirts that mimic the Aganorsa colors. It's the red and the blue. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll have to match. We'll, set, we'll, we'll yeah. coordinate at the show. So we, you know, people, <laughs> people are talking, you know, yeah, no, think that. no, def- definitely um, as well. Um, and then, you know, he said you, you guys will be at the show next week as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll be there. Yep. Um, 
so Terrence, we, you know, if you want to hang with us for a few minutes, you can, but if you need to go, we have some other content we can do, but uh, I want to, you know, again, thank you very much. What, what would you prefer? You're, are you, no, hang around. Me, are you shushing me off the door? No, hang around until John comes. Yeah. Hang around <laughs> yeah. until John comes. Is it Aaron? Is Aaron sending you messages? Tell me, you don't have to be the bad guy, Coop. If Aaron's no. doing it, let me know. No, if, if anybody's gonna kick you out, it's gonna be Coop. It's not gonna be me. I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not that guy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm the guy who has to issue the bans at the media compound. I'm yeah. the guy. Like, no one will issue bans. I. I'm the guy who has to issue a ban on people. Oh, I, I have some. Yeah. I have some bans. Trust me. <laughs> oh yeah, you, yes, you do. Yeah. yeah, you do. You. Do. Yeah, you. you. <laughs> We're not gonna go there. But uh, no, I. Can, no, it, yeah, let's take it. Let's not take a turn to negative town. Right. 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 <laughs> uh, um. All right, Ari. I'm gonna throw as long as we're you're here, Terrence. Um, I'm gonna give you you, you got some bonus time here. Uh, oh, is there anything first? Is there anything else you want to talk about with Agonorsa before you know? Otherwise, we could kind of steer it away. But the debauchery. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, no, I mean we we we. No, I'm not gonna. I know it's we we put a uh, we'll have a, a new fresh pack for the validation Connecticut that'll be at the show. We didn't put a press release out for that because we had like 45 press releases. I felt that that it was enough, but uh. Uh, that? that 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 will be there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I guess there's never yeah. enough. Um, and we'll have we're also gonna have some ashtrays, uh, coffee mug. We're gonna have some swag stuff that we're gonna start selling as well. Um, that'll be at the show. Travel cases. Uh, so there's a few other things there as well. And uh, so what do you guys? I, I'd like to know your opinion. What what, what do you think the show is gonna be like? Popular, successful show, well attended, disaster. What, tell me what's going on. I feel positive, but I want to hear what you guys think. I don't know. You guys know more than me. I'm a little oh. unsure because I'm I'm curious as to how sales have gone, you know, the first half of this year. And if people think that they need to save money to spend at the beginning of next year now with the change of the date, you know, dates of the show. So I'm kind of up in the air in regards to, you know, what what may be happening here. It's a question mark for you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, had, I have the same I have the same thing on that. Um. That's cheating. You have to have a totally different answer. It's better for the it's better um, for the viewership if you have a I, I think I think the eight month cycle of the trade show is actually going to have an effect on things. Uh I think people who are planning on going this year are still gonna go, but they may be looking at their buying and hold some stuff over because they're gonna have to buy earlier next year. So I'm gonna I'm gonna totally dis for for rating sake I'm gonna totally disagree with both of you. I, I okay. don't, I don't yeah. number number one I don't think people think that way. I don't think they, they're thinking in terms of the show being next year and, and buying less. I just don't think they do that. Also, the show being in March next year it leads into their busy season for most right. of the country, not everything, yep. but for most of the country it leads into the busy season. And so most of the stuff, some people you know again depends on the year. Sometimes we're good, sometimes we're not. About shipping right after the show. Mm -hmm. If you ship after the show next year, two months late, you're in May. And May yep. is when the season really starts off. So wh whether it's a good show or not, I think we'll, uh, like that, th those one will not be the factors. I, I think it's more what's going on right now. I think most people make the decision based on, oh, business is good. I'm going to go or business is not good. I'm not going to go or like, or, or I, I, you know, I can't find any you know people to work at the store for me because it's hard to find people, but I, I, I don't, I think it's, to be honest with you, I was, I've been traveling, like uh, I, I'm in Miami this week, but I was traveling for like two weeks straight. I was in like six States and 10 days or something. And uh, I would ask people, you're going to the show. And even now I have people going, yeah, I don't know. I think I'll go. And some of them are going and some of them are, I don't think they think that far ahead. I don't think they're, okay. they're saying like, Oh, you know, eight months from now, you know, it's going to be this. like, I think I've they were kind of day to day. But yeah. I've heard that I'm going to say in North Carolina, I've heard that part is the difference. So it really? could be regional. Yeah. 
a lot of people in North, North Carolina tends to go out and support the show, even on down years. So they they always tend to go out. So, but some of them have said to me, "Yeah, we're going out, but we don't know how what we're going to spend in March." That so that's what I've heard here. But I can see other parts but, of the country being but different. For, for for instance, like traditionally, TAs in March. Like, do you think that they would you would you normally say like, "Oh, all the show"? I mean, and again, yeah, not everybody's at TAA, but you have a good a good number of companies that make up the majority of this business that that are there. I mean, I don't think people go, "Oh, you know, the show's coming up, but TAs in March next year." Um, there's only one retailer who I think that would affect in my area. So that I can't really answer that. And I think he, you know, he plans that out accordingly. Um, that's that store. Actually, there's two, but he's the other one's kind of far that one. I don't know the other retailer as well, but, but at least one here, there's only a couple. So, um, so you, think, you've heard retailers say like, you know, it's going to be in March. So I got to be a little careful. You've heard that. I, I, absolutely. They, they yeah. absolutely said cash flow with that. Yeah. What the hell do I know? See, this is why I asked you guys. I don't <laughs> no, know. No, no. But Terrence, what do I know? I'm, I'm local <laughs> and I have, yeah. you know, I have a couple of retailers on speed dial, right? So these are the ones I talked to, but that's, I have heard some of those comments. Yeah. That doesn't mean that, that my data set is kind of representative to everything. No, it's interesting that you've heard, you, you've heard, People say that that's that's something I hadn't thought. Of. See, this is why we have these conversations. Yep. It's like a matrix. It's like a matrix of of information. Yeah, it's cooking. Yep. No, that's good. That's good with that. Yeah. So, um, so but no, as you're traveling around, Terrence, are you seeing uh, retailers that are maybe sitting on more inventory than they had been previous? Yeah, and you know, I, 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 yeah, for sure. I, th I think what's really happening, and again, this is going to be the big question mark going forward, is that if you look at the traditional retail model from from the past, where it's like basically we have a store and we sell cigars in this store for people that come in, that's going to be a more and more difficult thing to do if you're not one of the guys that have been doing it for a long time. Like if right. you're a new store, like. I can't imagine doing it that way. Like you'd have to get into a mall or, so, you know, an outdoor plaza. You got rent and the neighbor next door complains about smoking. You can't smoke yeah. anymore. You got, you know, so that's not, you do a build out for a standalone. That's you're talking a million, million and a half dollars, maybe, you know, so that that's, that's going to be a hard thing to jump into. And then, you know, obviously some of the top like traditional retailers, they're still going to be fine, but I think it's going to be, that's, that's a hard model to maintain moving forward. If you don't add, distribution you, you fill in all your local golf courses in some restaurant or whatever depending on the state or you put in a bar or you uh you start you know an e-commerce part mm -hmm. it'll be very hard to uh to do that uh without those other aspects uh mo moving forward and so i i think what you're starting to see is that is that impact you know and 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 you're seeing people that the, you know, especially post COVID, you know, they, they're used to, you know, okay, oh, well, I can just click a button or, uh, oh, I can, they want, if they're going out, they want to have a real reason to, yeah. um, or, or it's convenience. So like they want, they want, you know, it's something that they're, they're going to the place anyway, and they pick up a couple cigars or it's like, oh yeah, that's where I go and relax and have, you know, and have a great, a great time and, you know, have a couple of drinks and or whatever it is. So that, that's really what I'm seeing. I'm seeing that like, the 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 bar like in Miami there's a bunch of you know cigar bars they all seem mm -hmm. to be thriving um the guys that have you know you know d you know different parts of their business you know whether it's uh, e-commerce or distribution they seem to be fine the traditional shop seems to have more and more difficulty um because it's hard to get new people so you, you yeah. with post covid with covid people had more time and more money 
the time and the money is less. They have to go back to work or they part-time at least. And the kids have soccer again, and then they go on to go on vacation. And then, you know, everything costs more. So you have less time, less money. So unless you're bringing in new people, your, your business is, is decreasing. And, and that's yeah. true on our end. Like our big thing this year was find new people. Whoever we have, will have less time and or less money for the most part. So we need, we need to bring in, in, in new consumers. And that, that's been our drive this, this, this whole year is we need new people. Um, and, and I think if a store is not really trying to bring in people in either a different way or the same way, but with a more aggressive style, it, it's going to be difficult. You know, that's, that's what I'm seeing out there. Right. Nice. Nice. Well, Terrence, first of all, I want to thank you very much. Thanks for hanging in there for a few extra minutes with us. We do appreciate it. Uh, I did, I did a great job this year with what, uh, what I see on the table for you guys. So I'm excited to be at the booth this year. See you. Uh, I have a little something. I have a present for you, by the way, of something I was going to give you guys. Yeah. So you got something coming up from me. Is it a cheesecake? It's not a cheesecake or a cheesesteak. We 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 okay. There was a plan to try to get you a cheesesteak on the floor. It it's never gonna work at the convention center. Just give me a cheese a cheesecake. I, I, I think that that's 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 got cheese in it. All right, you know what? I may have an idea with that. We'll talk. I think I have something I could do for you with that. That would give you like the best cheesecake in the world. So, all right. But uh, thanks again, Terrence. Uh, and like I said, God, thanks for everything. And uh. I always love busting your balls, but but yeah. you know, you're a good man, so we appreciate <laughs> no, it. It's always a pleasure, guys. It's always good to see you. Have a great night, and uh, thanks for having me. All yeah, right. See you next week. That's Terrence Riley of Aganor Salif. Um, and, and by the way, um, I don't know what happened to John. I saw he was the first one that uh, we we didn't see. I think but... he got I think he got in a fight in a Chipotle. Yeah, but... and uh, that's what happened. He's probably in yeah. jail at the moment. But but we have we have a really special guest coming on here. Uh, we haven't talked to this guy in a while on the show. Yeah, he, he's making some time here. We do appreciate it. Uh, and he's got an extra three minutes as well. But um, really happy uh, and honored to have um, Dion Gianglito of Illusioni Cigars um, here tonight. So uh, Dion's making his way into the uh, the green the, uh, from the green room. Excuse me, Dion. How is it going? Get get we got his. Gotta hit the sound. There's a join sound. But let me see if I can get. Let me see if I can do this. I can ask him to unmute. Unmute. Okay. There, there you go. Right, I'm here. <clears throat> yeah, I pressed on. I pressed on mute like six times, and it just <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't work. I'm not. I'm not used to the Zoom thing. You know, after yeah. after the whole uh, the the C word. Yep. <laughs> But how's it going? First of all, thank you very much for making some time here. We do we do appreciate oh, it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. No, it's a pleasure. Um, so get in. Let's we'll first talk about a couple of things you may have at PCA, and then you know we, we have some other things we could probably ask you. But um, I think the thing we a lot of people saw is that you are doing another. Actually, you're doing a PCA exclusive that's going to be at the PCA this year. I am. I am. It's a six by fifty Toro. Comes in a ten pack. Um. Don't know the uh, SRP yet. It's probably going to be like right around, you know, like nine ninety five. I haven't, I haven't uh, crunched the numbers yet, but it's probably, probably right around there. But yeah, it's really good. It actually, comes out of uh, out of uh, Honduras, out of uh, Raices. Um, it's <clears throat> since I don't think uh, since the Dallas that I've le released anything uh, new out of there. So I, I was, was going to ask you that. There. Yeah, yeah, I was there back in um, <clears throat> January, February and uh sorted a couple things out and uh 
gonna re- uh, gonna release that. I was just in Nicaragua last week as well, so been a been a bit of a a, a wrangle. Sure, sure. Um, but you've 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 a lot of people may not remember, but that you've your blends. A lot of your blends started out at Raices, so this is and you still mm-hmm. make some. You still make Epernay there, correct? <clears throat> right, that's correct. So, yeah. um, you know, originally. Uh, just the long and the short of it, you know, back when uh, I met Paul Palmer and Eduardo Fernandez, uh, Eduardo had a couple of factories when he had just bought uh, uh, Tropical. So after about a year or so, you know, my cigars were made in Nicaragua. And then, you know, you know, Eduardo was just trying to wrap his head around growing tobacco and uh, just, you know, trying to get a hold on, on the entire operation. So he uh, shut down the two factories there. And then that's when, you know, Paul Palmer went over to uh, uh, to Ugo. And, uh, or I'm sorry, not Ugo, uh, Ugo's dad, Romai. And I said, you know, I know you guys have been trying to buy tobacco from us before. We said, no, but we have some marks that we uh, need rolled. And if you could do that, you know, we could supply you with the tobacco for those marks and then, um, uh, you know, sell you tobacco as needed. So, you know, we had a, a really nice five or six year relationship uh, then. And then as, as Eduardo, you know, really got his uh, heels dug in, uh, he then, opened uh, one of the uh, little factories that he had, which was a school that he bought um, in Nicaragua there. And so I started migrating my, my uh, blends back there because, you know, 85% of the time I was always in Nicaragua reviewing tobaccos, checking tobaccos, making sure they were right to go to Honduras. Mm-hmm. Nice. Now, now this PC exclusive, if I read it right, you have some Honduran tobacco in there. Not something I've, I've seen a lot of you put that in before. I mean, have you worked with Honduran mm-hmm. in any of your blends? I have, yeah, I have uh, from time to time. So there okay. is uh, Nicaragua, there, there's Nicaraguan and Honduran and in Cruzado Classic. Okay. okay. Yeah, with the gold foil. So yeah, I have worked with it before. It's 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 uh, it, it's really nice, and it's the regions that I grab from are closer to uh, the 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 border. Um, you know, like uh, near Tro, you know, in Trojes, which would uh, you know border near uh, Jalapa, or not necessarily border near Jalapa, but it's near Jalapa. So. A lot of the same flavors that I like to use, and you know, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm uh, comfortable with using. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, is there anything else we can expect to see at the show this year that you may be showcasing? Not really. You know, I mean, we're we're still just uh, you know now that we've started uh, releasing the uh, new packaging. You know, new packaging is out there. Obviously, the Habano uh, that I make over uh, uh, at um, uh, AJ's place uh, that'll be featured there too. So we'll just be again showing off new packaging and uh, things of that nature. Yeah, and and this year you actually have the packaging now in the market. Yeah, uh, yes, uh, correct. Yeah, so last year what we were doing is we were showing, you know, what the new packaging would look like. You know, we had it all laid out there. And then this year, you know, we'll we'll have a display there, what we call a block of uh, of uh, brands uh, or brands, not brands, you know, within the brands, within the original documents that we'll be uh, featuring. And uh, yeah, it's there for sale. We've It's, you know, the it's been out in the market since uh, TAA. We started uh, pushing the, the uh, new packaging out, uh, uh, starting with TAA. And we right. got about, uh, through through TAA, we got about 30 accounts that we placed it in. Nice. Now, the Habano, you did go to AJ Fernandez with that. Uh, you, it's a, that's did. a different factory that you, you worked with that. What, what were some of the reasons why maybe do that Habano somewhere else? Well, the thing that I liked about AJ's tobaccos was, um, well, number one, I think I think the biggest reason why I went over there was there was a uh, gentleman that used to uh, work for Eduardo Fernandez years ago uh, by the name of uh, Alberto Padilla, and he had since uh, uh, had uh, joined 
um, you know, AJ's uh, operation. And just right about the time, I think, that he was opening up San Montano. And so uh, he kind of heads up that operation over there. And he and I, for years, worked really, really close together because uh, uh, Alberto Padilla was in charge of the Barranca. He, um, out of, you know, after it came out of uh, sorting uh, and, uh, you know, went into the packs, he was basically the, uh, the, the, the manager of the uh, Barranca where Eduardo, you know, stored all of his uh, tobaccos for sale. Not only that, but, you know, for us to use as well. So um, as tobaccos would come in from Jalapa or Esteli uh, or Condega, you know, uh, Alberto would say, come here, I want you to come, you know, and see these pilones, or I want you to come see these packs. I think this is right up uh, your alley. It's, it's what you're looking for as far as taste uh, and flavor and body. So uh, we had a really good working relationship uh, up until the time uh, that he left. And so it kind of made sense when, uh, you know, AJ approached me again and asked, you know, if uh, I wanted to do something at his factory. So I went over there to San Motano and reviewed a bunch of his tobaccos. And uh, surprisingly, he, you know, he grows uh, some Corojo tobacco up in uh, Jalapa, which is uh, the bulk of where I like to use uh, my tobaccos from mm -hmm. uh, to, to make up a lot of my blends, you know, the Corojo and, and the Jalapa. So uh, he had some tobaccos there that were very similar, the characteristics as far as like taste, you know, the olfactory uh, sweetness uh, and, and a few other uh, things that uh, I, I typically look for when I'm, um, you know, reviewing tobaccos. And I said, you know, I think we can make something, something of these tobaccos, number one. And number two, what I really liked is AJ is always tinkering. He's experimenting, you know, his fields are beautiful. They're state of the art, you know, uh, and, you know, every time, you know, every time you, you meet AJ, the first thing he wants to do is take you out to the field, yep. you know, so, mm -hmm. uh, you know, his, you know, he is, you know, he's an agronomist, you know, bar none, um, you know, his, his uh, irrigation system that he has in place. It's, it's, it's fantastic. And so he, it allows him, you know, his soil is so nice and so um, uh, well taken care of uh, that he, he has, uh, in my opinion, the opportunities to really test uh, new varietals, uh, you know, or hybrids or things like that. And so, um, when I wanted to make the Habano, you know, he had these wrappers I was looking at and it really just typified the Habano flavor that I wanted, uh, when, uh, I put that together. So, um, it, it's, it's a fabulous blend. Can't, I, I just can't talk highly enough about it. I thought it was, no, I thought it was very different than anything I've had from, like, AJ does a lot of Habanos and I've seen him, like, but this was completely this, this, but I felt this had yours. This definitely had your signature on it when I yeah, smoked it. Yeah. 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 And, and again, he, you know, AJ was very, uh, very courteous in that, you know, he, he allowed me the same uh, luxury as, you know, as, Duar as Eduardo does of just, you know, going through and rooting through his tobaccos and smoking them and seeing what I, what I want and what I like. I guess it would be not too dissimilar from when, and look, by, by no means am I comparing myself to him, right. uh, you know, uh, 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 Henrik Kellner, but, you know, when Henrik Kellner made uh, uh, the venture into Nicaragua, you know, and I believe it was a placentia is correct that uh, he um, was utilizing tobaccos from to make uh, Davidoff Nicaragua, you know, even though it's Nicaraguan tobaccos, it still has his signature. It still has his fingerprint on on those blends, and that's really what I wanted to try and accomplish too. Was make sure that it had my uh, my fingerprint uh, when I put together that blend, that, so that you would know that it fit within the um, the book of brands, the family of brands that I make. But yet, it was something different and new uh, out of a different factory. Nice, nice. 
And then you know another another one of the other rebrands that you did with Singulare. Um, that's a totally new blend that you have as well um, under that name. It is, it is. So you know Singulare. What I did was obviously like everybody did. You know during the August eighth, twenty fifteen, FDA deadline was they pushed as many brands and as many sizes out into the market as they could. So about then, uh, about that time, I had about six or seven, um, maybe eight Singulare blend, Singulare blends that I'd made throughout the years. I chose, I think, like five or six of them and brought them into the market. So what I really wanted to do was, because whenever I made those uh, those Singulare limited edition blends, they were, I don't want to say it was a nightmare, but it was really, really difficult because each size, each year, uh, was a different blend. Yeah. And they were based on specific tobaccos that I used. And sometimes, you know, they were available. Sometimes they weren't. Sometimes there were little quantities. Sometimes they were uh, uh, just not, you know, during the crop year, it just wasn't what I was looking for. So what I did, you know, it was, it was a nightmare to catalog all those and, and keep them going and keep the, the you know, the blends correct, even though, you know, we did. Right. Um, so what I did in the spirit of Singulare, I took, you know, what I thought was, you know, maybe one of the two best blends that I had made and I had come up with a blend and then that's what we called Singulare Origin. And we essentially worked it into our uh, book and, you know, uh, as a core line uh, mm-hmm. with, uh, with uh, uh, you know, four or five sizes. So, you know, there's, yeah. And there's a lot of those, like you said, there's a lot of those pop, they're very popular. Some of Will we see some of those blends maybe from time to time as like a limited release? Yeah. So that's the great thing, right? So uh, another the re- another reason why I released all those blends into the market, uh, you know, by you know doing the applications, you know, through substantial equivalence, getting them, you know, registered uh, with the FDA was that I would then be in the f- uh, able sure. to in the future to bring them back, right. Right. right? And so that's really why I did it. And so now what I can do is I can have you know the Singulari, uh, obviously the Singulari Origin Core line, and then now maybe you know, at my leisure, I can release like next year or the year after I can release, you know, the Phantom, you know, the 2010 Phantom or, you know, I can do the Rose Croy or things like that. So uh, it's just, it just added another little, you know, uh, layer to the whole uh, uh, singularity story. Dion, I, um, I was telling Fred this story over the weekend. I have a couple of 2012, the Vamanas, the Maduro. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And let me tell you, they smoked unbelievable yeah those things were nuts uh Uh, i i I think that yeah that was yeah (laughs) i smoked one and it it was unbelievable yeah i have one more left yeah yeah it really was so i mean i try to put some of those away and age them that one i I just had really forgotten about this for a while and they they uh yeah i mean it it smoked i mean smoked fantastic i was that was i know some people liked some other than others but that was a that was a great i always liked that maduro that was a great cigar Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. They really liked it too. Yep. And quite, quite honestly, that was actually my first foray foray into um, San Andreas wrapper. You know, that was in the beginning because originally way back when we were using uh, Corojo, but we were taking it through the Maduro process right. to get it a, a little darker, a little richer. But you know what we found, whether it was aesthetics, whether it was a little darker at the foot, a little lighter at the top, or it just, it made the blend too heavy, you know, mm-hmm. heavy uh, Corojo. Then that's when um, we started using um, uh, San Andreas uh, wrapper on that. And I found it to be much more consistent and just easier to work with. And it played really nice with the, uh, with the tobaccos that I like to use. I liked it. I really liked that line. Um, I've always liked the Maduro line on the documents. And I felt, you know, the San Andreas never overpowers that blend either, which is what I really like right. about that. Yeah. 
Right. Yep. Um, you know, last question I have here is, you know, Dion, you did go through a major packaging change. Was it kind of like giving up some of your children in a lot of ways? Because those, you know, some of those they were very unique names, unique. Yeah. But but I mean, I, I love what you did, just, you know, and I, I, I actually Thanks. when I saw it in person, it was amazing. But I can imagine that that still went a little tough to give those up because those were some very unique names you had out there. It was, you know, but I think it, it it really needed to be done for, you know, several reasons. One, you know, it just it just started out for, you know, me wanting to have a brand and, you know, selling my store. And then a couple of reps came to me and said, you know, we could take I think we can, you know, take this uh, uh, regionally and then, you know, uh, so on. But, uh, you know, the, the names are just the names. I mean, they're, they're really nicknames to me, right? And they're always going to be like the nicknames uh, right. always. So if anybody walks into, you know, a store and says, give me a 68, you know, that's the Corona Miner now, you know, give me the 88, that's Robusto. Triple Eight is the Churchill now. So, but what it did was uh, just kind of streamline things for me and kind of like cut out all of the, uh, the, uh, the white noise. I right. think when somebody walks into a... Uh, into a, 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 a retail shop and then they see the brand, but they don't immediately recognize it. They don't know who it is or where it comes from or something like that. So, you know, still to stay true to uh, form and messaging and on point, you know, that's, you know, as you saw the, the, the whole uh, rebranding and repackaging. So it's still, it's still on, uh, on message, but I think what it does is it just helps the retailer uh, uh, facilitate uh, the story and, and not only that, but just it, they're, they're able to delineate, I think, a, a little better on the shelf, which is um, not something that I was really too concerned about in the beginning. But as about two or three or four years passed, you know, in, in the incarnation of Illusione Cigars, I'm like, well, you know, um, that that was it, it was more to what I was thinking about. It took a long time for me to come up with the right concept and the right style and the right uh, 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 brand equity. Uh, for the whole thing, you know, for the whole, you know, lines just to, to, to stay on point and uh, still have that soul and that feel of Illusione, but just make it a little easier to de to uh, disseminate and understand. Nice. Oh, I got I actually do one more question. I saw, I think I saw a picture. Cigars Privé now going to have a, a repackaging going through it as well? Mm -hmm. Okay. It like, will. Okay. Yeah. So Cigars Privé, uh, we'll, we'll have re repackaging. That'll be, uh, well, actually it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's arriving as we speak. So uh, we won't have any to display at the show, but you'll see that at probably mid Q3. And, you know, we're just going to, we'll just slip that into the market. The next probably big repackaging thing that, that will happen will be Epernay. Oh, Epernay okay. is going to get okay. a little, is going to get a little cleanup and, and, it, and it's, you know, it's really neat. I mean, it's, Nice. That's fabulous. Still, again, stays on message, stays on point, mm -hmm. and nothing about it has changed. But just you know, the packaging is you know more in line with with what we're doing you know across the board, just to give it a little, uh, just a little more symbiosis. Okay. Nice. Nice. Aaron, do you have anything else for Dion? Uh, yeah, real quick. Um, you know, seeing you go to AJ for the original documents, Habano. But kind of telling the story as to what you know how that connection existed to make that move. Will will you be doing more projects uh, at AJ's factories, or or are you looking at any other factories to do some other projects, or is this kind of no. a, a one and yeah. done kind of a thing? I, I I don't necessarily know if it's a one and done. I mean, the doors are open; they're always right. open there. I mean, a, AJ is is a wonderful person, and you know his you know he'll give you the literally give you the shirt off his back, and so you know the doors over there have been open for years. But I mean, uh, the answer isn't no, but it's right, right now it's not a yes, okay. you know, so it's, it's, it's a definite maybe. 
Um, yep. You know, there's just so much going on in the market right now. And, um, and with going to another factory too, semantics and logistics, you know, just, just double on you or triple right. because now you have to coordinate, you know, shipments coming out of that factory and, and uh, just a whole bunch of other stuff that, 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 you know, I kind of took for granted and, and still do to this day, you know, with the great team I have here, uh, you know, um, in the States and also with the guys I have over there at, uh, at Tabsa. Nice. Well, Dion, first of all, thanks very much for making the time. We know you're busy this time of the year. It's your personal time as well. We do appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you uh, next week in Las Vegas as well. Yeah, my pleasure. You didn't even ask me what I was smoking. We saw it when you switched hands. You had it up I didn't see that. I, didn't see yeah. I have the I have the screens kind of minimized. The leaves on there, yeah. Wow, so okay. this is, and I just pulled it out of my humidor. Um, this is a... Uh, 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 a Tatawai, um, uh, okay, I'm already losing it. Uh, Tatawai, it's uh, it's the, uh, uh, not the Fumas, okay, it's not the, okay, it's, it, what was the Tatawai brand label, Lonsdale? That, yeah, the anyways, it's from Cazadores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Havana, yeah, it's the Havana Cazadores. It's from 2007. I got like three or four boxes of these and what I call my gold room, along yeah. with, you know, a whole bunch of like radios and, um, uh, what are the other ones? Unicos and uh, uh, things like that. So I've slowly started to smoke through them, and they're smoking fantastic. So, nice. Yeah, one of the yeah. original, I think, releases that he that he brought out. You know, it was still, you know, when he started doing the foil packaging, then putting them in the box. But yeah, yep. fantastic. Two thousand seven. Very nice. Nice. When they were still made on Eighth uh, Street in Miami, has and <laughs> they haven't lost a beat. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, Dion. Thanks so much for being on. We'll see you next week. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Have a great night, Dion. Thanks, Dad. All right, that was yep. Dion Diolito of uh, Illusioni Cigars here on the Primetime Virtual Trade Expo. Uh, we're bringing back uh, uh, an old friend uh, in a new place right now. So we are going to bring on Laurel Tilly, who is now uh, representing AJ Fernandez Cigars. I haven't talked to her since she's moved over. I don't think we've talked to her since she moved over nope. to AJ. So excited to have her on. Thanks for the patience there, Laurel. As she gets comes in. All right. Looks like we're ready to go. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Thank you for having me. Nice to see you. And yeah, you know, I miss talking to you. No, I can't no. believe we haven't spoken yet. No, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's great. Uh, and uh, no, first of all, congratulations on the move. And thank uh, you. We were just talking about a cigar made at AJ Fernandez Cigars with Dion. So it was kind yes. of appropriate. You, you're on next too. Um, but go, but welcome. We do appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. This is always fun. I, I appreciate the invite. So, yep. um, you know, I was looking at the list of people before me. I was like, okay, I, th I think we're going to be like pretty steady on time. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had one, we actually had one miss and I don't know. Oh, sometimes, sometimes things happen, but, uh, so we, but I, I usually try to keep everyone very close to the schedule as possible. So yep. you're very good at what you do. Yeah. yeah, yeah it, we've kind of, uh, we've kind of figured it out. I think the last song, um, <laughs> yeah. right. So, uh, but Laurel, you obviously joining AJ Fernandez Cigars. Um, you know, great portfolio there, and you represent the brands of AJ Fernandez Cigars. Correct. Um, and I think the big news, and I think a lot of people are very happy. Uh, AJ Fernandez Cigars will be back at the trade show this year. So, yes, we will. We only missed the one year, so we yep. will be back. Um, and then we've got kind of three new things going on. I don't know if you want to get into that. Yet. Yeah, let's get right. Absolutely. We'll get right okay. into it. Yep. 
Perfect. So we have the Dorado. Um, we we released that last year, and we have four full run sizes: the Toro Robusto, Gordo, or Gordito, and Figurado. So at the show, we're going to be releasing a Corona, which I am super excited about because I think that cigar is going to be amazing in that Vitola. Nice. Yeah. So and then in then addition to that, kind of capitalizing on you know now the five different sizes, we're doing a five pack sampler as well. And then uh, we actually also have our New World minis coming out, which are the original New World Oscuro blends. So those will those will be in a little five pack. Okay. Nice. Was there was there a New World mini at one point, or maybe it was a Cigarillo or something like that? So we uh, we had tried to develop these a few years ago. That's what um, I thought. Yeah. 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 But just. Um, with like the packaging and the pricing and just honestly like the logistics of it we just wanted to make sure it was right before bringing it out so yeah. um we hadn't originally actually intended on releasing it at the show but we were able to kind of get everything together so it'll be just a nice little addition because originally we were just talking about the uh, the dorado and the sampler so um you know it's it's nice that we can bring a couple more options as well yep yep, yep. um and what's the size you know the size of that corona yeah um i made sure to <laughs> Five eighths by forty-six. Yeah, so it's uh four and yeah, five and five eighths by forty-six. Oh, perfect! That's a Thank great you. Size. Thank great. you. Thank you. You were on that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I have my data sheets up. <laughs> yeah, Darren yeah, would have had me in. I think for that wrapper, it'll it'll be great. You know, you just get a little bit more of that that flavor concentration. So yep, yep. yep. And Dorado has been a big hit for you, for for you guys. It really has been. Yeah, it's. It really, it really came at a good time, you know, because part of part of my role coming here was to help differentiate between the AJ portfolio line. So we've kind of rebranded um, our stuff that AJ makes for himself as AJ portfolio versus collaborations, um, just to kind of help people understand the difference. And you know, Dorado really sort of is helping uh, drive that. So bringing a little bit more, bringing a little bit more attention back to the the AJ lines. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's, uh, the Dorado has been very successful for us. You know, we got the top 25 rating in Cigar Aficionado and it's, uh, it's been very well received. It's, it's quickly climbing to be one of our movers and shakers in the new world line. Nice, nice, nice. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, and the minis again, are something I think, you know, there is a definite market for, uh, those types of cigars for sure. Um, and, and how'd you say it was going to be packaged again? So the minis will be in a little five pack. So they come in a sleeve of four. No, so right. if you, uh, yeah, but so you're basically getting 20 if you want to buy the whole sleeve, but it's right. a little little individual five pack. And it does actually translate pretty well to the new world blend. I feel like minis can be a little difficult sometimes yeah. trying to get that ratio right. So it's obviously going to smoke different than like a Robusta or a, a Toro, but you still get that little nice pop of flavor. So it delivers a little bit more um, than I think you would expect for a mini. Nice, nice. Um, as far as now your role at AJ Fernandez, maybe you could talk because we haven't really talked to you about that. Uh, sure. uh, for folks who may not be familiar, uh, you know, uh, what is your role now over at AJ? Uh, so I am in brand development. So it's not, it's a little bit, it's a little bit of everything. So I'm out on the road, you know, doing events, working with reps, still kind of being out there. And, uh, you know, AJ really doesn't do a lot of events. Sure. He, he spends, you know, most of his time in the factories and the fields because he just likes to be part of that process. So yeah. having someone here to be able to execute execute AJ events uh, is something that they were looking for, but also kind of help develop those programs. You know, we don't really have an event platform. Um, there's just some, you know, some things on the back end just to sort of 
bring out to consumers and retailers uh, that uh, it's been fun to work on so far. So just a little bit of everything, you know, still right. going out there, spreading yeah. the good word of AJ. Mm-hmm. No, that's, I think that's really good. I think they definitely, you know, and obviously I've, I've seen AJ, you know, he's finally he spent a lot of time down in, in Nicaragua, so he can't be here all the time. It's very tough with that. Yeah. So uh, that's that's good that they have someone here that, that could do that. And you've done that for a long time in this industry. So I think uh, you do know that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and he really, uh, he he comes back about once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, but just uh, the operation down there, it's the scale of it is insane. So I don't know how he has enough hours in the day to handle it. So I'm not surprised that he doesn't have the time to come back here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I could, I could totally understand that as well. Uh, have you got, have you gotten down there yet at all? Yeah, I was down there in January. So actually right after I started, we had our sales meeting down there. Um, so we actually got to see the Dorado farm, which is mm-hmm. one of the, or the, the, excuse me, the Dorado fields, yep. which is one of his newer ones. And then uh, the San Latano factory as well. So yeah, I got to, got to see the whole operation. So that was nice. I mean, literally I was at the company, I think for four days (laughs) (laughs) on paper (laughs) before I got to go down to the factory. So, you know, very, very early on. Yeah. No, you know, I, I get asked a lot um, because I've been on a lot of factory tours and which one should I go to? And there's there's about three or four. But I always say you got to You have if you get to go on the AJ one, it's an an absolute must go. Um, He he's really into it, you know, and. I was, I was with Rafael Nodal over the weekend, and Rafael was saying he's a farmer at heart. And I said, yeah, he loves the farm. It's a big yeah. piece he loves. Dion even just said that as well yep. on, on our segment. So um, I'm glad you got to see – you got to hang out at the compound they have there, right? That's Yes. Cool. Oh, my gosh. It's beautiful. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what I had in my mind, but it wasn't that. <laughs> it wasn't that either. Um, you know, there's and there's some really – some factories have uh, Dewar State has it and stuff, but 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 AJ's is pretty amazing, is what I'll just say. Um, yes, yes, it is. Yeah, I mean the rooms are like you'd be in that room, and it does. It's better than most hotels in the states and a lot of places. Absolutely, you know? <laughs> yeah. I really like the the embossed towels. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Those yeah. were a nice touch. Yeah, it, I mean it was a beautiful facility. I mean even everything from you know the conference room and you know the kitchen in the house and the the lounge area and the pool area and then being in such close proximity to that factory as well. I mean you're literally right there. Oh, so it, you know he's got <laughs> he's got such a scope that you obviously have to you know take a bus through the mountains to get to some places. But I mean the majority of it is right there. Did you go up to Ocotel at all? Um, the other fact, the same town yeah, factor. Yes, yes. Yeah, so you I know that trip. That's yes. a long trip. Yes. Yeah, it's like two hours. Yes, it's a long beautiful, trip. Beautiful, beautiful. But you know, after <laughs> on the way home, you're like, okay, you know, I, I'm yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's a long. Yeah, I, I went there when he first opened it. So yeah, and I was cool. And it was like, you know, everyone was like, on that case, are, are we there yet? You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's beautiful, and Nicaragua is. I haven't spent as much time there you know in my in my former life um i was spending more time down in the dominican republic so yeah. it's kind of cool to get a little bit more familiar with um you know with yeah. another, another major growing region and just get to get to know it a little bit better and i don't know if when you live there you become jaded i'm sure you know like any beautiful part in the country you know you go to the pacific northwest and you're like oh you never get tired of the scenery i'm sure if you live in nicaragua and drive on those roads all the time you get very tired of it but i still think it's beautiful <laughs> yeah and you know when you when you go to that the house the compound you're like in this neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. And then you kind of go out the back 
and you kind of go and next thing you know, you're right at the factory. It's kind of funny how it, 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 you know, you don't realize there's this huge factory behind the house. Yes. Because uh, you're going into a like residential area when you get there. Yeah. You know, it's like the, that iceberg, right? You see just the tip on the water, you know, yeah. and then you go yeah. in and you're like, oh, there's a, yeah. there's a huge operation here. And, and it's <laughs> yeah. funny because that neighborhood, I mean, there's so many other cigar guys there too. Yeah. No, it, yeah, they they all hang out there. They were coming out to the house at night and stuff like. Uh, so they all they all were coming over as well. Um, so, um, hey, just one quick question on these on these new products. When can we expect to see them in uh, on the retail shelves? So the minis and the Dorado sampler will ship immediately following the show, and then the Corona, um, just on its own, will be available in mid August. You have the pricing of that sampler. Yeah, so the pricing of the sampler is going to be fifty dollars. So that's for five cigars. That's a good and price for that. That's a good price for the, that sample. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we wanted to make it appealing for people yep. to try the line, and you know, it's funny. I was actually doing a, a podcast last night, and we were kind of diving into the the Figurado in particular. And I really don't smoke a lot of the Figurado because I find it to be a little bit just in general. I find Figurados to be a bit more finicky than just a Toro. Right. Um, and really, the Dorado line, depending on the Vitola smokes vastly different so by kind of hopefully our hope is that by offering that price point it maybe forces people to try a, a figurado if they wouldn't normally pick it up on its own or a churchill if they wouldn't normally pick up pick it up on its own just because yeah. you do get that different experience and then the minis will be 22 dollars for the five pack okay so that's and then the dorado will be 10 dollars on its own okay so that's good that's good to hear um and will aj be at the show this year uh yes, yes. oh that's good too that's good too so, yeah, you know, we're, we're excited to be back. We're kind of, we're actually by the, the big boutique area, the BCA area. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. When do you guys get in? I get in Tuesday, actually. You get in oh, wow. You get in Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not coming until Thursday. Okay. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I had a very unique, like, flight option that was, like, really, like, economically made sense to come out there. So, okay. it was involves leaving the 4th of July and. No one's home anyway at my house. Like my boys are all out. My wife said, "Just go." She's like, "Yeah, this way uh, you get an afternoon flight." So, so yeah, I'll I'll be out there on the fourth. So, well, and honestly, traveling on the fourth probably will be less of a pain in the ass. Yeah, you know, I, I don't feel like a lot of people are you know in the airports that day. No. Yeah, I have a noon flight, so or I get yeah, I have to get the airport. I should say at noon. I think it's like a one thirty flight. So okay, it, it's uh, I think later in the day it could actually be another issue, but but yeah, uh, we will see. Um, and then last thing I just, um, you've actually relocated, right? So you're now in, in Tennessee, right? Yeah, I'm in Nashville. So okay. we've been here from... a little, about two years. Nice, nice. Great city. Um, I'm about, I'm in Charlotte, so it's not too far, but yeah. uh, I was there last year in Nashville. One of my sons wants to move to Nashville. So it's, uh, he loves that city. So it's a great city. I'm glad for you. It really is. You know, we, we didn't intend on staying here forever. It was kind of just like, oh, you know, maybe go for a few years, feel it out, move around mm -hmm. and instantly fell in love with it. So it's, uh, <laughs> you know, us and 25% of the other, you know, 25% of the country moving there. Right. Making right, it exactly. right. Yeah, everyone, <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. It I, is great though. Yeah. So. No, no, Milder awesome. winners, right? Milder winners. Yes. Yes. Although <laughs> the first year we moved here, we got a crazy snow and it was actually when I had to fly out to Phoenix for a sales meeting. Uh -huh. All of the flights got canceled oh, man. and people, I mean, granted it was, it was a fair amount of snow, even for somebody from Wisconsin, you know, especially right. down here where they don't have the means to deal with it. Yeah. And the people just lost it. <laughs> when, I when mean, the, I'm sure you get that in Charlotte. Yeah. Well, you, and you'll find too, it's, you know, when you move out of a snow city in the North to, uh, a more southern city you're like like so when i moved to charlotte my first reaction was 
oh, it's only like a dusting of I'll go on the road, except I forgot one thing. They don't do anything to the roads here. No. So they're like sheets of ice. So you learn real quick that you just <laughs> can't do that. So and other drivers make bad decisions. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You know, even though you know how to. Exactly. Exactly. So Lauren, I don't know, did I say Lauren, Laurel, you did it last time, man. I'll let it slide. Get it right. <laughs> I'm old. I'm old. That's what I mean. Laurel, first of all, uh, great talking to you. I'm looking forward to seeing you. Uh, yeah, you too. Ne- ne- next week. Uh, yeah. And we'll definitely have you back for sure because um, I'd love to catch up on just all the things you're doing. So perfect. Well, I appreciate you. Uh, you let me come on. Looking forward to seeing you. Safe travels. And, uh, you know, thanks all for listening. Thanks, Laurel. Good night. That's Laurel Tilly of AJ Fernandez Cigars. And we'll catch you uh, next week, Laurel. Take care. See ya. All right. All right. So next up, uh, we are bringing on, and uh, he's been on before. I think he's done this show every year with us as well. He is representing uh, McAuliffe Cigars. um, And he is the national sales manager for McAuliffe Cigars. Our friend, Andy Yaffe. And he is coming. Now you got it. Let's see. He declined coming in. Okay, he's coming in now. He might hit the wrong button. <laughs> okay. And as Andy kind of comes in there, there oh, he there. is. There I am. <laughs> I haven't used Zoom in a while, so I didn't notice that little invite thing situation. No, all good. All good. No, don't right. worry about it. No worries about it. But uh, thanks. Like I said, I think you've done this show with us every year. So you, uh, you know, you definitely have this that fourth. Yep, yep. The fourth. Plus, you did the fourth. Yep. yep. Um, and, uh, Andy, I'm going to get right into it. Cause I smoked it yesterday. I really enjoyed it. I wanted to smoke okay. it before you were on, uh, McAuliffe black. I smoked the Toro. Um, and, uh, I'm going to let you talk about it, but I can tell you, I really enjoyed it. So, uh, let's get it right into it. We are extremely excited about the cigar. I'm actually smoking the Toro as well. Uh, the one that you smoked yesterday did. Uh-huh. Have you had a chance to try it, Aaron, yet? I have it but I've only had it for maybe a week and a half. So I'm just kind of letting it set a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'll be honest, I actually smoked it quicker than I normally would smoke a cigar I get, but I wanted to at least smoke it before you were on the show tonight. So I I went and did it. Yeah. And I had a clean palate. I I had a day with no smoking. So it actually was good to have it. And you enjoyed it? Yes. Yeah, uh, I think Aaron yeah. may actually like this cigar too. That that's actually I'm actually confident. I hope so. I hope so. I'm actually have a lot of confidence with this. Are we saying he doesn't normally like our smokes? He doesn't like anything. No, he's saying I normally don't like any cigars. No, you he doesn't like anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, don't take it personal. I'm no, I'm known as a critic. <laughs> no, we are extremely excited about the McAuliffe Black. It is our first uh, new release that we've had as a blend since uh, COVID. We came out with the A. Actually, that was during the whole COVID situation. And so that would make three years since we've had a new release. And we've spent probably a year and a half, two years creating this. A lot of our ambassadors, our ambassador group have mentioned that they would like something a little fuller bodied from us. And uh, that's what we wanted to bring to to you guys and our consumers with this black, it's a little bit more fuller body than anything else in our portfolio. Uh, most of our cigars, a little bit more of that medium, uh, medium plus range. But I think we hit it on the head with this. Uh, this black is a little bit fuller body, but it's a San, San Andreas Maduro wrapper, Ecuadorian Habano binder, Nicaraguan filler. And I can't get enough of these. Uh, we are super excited about this. And the best thing about this smoke is we're bringing it to our consumers at 
an under $10 price tag. It's yeah. MSRP'd at the Toro size at $8, which yep. I think is a steal. I mean, I can't, I can't believe that we're able to do that. But a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's really the first cigar at McAuliffe that we've been able to produce from seed to smoke as as McAuliffe cigars. A lot of the yeah. stuff that we've brought to our consumers prior was stuff that the Gomez Sanchez family had already had out on the market, blends that they already had in production. And, you know, we've done a lot for the last three or four years at making sure that we can bring down costs uh, to be able to produce cigars for our consumers at a reasonable price point. Uh, so that's what we're doing with the black. And it actually has been out there in the wild now for about a month. Uh, we decided to do some pre-release events with this smoke because we had it ready. Uh, we put in a couple of the Cigar of the Month clubs that are very popular so we could get it out into a lot of people's hands. And I've had nothing but positive feedback about this. So we are very, very pumped to bring it to PCA and be able to hand it out to the rest of the retailers out there. And I'm really, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm super proud of this blend. I'm very well, happy. It, you guys should be. Um, my, a couple of things I want to make. First of all, it's it's a it is a strong cigar. I don't think you guys cut the corners as far as going with a full cigar. It is, it is definitely the strongest cigar you have in the portfolio. Um, yeah. it's not aggressive though, and it's not overly spicy. Which so if you're looking for like gums of spice, you're not going to get that. But it's 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 really. Um, I was really, I was very impressed with how it started, how it went, and how it and how it ended. There was no aftertaste or anything. This thing really, you guys really did your homework. It seemed like putting this blend together. You really did. Yeah, absolutely. It's we didn't want it to be overly spicy, but we wanted to have a little bit more of a nicotine punch to it. Right. Uh, if I were to describe the flavor profile a little bit more of it, I would say it's more of a cocoa, dark chocolatey type of smoke more than it would be a pepper bomb. Yeah. Uh, we have other cigars in our portfolios that provide a little bit more pepper. We wanted something that a consumer could be very, very happy with and feel like they smoke something like they feel like, Oh man, man, this, this is, this is something special. This is something McAuliffe hasn't, hasn't brought to us before, but in all honesty, Coop, this was a creation that we spent over a year putting together. And the Gomez Sanchez uh, brothers down in Nicaragua are fantastic blenders. And we challenged them with creating something outside of their comfort zone and give us something a little bit stronger. And the first couple things they sent us were like, this is good. We want it a little bit stronger. And then they kept coming back with a little bit stronger and uh, we we worked together with them, and after a while, I think we 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 figured out one that's going to really hit it out of the park for our company. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, I'm looking at your shirt. Um, I've seen some of the <laughs> logos. Um, I've seen the boxes. I actually got a box with a, a, a sticker. You got the black and gold, so you guys are all all decked out <laughs> in black with this too. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, we. We we are very we are we are all about the black and gold this yeah. year at PCA. We're going to have the theme across the booth, uh, like you mentioned the box. I got the box here. I am super happy with this box. Uh, we wanted to have a kind of like a matte finished box with black, and then the gold that, as you can see, as I twirl it in the light here, yeah. it sparkles. And we want it to be able to be popping on our on our retailer shelves so that way they can walk by and be like what is that cigar what is what is in there mm -hmm. uh, and they see the price tag like i mentioned under 10 bucks 
they're going to pick it up and try it. And I think, I think this is something that will really have consumers start talking about McAuliffe cigars. And I couldn't be more excited to share it with, with everybody next week at the PCA. Yeah, and you went a little more traditional in terms of the launch sizes with this compared to, you know, some of the, like the Leandas obviously had the Figurado side, but you guys, you went traditional Robusto Toro with this one. Well, I mean, I mean, would you agree those are the two most popular sizes? I think it was, yeah, I thought it was a good move. I thought it was a good move. So, yeah, we wanted to go traditional with the Toro Robusto. That being said, we are not opposed to doing other sizes in this blend down the road, um, you know, maybe even adding it to the collector box eventually. That's right. a little uh, possibility down the road. Right. But for Robusto is we want to be simple for our retailers. We want our retailers to want to work with us. And a lot of the blends that we had in the beginning with, with what we acquired from the Gomez Sanchez family was a lot of the the Vitolas were the Churchills or the Torpedoes or the weird, you know, the weird sizes that we brought into our portfolio because at the time we didn't know what the FDA was going to do. Right. Now that we understand a little bit more about the direction of which way the FDA is going to go with regulating our cigar industry, uh, we're able to scale back on some of those weird sizes and bring more traditional sizes to to our consumers. And you know, the ability for us to have our own factory down in Nicaragua, which is still a lot of a lot of people out there do not know that we have our own factory in Nicaragua. And I actually had the ability to go down in March this year and see it and meet the rollers that we have, meet the people that are behind the scenes of the factory. We have something that, you know, we can we we can scale with and we can bring uh, we can make cigars that is what our consumers and what our retailers want. No, that's good. And I know that you guys have done a few line extensions. The Leandas now have a couple of traditional sizes. Um, I, I liked what you did with that. You kind of went with traditional packaging with those new sizes. But you have, and I was talking to Dan about this a little last night, the uh, the Figurados are still like special sizes, and you can buy those as special occasion cigars. But I think those Robusto and Toros now, you can actually go and – um, certainly, um, you know, that's something that I think people more, I think if people buy that figure out, they're going to put it for a special occasion, but a Rubens Toro, you're more inclined to smoke that more on a regular basis. So I thought that was a good move. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, right here, this is the Leanna number one and it came in the coffin. This is a cigar that the Gomez Sanchez family was making well before the McAuliffe partnership that, that we created. Yeah. And it was a very, it, this is a very popular smoke for us. Uh, it sells extremely well. Like you said, it comes in that open face coffin, which I don't I don't know if anybody else really does an open face coffin. I haven't really seen one. And on I top haven't. of that, it's got the you know, it, it blends into the figurato that you're saying yep. on the top there. So the problem with this cigar was the coffin adds obviously some money to it. Yeah. So this is a celebratory cigar. People pick it up because of the looks of it. They they're introduced to McAuliffe because it's a very good cigar. However, it is a higher price point. So we decided earlier this year that we were going to come out with the same blend in more traditional sizes. Like this is the Robusto right, right. here. I don't know if the light's bad or not. You know, with the new the new band on it. And we also came out with a Toro size, but we were able to back down the price to more around of a $10, $11 price point, where this is around a $17, $18 price point. 
so more people are able to enjoy this blend that we're extremely proud of and the Gomez Sanchez family is extremely proud of because, we, like I said, they've been making this blend for years and it has done extremely well for us. However, still, there's a lot of retailers out there that don't know and consumers that don't know that we have these offerings. So this will also be on big display for us at the PCA show because, I mean, I mean, it's a damn good cigar and we want people to be able to we want more people to be able to enjoy this blend. Mm. nice nice so uh so yeah you guys are going to be a pca next week you uh you have the black you have those line any other line extensions that we may see at the show no not at not at the show uh you know earlier this year we had a couple line extensions that might have flown under some people's radars that we will uh be talking about at the show we had an a robusto size come out earlier this year uh, the Riata blend, which has gained popularity over the last year, we had a, a robusto size of that as well. So, I mean, believe it or not, we've had six new uh, Vitola cigars come out this year alone, uh, with the black included. So, we are excited to be able to show that to the consumers and retailers uh, going forward. But yeah, outside of that, we are just super proud of this black. I think at the price point, it's going to get a lot more people talking about. McAuliffe, and that was the goal with the with the blend, other than to promote and create a really good cigar. Very good. Very good. Aaron, anything else before we kind of wrap up with Andy here? I'm just looking forward to smoking it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing yeah, you, Andy, in person next week. Um, so and the whole McAuliffe team. So yeah. uh uh we'll definitely be by the booth and um best of luck to you. Great job. Like I said, great job with the black. I really enjoyed it. I'm going to smoke the Robusto probably before the show as well. So I'll kind of see what that one's about as well. Yeah, come by and let me know what you think, Coop. Also, I don't know if you realize this. You got two Nashville people in a row right here. Oh, that's cool. We Yeah, we kind of floated. We had, uh, you know, we had Dion who did something to AJ and Laurel who is in Nashville. And now we have you. So um, we're, we're going to break the t- dot, dots getting connected. Yeah. Yeah, so we had some dots connected. It just worked out like that, so all good. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's funny that flight that Laurel was talking about. I was actually supposed to be on that same flight. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> nice. That snow. So like, yeah, that was a cra- that was a crazy situation. But yeah, I'm super excited about next week. Yeah, I'm excited to see you. I can't believe you're going out Fourth of July. I mean, that's what well, are you going to do for today? It's uh, prior to the show. I'm probably going to be in a hotel room doing like content for the show. Unfortunately, yeah. so. So uh, I'll probably go to dinner hotel or something. Hotel room, no compound this year? No, the, comp- the compound wasn't compound, ready. Compound uh, starts Thursday. Thursday yeah, afternoon. yeah oh, the, com- okay. the compound oh, yeah. starts Thursday, yes. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, the compound starts Thursday. And in the meantime, uh, I'll be doing some stuff there. And uh, uh, this year I'm staying on the strip, which usually I'd stay off the strip. So this year I'm on the strip. So uh, yeah. so we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. But we'll catch you, Andy. I might, next- try, to get, I might try to get out to that compound this year. Let me yeah, know. for sure. For sure. <laughs> We gotta leave Alan home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alan, who? You can bring Brandon. You can bring Brandon. Uh, <laughs> I'll bring Luna. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for inviting me on the show. Uh, this is a great idea that you guys do every year. Yeah. I'm, I'm, we're gonna. We're gonna I'm I think here. I'm gonna do something next year for the people who've done five in a row. I'm actually trying to think. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do something for them. So, uh, I'm gonna, so yeah. If you're on next, you got to be on next year to get the five years. So, absolutely. <laughs> so, I'm one of the. I want to be one of the veterans. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be a badge of honor for everyone who's done the five. <laughs> I, I'm th- I actually was thinking about that during the show today. So, yeah. All right, good luck with the rest of the show, guys. See you next week. Take right, care. See you, Andy. All right, that's Andy Yaffe of uh, McAuliffe Cigar, National Sales Manager here on the Primetime Virtual Trade Show. 
Now we have a really special guest coming in here. Um, and uh, I'm really excited to have we've had him on the show before. It's been a while. I probably haven't seen him since um since uh last year's PCA, but um the one and only Glenn Case, owner of Christoph Cigars, making his way uh in from the green room here. Really excited to have this guy on. And there he is, Glenn Case. There he is. What's going on, Coop? Hey, what's going on, uh, Glenn? Thanks for making the time on this. Uh, very, very appreciate, uh, very much appreciate this. Well, thank you for having me. This is awesome. It's a truly honor to be with you and uh, a week before the show, no less. Yeah. No, no, exactly. Uh, exactly. And I know we're going to get into some stuff here, but um, but let's let's talk let's talk about PCA. And I want to get into uh, something else with you uh, that I've smoked of yours. So, um, so Glenn, you know, this year, what are you guys planning at the trade show, first of all? Well, we've got some really exciting stuff coming out, Coop. Um, so there's three new blends. The first one that we're going to talk about, or I'd like to talk about, is the PCA Exclusive. Okay. Which is a uh, beautiful Brazilian Maduro wrapper, box press Toro, just one size. We're doing a thousand boxes, um, and the packaging is gorgeous. So it's a gorgeous white gloss box, um, untraditional to the Kristoff line, which we typically have that loose tobacco in there. Yeah. But, yeah. So um, very, very different. I'm, I'll talk more about that and our change in packaging here in a second. Okay. But it's a beautiful medium-bodied cigar, um, notes of coffee bean, cocoa bean, a little note of black cherry, a little bit of the spice and a very sweet kind of dark chocolate finish. Um, it's just a, it's a beautiful cigar. So we're really excited about that. What size will that be in? Uh, it's a box press Toro. Okay. So we don't do a lot of box presses, you know. I was going to ask you, you guys tend to save the box presses for more special things, I've noticed. Exactly. And so this is, falls in that category. It's very special, and the blend is is spectacular. So yep. we're very excited about that. Nice advice. The other thing we've got coming out is um, our first Nicaraguan Puro, which Ooh. is called the Christoph Nicaragua. Okay. And, um, you know, keeping in, in, in pace to sort of our, our history here, it's nothing overly spicy, nothing peppery. It's just very smooth and creamy. So we're using tobaccos from uh, Condega, Esteli, and Jalapa. Uh, and it's just a, a super, super creamy, flavorful cigar. And the packaging is over the top. It's um, a stained gloss wood finish on the outside again the inside a lot of gold foil um gold embossing and it's just it's it's really special and i'm super excited about it i'm just it's, super yeah. psyched and it's going to be made in the dominican republic with all nicaraguan tobaccos correct absolutely yeah okay so, so at our factory so it's yep. uh I'm, I'm super psyched about that um, and then the, the last one that I'm probably most excited about, and there's a, a big story behind this, it's the uh, called the Tres Compadres. So um, it'll be two years this coming October that I lost my best friend of 42 years. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, suddenly. Yeah, thank you. Um, his name is Chuck Finch. And six months after that, um, and I don't know if you know this, but Rolando Villamil, who yep. ran our factory. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, we know um, Right, been in the industry for forty-six plus years. Passed away six months later. Mm -hmm. um, oh wow! So he was my my mentor, my friend, and over the years, Chuck Rolando became close friends with, along with me, 
And we always called ourselves the Three Amigos. And the, the original name for the cigar was going to be called the Three Amigos. But unfortunately, Amigos was trademark. So okay. we called it the Trace Compadres. Okay. And so the packaging is in homage to them. So the initial, there's coins on the band with their initials, uh, Chuck, Rolando, myself. On the inside of the band, there's a little message that pays tribute to them. Um, on the packaging, the built-in box talker is an homage to them. There's a little message to them. And uh, the cigar, which coincidentally is also in Nicaraguan Puro, uh, but it's got a little more punch to it. Let's put it that way. Okay. Sure. But I'm, I'm super psyched about it. It's just, um, I've been working on this for almost, well, since really Chuck passed right. and Rolando passed. So that was, uh, my goal is to come out with a scar that was paid homage to them. And it's uh, near and dear to my heart and it's uh, gorgeous. Again, the packaging gloss white lacquer boxes lots of gold foil it's it's very special and i'm super excited about it that's a lot for you guys again that's a lot for you guys glenn and normally i noticed following christoph over the last 10 years you kind of go one year with a lot of releases or and then you kind of backscale at the next year but this is like two years in a row you've had several releases now that you're launching at the show so it's kind of uh it's like i i think it's exciting if you're a christoph fan for sure yeah, it is. I mean, and it's sort of a catch-22, right, Coop? So, you know, the consumers are always like, what's new? What's new? But the retailers at the same time are going, come on, how much new stuff do you <laughs> come out with? You know, it's like we have we have to get rid of something to put something new on the shelf. So it's it's uh, it's always a challenge, but I'm super psyched about these these new cigars. Uh, it's it's so different from what we've done in the past. And it just it's incredibly special with with great story behind especially the trace compadres yep. um and the nicaragua puro is just it, it's it's awesome i mean they're truly awesome blends so I'm, I'm super psyched when can folks expect to see these cigars um on the shelves right so the the production started for all the blends probably about four or five months ago. So the scars are ready. Packaging, um, we're probably going to get the packaging material right around showtime. So probably within two to four weeks of the show, mm-hmm. we'll okay. be shipping everything. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. It's, it'll be ready to go. Yep. And so this is kind of a new look, which as I alluded to earlier, the, the packaging were you know as as you know are we've got that rustic rough cut cedar box i call it rustic elegance with the loose tobacco mm-hmm. and i think we're going to start you're going to see a, a transition over the next year or so with a more elegant lots of gold foil um lacquer boxes and it's it's always tough because with that loose tobacco we've and we've surveyed our retailers and our consumers and while they love the look of it when they open that fresh new box the retailers generally don't like the loose tobacco because it make a it makes a mess in the humidor right so we're we're going to start transitioning to a very elevated look same cigars but a much more elegant uh refined look in our packaging so that's also exciting 
That's great. That's great to hear. Um, and um, they're both like, like I know the PCA, obviously limited to PCA folks, but the Nicaragua and the Tres Compadres, are these going to be like a core line productions going forward? Absolutely, Coop. So Coraline ongoing production. It, yeah. It, and they're going to, they're going to be a huge success. I mean, I've got a, a strong feeling in my heart that this is going to be big. Wow. That's a, this is cool. I'm very, I'm very excited um, on, on all these things. This is, um, this is great. This is great. You know, you're coming off the heels. I think of a cigar that um, Aaron didn't, wasn't with uh, other members of the coop team. Uh, but we, happened to get our hands on some Christoph guardrails. Uh, ben Lee actually brought some for the team. Um, and I could just tell you, Glenn, and I know there's a, you know, there's a very personal story behind that as well. That, that had such a reaction when we smoked it that myself and Aaron Nielsen, who you've met, uh, we bought boxes that night. We actually ordered boxes that night to get, because it was like, that cigar was that good. Um, I thought that was a very unique cigar. That's the one with the Zimbabwe tobacco. I was really, really impressed with that cigar per I, personally. So, uh, that was a home run, Glenn. That was really, uh, if folks wanted something from last year's show that was very unique, I thought that was a really great cigar. Coop, thank you. That you're right. It's a very special cigar. Uh, and the story behind that, just briefly, uh, which I think I shared with you, uh, three and a half years ago, I was in a very severe motorcycle accident. Yeah. And hit a guardrail doing about 65, 70 miles an hour. And I'm just blessed to be here today. Uh, after a week in the hot, actually eight days in the hospital, two months in a wheelchair and four months of physical therapy, I'm here. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the blunt of that scar is incredibly special. It's got a Brazilian Maduro wrapper on it. And to your point, it's got Zimbabwe in the filler. And this is tobacco that we've been experimenting with for literally four years. And finally nailed this blend. And as far as I know, we're the only ones using this tobacco from Zimbabwe, Africa, in the Burma Valley region. And it's spectacular. It gives a rich kind of a smoky hickory yeah. flavor to yeah. it. And it's just, it's very unique. I just did a launch in Canada on this blend uh, two weeks ago. And it was super well received. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, we're very excited about it. And it's it's doing incredibly well. So if, if you're viewership hasn't tried it give it a shot it's it's worth the smoke yeah i like i said i was very impressed with that cigar i've smoked now several sizes of it too um and i think i smoked the, the robusto and the matador or the two i smoked and uh yeah very uh like i said really unique i mean you've always done very unique blends um and that one certainly is unique and i'm really i'm, I'm i want to see what these nicaraguan puros are like too because that's like i said have you done yeah. dominican puros before no, the, I mean, the closest we've done to a, a Dominican Puro is our Cristania. Um, that's a Dominican binder filler, but the wrappers are non-Dominican. Uh, one's Brazilian Maduro. Um, the other is a Criollo from Honduras. But um, but otherwise, the binder and filler is, is a Puro's uh, Dominican, but that's the closest we've come. Hmm. And the fact that you brought that up, the uh, Nicaragua Puro that we're coming out with, is going to be under the the heading of a heritage series. So, we plan on coming out with some puros blends going forward under this mm -hmm. heritage series, and the Nicaragua Nicaragua is the first in that heritage series, okay. and it's we're, we're pretty excited about it. Yep, no that that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Um, have you you know you mentioned Rolando passing? I mean, obviously that had to be, and we haven't talked since that happened. Um, that had to be a big adjustment for you now working with the factory. But it seems like you've 
it seems like you're not missing a beat, which is good. But obviously, it's still a a, a, a loss. I know. Yeah, and it's it's a huge loss, and, and unfortunately, Rolando had um, groomed uh, people in production and tobacco processing, and the blenders and the supervisors. Uh, one in particular to sort of take things over. So, you know, we're blessed to have that. Um, follow-up support if you will but it, things are still not the same Rolando smoke cigars and blend and talk about life and family and you know his family is very involved in the, the factory his niece is the CFO and his other niece is in charge of HR his mm-hmm. uh, grandnieces work at the factory so it's a truly a family environment and it's, it's still a blessing to go back there and spend time with them and yeah it's it's uh it's it's a big loss but we haven't missed your point it's 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 going well thank god yeah no absolutely and i I should i should mention we're coming up on our 20th anniversary next year oh wow thank you yep yep and so that blend is i think i finally nailed it we've been working on this for months and months and months and months so we're hoping to launch that at the show in March next year, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it's we're, we're super excited about that and look forward to an incredible blend, incredible packaging. It's, uh, it's very exciting. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Glenn, we want to thank you very much for taking some time. We know it's your personal time. We, do, we really appreciate a uh, chance to talk to you. Tonight. A lot of exciting stuff with Kristoff here. Um, Something I know I'm looking forward to seeing at the show next week. So mm-hmm. um, definitely worth checking out. Some good regular production stuff, which I'm happy about too. So, yeah. Absolutely. Coop, thank you so much for having, having me, guys. It's been great. It's always an honor to be with you. And uh, look forward to seeing you next week. All right. Take care, okay, Glenn. Have a good night. Thank you, Glenn. Right, we guys. appreciate it. All right. That is Glenn God Case. <laughs> Glenn Case, the uh, owner and uh, Christoph Cigars. Um. And now we have another really special guest. He hasn't been on. This one hasn't been on in a while either. Um, really honored to have. Um, he's making his way in from the green room. He is the owner of CLE Cigar Company. Uh, he's the one and only Christian Oroa of CLE Cigar Company. There he is. There he is. The kid. <laughs> What's going on, Coop? You always call me kid, but I'm older than you, so I feel like I have to call you kid first this time. <laughs> hey, Coop, did anybody tell you have like a Perdomo thing behind you, man? You got to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Here we go. He's starting already. <laughs> the, only thing, the only reason I said that is I can't wait for Nick to, to read it or hear and say, what the hell is this guy talking about, man? <laughs> he would think his son was on already, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nice. the, no, it's good. No, but but hey, we really appreciate you coming on. Um, we know it's your personal time. We know it's late, so we'll get right into it. Uh, Christian. A lot of a lot of great announcements. Uh, I saw it even today. Uh, you guys have some really exciting stuff coming out at the show. So let's get right into it. Yeah, bro, we're we're uh, we're keeping busy. Yeah, creating is always fun, man. I don't get tired of that. You know what I mean? And that that that's why I, I enjoy doing, for example, with the PCAs. Because I'm able to create something that's that's short run. It only happens once. But you're able to get something creative because any any of the cigars we make, regular production items, of course, are fantastic. You make them every day. But yep. you you never want to 
you never want to lose your chops. You, you always right. want to planning something new and working on something new. And I, I do enjoy, it's not so much the plan as the packaging, the bands, what do you want it to look like? And you experiment with different things. And the one I really want guys to look out for, look, they're, they're all really, really good. But the CLE PCA this year is a departure from my comfort zone. Mm. In fact, I was with, uh, with Rupert and this kid that works with us. And you know, we, we had two different, so I'm holding two cigars and we're smoking at the same time. And he just looks at me and goes, Christian, I, I think you have to go against your nature. You have to go with something different and go with the one that's not as strong as, as what you're used to. And uh, I took his advice and said, this cigar is really good. This is something that like I've never made before. And it's a kinetic wrap cigar. I'm telling you, I've enjoyed, I, I, I've enjoyed it. I haven't enjoyed a kinetic cigar like that in a very long time. So I can't wait for, for that one to come out and, and for someone to try it. You know, that, that cigar might actually, um, I'm telling you, man, that cigar, is, it, it was really impressive. I, I just can't explain. I wish I wish I had the vocabulary that you guys do, that you come up with a nutmeg and all these crazy words. <laughs> I don't have the vocabulary. I, I just don't. I'm telling you, it's really good. Really, really yeah. good. I'll impress yeah. myself. Aaron's the Connecticut guy. He like he's very picky on his Connecticut's here, but I know he's interested in this cigar. For yeah, sure. but I'm excited about that. I'm excited. Oh, about this, this was an exciting, really like and, and, and Christian. It was an exciting PCA exclusive. When I yes. saw this, I'm like, this is what I like. This is PCA. It's screen PCA exclusive to me today. It was really that's what I would. That's something like I would expect. Uh thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, we also got some tobacco we're working on from from the, the farm we have in South America. Excited about that too. This operation comes with a lot of challenges. Tremendous amount of challenges, but it's always fun. And um, so, so that tobacco was exciting to get out there. And, and it's we only have very little right now, but it's growing. And and uh, every year we're going to have a little more. And the way that's expanding. Good thing about being a small company like we are now. You know, Camacho was so big and so many damn cigars. This is you don't have the scale, and this is not that big. You can go with a very small scale. Yeah, and I get the same enjoyment. You know, I don't have all that tremendous amount of pressure that I had before. So I really do enjoy it. Right. So, Christian, you know, you have this South American tobacco in there. But let me ask you a question. All your blends have always had uh, Aroa tobacco in it. Is there some Aroa tobacco in this blend as well? Listen, it's Aroa. It's just uh, I started new farms. You know, it's funny because my dad's like, why do you want to do that? You, you know, you still buy tobacco here. I go, dad, right. you know, how do you expect me to work next to you all these years and never have wanted to do my own farm? It's just, I just have, I have to do it. Right. Yeah. Nothing weird about it. I just, I just had to do it. Like now I'm building a house. I just, I've, I've always wanted to do these things, you know, and, um, oh, son, before you look at it, you're 65, 70, you never did these things. So I'm doing it now. Yep. And one of the seeds that we're highlighting a lot, and you'll hear me talk a lot more about it next year when I have more of it ready, is that we're calling it Pinareño seed, but, and, mm-hmm. and we've tried it so many times before. And it was actually the guys from Cigar Aficionado who reminded us that we have, uh, we've used it in the past. Because I've been telling you, we've used it two or three times in the past, but it's never been successful. That's just never been successful because it, it doesn't yield. So we're growing in different regions now. This is the seed, the real one you heard all the stories about. Oh my God, they came in and they had the seed in the coffee cans and the this and that. Right. That's the one that Tino Argudin brought to Honduras. Mm-hmm. That's the real one. That's the, that's the main one. My father, my father has grown it several times. Like I said, the yield was never high. This year, he actually has a really good yield out of Honduras. And I'm, I'm doing it in, like I said, in South America. And we're starting three more farms now in, in uh, Honduras that we're doing the test in now. 
just okay. just to see that so that tobacco won't be around for until 2026 right. 2026 if if, the, if it works out but we'll do the test now and we'll have the first uh the first if the test work right you know we'll throw the seabeds in and you know q3 q4 this year and start harvesting in that q1 q q2 uh and 24 and and that those are the ones in Honduras. so we're going to have different areas growing this kind of tobacco and like i said our experiments are small we don't have to be that big i don't want to be that big anymore because it just makes it a lot more interesting a lot more fun Right, and the, the scar you're referring to, that's the sensorium uh, for my side. Mm-hmm. I, I have in my possession, I have not smoked it yet. I do have the cigar, though. So um, I am looking for, I usually like to sit the cigars in the humidor for a couple of weeks before I, I light them. So, but I do want to light that. Um, so I'm very excited to smoke that cigar. Boop, you know, the, the good thing about the sensorium, you don't have to do any of that, man. It's already inside the box with the cedar. We've done all the aging for you. We've done everything. Those, that's, the, that's like Ikea furniture, bro. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right. So I'm going to smoke. Okay, I'm going to smoke it before the show then. Yeah, I'm going to smoke it before I mean, the show. Make sure you cut the cap you know, on, the, on the upside so the, yep. the smoke palate. Smoke it slowly. <laughs> don't smoke when you're driving. Don't smoke no, I don't. Uh, I wouldn't smoke that. I, I'm not going to smoke that when I'm driving for sure. Okay. No, I, um, but I, like I said, I was very, I have both sizes of that too. So I'm very, yeah. The family trip. I took a whole a, a full box myself, and we had to travel just pain in the ass because that box is humongous. I actually I like the cigar so much. I even and I can't I carry on. I don't I never check luggage. And I actually carried that box in my carry on. Or <laughs> anywhere I went all over all over Europe, and every time I would smoke a box, I would hide inside the hotel room. I find these hiding places in the hotels and hotel rooms. So if you if <laughs> you ever run into one of those boxes, you know it was me. <laughs> <laughs> And those cigars are so good. I'm telling you, they're really, really good. And I say it, you know, I listen, man. I know it sounds so, so, so almost pompous, man. But, but I, I get to separate almost. Uh, what's the word, man? Like a multi personality thing. I get to separate myself from the moment that those cigars are being made and just enjoy as, as a fan. And, uh, and and it's it's I, I really that cigar is one of the few cigars that has let me. That and the diploma we used to make are the very few and and the Aero Dark, oh, very few cigars that let me separate myself and just really enjoy the cigar. And I'm telling you that PCA Connecticut did for me too, which yeah. I, I expected a Connecticut to do that. Question: Was there any reason why that blend went under Asylum as opposed to Aroa? I mean, what was kind of went into the decision with that? Which one are you talking about, Sensorium? The sensorium, yeah. Well, Sensorium, a, a, uh, we have this this kid out of Honduras who came for a job interview. Uh-huh. His name is and you know this i feel terrible man because <laughs> he was so talented I, I can't believe I, I ignored him for so long every time i would visit the factory i guess he would see a post or something he would go visit the factory and the girl would come up hey there's a guy in Alejandro wants to talk to I go who is he well i don't know for security and stuff like that you just don't ever want to see anybody yeah. so the i think like the third or fourth time he hit me up on on instagram so i don't know how i communicated with him and finally I said, fine, I'll talk to a guy. And this guy shows me. He says, look, I don't want to talk. I don't have a resume. This is my resume. And he shows me a design for a sensorium. And I just started staring at it. And I think I kept thinking, man, this kid really gets the feel for the Asylum brand. Right. He understands it's just brands have a life. They have a personality. And I just immediately felt that this guy was like a soulmate to that brand and understood it. Mm-hmm. He got it. I didn't have a cigar. I have anything for it. And we sat in the design probably for like a, a year, year or something. And we were working on some cigars. And I, and I told the kid, 
it was then it was me making him a promise. Go, listen, I'm going to bring you in because of this. And I promise you're going to use this. So originally the sensorium was going to be, um, what's it called? One of those non-fungible tokens, whatever, NFT. Yep. NFT, yeah. And we, we tried doing it, but Lito beat us to the punch. What I got? Shit, all right. Well, I'm not going to do what someone else already did because I hate that whole copycat stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, okay. So let's just make it into a real cigar. And we, we um, I just needed the right blend. Yeah. The right blend. And this one, this one fits the bill. That cigar is fantastic. So that, and that's why it's on the rest island. But, you know, I usually don't know what brand goes into one until the cigar is ready. I don't sit there and, and strategically plan on, on something. I just go, I, I smell tobacco when it's in fermentation. I start getting ideas in my head. And we make a cigar. Nice. Right. Um, do you have the Asylum 11 this year? Yeah, I think it's not shipping in a couple weeks. Okay. Yeah, we, I know you were showing it last year, actually. Yeah, yeah, we exhibit. Yeah, we exhibit at the trade show, and then uh, we ship it before the trade show usually. So uh-huh. I don't know. I, I, listen, I should know. I'm embarrassed right now. I should know. I I should know when it's shipping, but I don't. Uh-huh. But then we'll, we'll be showing the Asylum 12 at the show this year. Oh, that's and, cool. Okay. It's just pretty much what whoever places orders at the trade show, place the order, and that's it. We don't we don't offer it anymore because we make that way. We make one batch. Because what I'm trying to do, you know, I do it with the PCAs. I do it with, with the 11s or the 12s, uh, which I take the, all the same tobacco, the same bale, everything, and we make all the cigars in an X amount of time. It takes 10 days, 15 days, 20 days to make whatever cigars were sold. We set those aside, and they're done. Now we know that every single cigar is an identical twin to every other cigar made. Nice. You know, so we don't do a progressive production. We just do one or two batches. Or one bet. Yeah, they're fun cigars, Christian. I mean, there's certain years, you know, you, it's fun to compare those years. Like, I think the seven and the ten were my two favorites. Um, it's just they're really fun cigars every year to see what what you guys do with them. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. you enjoy this one too. Awesome. Be, yep. Yeah, we had to. You know, there, there's something that we did that some people are gonna like, other people are not gonna like. But this year, we ended up wrapping the whole cigar in tissue. So retailers, of course, are going to hate it because they're they're, they're going to again they're going to hate it and love it, right? Because exposed one to show it, but you know you got to open up a box anyway. But they're going to like it because the damages will go down dramatically. Yeah, Yeah. no, I get that. Yeah, I get that. So I I mean, we're doing that with the April Fools also, and and uh, I liked what you did with the April Fools. The packaging upgrades are really nice on that too. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, Yeah, now now we're doing the whole tissue wrap on those two because we're getting a lot of damages too, and simply on the sensoriums. Yep, Again, no, it's, I, not, it's an eyesore, man, but those cigars are so good. And it just, it pisses me off. Obviously, you know, someone pays $50, $60 for a cigar. You got to replace it if there's something wrong with it. And we were just getting so many back. And it's, it's, I hate the fact that people were not able to enjoy them when they bought it because it, it's, it's a bad experience nonetheless. On, I totally understand on that. Yeah. All right. We got to, uh, just anything else you want to mention that you're going to have at the show before we kind of wrap up? Oh, dude, come on, man. The Asylum 867. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, let me ask you, I'll ask the question point blank, Christian. Was the name changed because of the old name? Or we know there's a lawsuit going on. I know you guys aren't involved with that. But what was that because of, I know there were some connotations with the old name. Yeah, it has everything to do with that. And um, we're working on, on that project because we've been making cigars ever since they had that store many, many years ago. Yep. And there was an issue with, because, you know, that cigar was sold at the store. Yep. Uh, as a Deadwood. 
for uh, last two or three years. But listen, man, trademarks are, are always extremely touching. Sure. Yeah. Say that the guys from from uh, who have conversation with guys from Drew Estate and and uh, the guys from Dead with Tobacco, the, the store. Mm-hmm. And um, we just said, look, man, this is, you know, we tried as much as we can. You guys need to sort out yourselves. You know, we getting in the middle, we're just going to complicate everything. Sure. No, I get that. I get that, too. Yeah. And I think yeah. it fits under the asylum name. I think it is something that is an asylum because it's different, you know, non-traditional. Yeah. yeah. That cigar is going to be crazy, man. I'm telling you, it's the amount of interest. And not because of this situation, but the amount of interest in general that we would be involved with, with a cigar that tastes different than, than other cigars has really has really caught a lot of a lot of attention. We're very happy about it, man. So we're, let's see what happens. I'm, I'm uh I have to trust Tom Lazuka. I mean, he said it uh, with a with a, a study by seven. So I have to trust his his uh, his gut feeling on this. I think it's yeah. going to be a, a very successful successful cigar. Looking, for, I'm looking forward to it actually. I, um, just for sure. Uh, it's definitely something different, and I'm, like, like I said, a lot of exciting things you have this year. It's a very uh, good year for you guys. Thank you, thank you. Hey, it's exciting for sure, man. And I'm I'm having having a lot of fun. You know, had had a few log gems this year. You know, we had uh, I have five projects coming into this year, and they're all gobbled up. And and but we did uh, we finally got the solar power at the factory that I'm happy about. And uh, nice. talking about to do the press releases later. And uh, new equipment's coming in a couple. Anyway, so listen, five six big projects. None of them were panning out. It was a horrible first half of the year. <laughs> Hopefully, the second half gets a lot better. So there's a yeah. lot. Of- I, I think there's a lot to look forward to. So I think you guys, and then like I said. You have a trade show coming up sooner, so maybe you can get some of those in there. Yeah, <laughs> I know, man. Yeah, it's like I said, <laughs> not put pressure on. Yeah, there was a lot of whiskey involved, a lot of hot foot Sundays involved. So yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, Christian. Hey, we really do appreciate your time here. I look forward to seeing you at the trade show. Uh, we'll get you on a full show. Uh, I know I've been talking to Gabriel about that too, so we're excited about that. All right, sir. Have a good night. Take care. All right, thanks, Christian. Right. Take care. Thanks, Christian. All right. That, that is the one and only. He is Christian Aroa of uh, CLE Cigar Company uh, joining us today on, on the virtual trade show. And now coming in, uh, uh, another guy I think who's been on every year. So I think he qualifies, but he's in a new – he still qualifies in possibly that five-year if he makes it next year. Yeah. Um, he's uh, our friend Joe Grow of Quality Importers Trading Company. He's the director of marketing there. Um, so we'll bring him right on right now. And he should be coming in now, and he knows how to do this, so I don't have to connect him. <laughs> nope. How you doing, boys? Hey. What is going on, Joe? Long time won't speak. Yeah, it's been all five minutes, you know, just in the <laughs> chat. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing good, doing good. Yeah. Oh, let's get, yeah, let's get right into it, because I know you guys have some stuff today. Um, uh, I have to <laughs> do one thing for you. Uh, so I know you wanted to share some stuff, so I'm going to put you – you should have that ability if you need to do it at any time. Okay. Yep. I, just, I mean, appreciate having you guys – having me on, guys, you know, following Christian, the legend. They got some great releases. We're excited to see some – Christian and Glenn have. really uh, – yeah, the last uh, couple of days really have stepped the bar up on, on product release. Both those companies really uh, – Christoph and Keely did, yeah. Oh yeah, there's definitely some great buzz coming in the show. Yeah, yeah, guys, but so a lot of, really got me interested in this stuff. Uh, so I'm, well, I'm doing it, a top. I want, I'm, gonna get, I'm doing a top five list, and it's changed in the last like 24 hours. I can just tell you that. So <laughs> I think I mean that's what you're gonna see. You're still gonna see a few more bombs are gonna drop over the yeah, next one. Yeah. And speaking of bombs, I'm about to drop literally the 
epic level of you know releases tonight on YouCoop. I think this yep. will definitely break what Sokka is going to release in the few you know or all <laughs> he's going to talk about. I'm going to go through now. Oh, let's see. I think we have 16 new products that I'm going to talk to you about tonight, and none wow. of which have really been seen. Okay. So you guys see my screen? We good on yep. this? Yep. Uh, yep. You see all right. So let's uh let's get rocking and rolling, guys. So first wow. thing I'm wow. gonna drop into, guys. This is the, the first bomb. This is Polio Pro. We are in creating a new line of products that we're gonna be unveiling at the PCA trade show. Polio Pro is designed to kind of fit in that in-between. This is that blue collar, you know, lighters, cutters, accessories. And we're starting this off. So Polio Pro, the first one is the Scorpius. It is a single torch angled jet flame. Uh, so it's a great lighter. It has a seven and a half millimeter punch. Also comes with a uh, 33 millimeter drawn enhancing pen or a nub tool if you want to use it as that. This is a great lighter. This is a fantastic everyday carry item. And it's only $29.99. This is one of the things you're seeing right now where quality importers didn't have a lot of play, a lot of items in this space where you're going to see these. 30 to $50 lighters, you're going to see us start growing in that segment and kind yep. of building into there. Look, I mean, it's not just because that's a segment where we didn't have, it was a gap, but it's also look at the economy right now. Look at things that, you know, everything that's out there, you have to be able to meet the needs. And at the end of the day, someone's going to make fire. They're going to rub two sticks together. They're going to find matches. We're going to figure out a way to do it. They may, they want to keep buying cigars. You always want to have a, a lighter that's a good, affordable, and accessible for them at the right price point. So that's something we were very conscious of going into this year with a lot of our items. So this is the first of many. And the great thing about Polio Pro, it has the same warranty as Polio. So it's a lifetime warranty. You just send it back in with a $7 check, and we will send it right back out to you with a new lighter. So we will may always take care of you guys with that. So now I want to move into, so this comes in five colors. So you'll see it here. Just, yep. yeah, you got the rose mm -hmm. gold with black, which is stunning, the blue, the, the chrome, and the red and the blue. So it's a great items. But now we'll move into the second lighter in the Polio Pro series, which is the Antares. So this, we kind of like the names. We're going with the Space Age theme. These are really cutting-edge lighters for us. Mm -hmm. You know, something. These are all metal construction, too. That's the thing. These are quality products. Yeah, this is, yeah. You know, you know, that cheaper $10 lighter. This is something that, you know, that you normally feel at the Polio, you're okay losing it. This one, you want to invest a little bit, but it's nice. The Antares features a nice side squeeze, which a lot of people like. It makes it very easy. It's a dual flame in line, so you get that little angle precision yep. when you're lighting your stick. But And it has a huge tank. So this thing's going to light up to about 150 cigars, and you have that nice side squeeze action. So it's fantastic with the nice angled jets. And it also comes in five colors as well. So you're going to see that in the in this one comes also in the white. So you get the, you know, mm -hmm. the chrome, the blue, the red, the white. And then to round out the line, this is probably my favorite of the bunch is the Polaris. So you get this nice, this has a great hand feel to it. You know, the body is angled. It has a triple torch in line, which I really do like because it gives me the ability to toast my cigar and a fantastic control though, the precision, especially when I'm doing touch-ups, I really do enjoy that. It has the pull down ignition, but it has a textured grip on it. So it feels good in your hand, you know, when you're pulling that down, these are all great products. So this is the first of, the first three and the new series of products that we're releasing tonight and announcing that this will be Polio Pro. So you'll be seeing these at the trade show. All of these will be shipping late September, early October. So they'll be hitting out to the stores. And 
So with the Antares, that's at $44.99, and the Polaris is at $49.99. So these all, $29.99, $44.99, and uh, $49.99, these are all at a great price point that's super sure. accessible. For Absolutely. Consumers. Now we'll just keep going because I'm, like I said, the, the hits are going to keep coming on this one. <laughs> Next up, you got Palio Pistola. So like we were talking about Palio, and you guys, we talked a little bit about it at TPE. I know uh, Cooper obviously weren't there, but we talked, you know, what is Palio? Palio is that great everyday carry. This is your layer that you throw in your golf bag. This is, hey, I need to buy spend a layer that's, you know, 10, 15 bucks, and it's going to work every time. It's what I care about. But if I lose it, I'm not. You know, I'm not beating myself up over it, right? Yep. I'm going to buy three or four of these, put them everywhere, stash them in my car, stash them in my bag. Well, what's great about this lighter, guys, this is an angled uh, double jet uh, torch lighter. So it's a great, you know, same in line. It has the tank capacity about 120 cigars with an easy button press. But what's really great about this, just so everyone knows, everyone who is going to PCA, you do not need to bring a lighter. All you have to do is show up to the opening party where you're going to be with us, Espinoza, Saka, Matt Booth, you're going to be getting a Palio Pistola for free. That's cool. This is a great lighter. Oh, wow. So, so you got Wow, that's nice. So you, yeah, so you're not going to have to worry about it. You don't have to carry one on your plane. You don't have to wonder how I'm going to get there. You know, that this is what it's going to be. So that opening party on Friday, come, you'll get a free lighter. We're going to be there handing them out. This is a great way just to enjoy and test out the product all weekend. That's and, great. What's cool about the Palio Pistola too is, look, we have a pro, you know we have a, a you know department a program a you know called Swag Bunker, where we do a lot of in-house customization. We do printing, we do laser engraving. What's great about Palio Pistola is it has this wide surface on it, and I'll show this later. I know you guys can see it on the screen. I don't know how everybody can see it back. But I'll show it up yeah. towards the end of the night. But you have a wide area for printing, so you can get yeah. this really get your logos on there, get your store logos. We partner with manufacturers and really show off your brand and really kind of put it in a cool way. Yep. So the Palio Pistola comes in a 16 count display. So for our retailers, this is something that lives right by the counter. It's easy for you guys to grab and goes. And it's $14.99 MSRP. So you're getting a great lighter at a great price. Nice. And it's just something simple, easy. comes in four colors. Yeah. So you have the clear smoke, blue, and red. Very nice. Quick, quick question going. for you, Joe. Quick question yes, for sir. you on that one, Joe. That, you said dual flame on that? Yeah, dual flame and they, it's in line. Are they angled as well? Yes, they're angled Perfect. in line. That's nice. Yeah, yeah really it's, nice. It's, like I said, I like that style. I really do like it when, with the dual flame because it really gives me that extra control. I'm yep. a guy who's finicky about touch-ups, you know, for those Instagram shots and everything else. I got to make sure yep. that burn looks perfect. Right. So I got to, you know. <laughs> nice. Got to tweak it a little bit. Yep. So you can't have any uh, off-burn cones or anything like that. Uh, so next we're going to go in here. So now you got Zycar Ion. This is a great release for Zycar. It's been a couple of years since you've seen the lighter coming out of Zycar. And this release, it's a $69.99 lighter. So again, nothing too expensive, but it has an amazing presentation. It's a dual flame lighter. You know, over the years, you know, we've lost a couple of the dual flames that we've had. Our, you know, a lot of we've retired and discontinued a couple. We need to bring one back. And this is a great, fantastic everyday lighter. And what's really easy about this, what I love, especially as a guy with giant hands, it has an easy, that big button press right in the center. That's yep, a button yep, press ignition, yep. simple, easy to use, and it's a great presentation. So Ion comes, excuse me, one second, comes in five colors. So you get, the, again, what I'm really liking is when we're doing this rose gold thing. The mm -hmm. black and the rose gold is just something that is classy. It's elegant. And I like that, yeah. And then you, tell them you got black, blue, the chrome. I mean, these are fantastic. 
great colors. It's a great everyday lighter. It has a very large tank that's going to fit in there. And it's just something that, you know, we're excited to release and again, put it out there and kind of fill the gap in the market. That's something that we've always tried to do. And at the right price point, because again, we're not trying to yeah. break your bank. Well, I'll say that. And then I'm about to go into the next thing, which may or may not break your bank a little bit. So what you're seeing now is we're starting to release some, you know, some redesign of some of our products and, you know, as new additions. So what you're seeing here is what we, you know, it's our 2000 count cigar towers. We use the, you know, for consumers buy these, they have them in their homes. I have one in my home. I'm sure that, you know, you guys have at least one or two. And the thing is that we have here is it's a new design because it features integrated LED lighting. It has uh, this new style, and we'll talk about this a little bit more with some of our desktop humidors. You see that laser engraved shelf right there that has the, the tobacco leaf pattern design. That's really under Humidor Supreme. We're going to see more of that. It has an integrated digital hygrometer, and it holds about, you know, 1,500 to 2,000, you know, maybe a little bit more sticks, yeah. depending on how many boxes and everything else you're doing. Right. So this is a great thing, but then on top of that, it's not just for our consumers. We're seeing a lot of retailers buying these, a lot of vape stores, CBDs. They want to expand in the cigar category. And this is a great way for them to start putting retail displays in these stores. To, you, know, you can angle the shelf and then talk about it and say, hey, put boxes in here. You can sell these to consumers. You, know, you, can, sell, you can have a, basically a pop-up cigar store in your own little, you know, your little category, these DTOs, the liquor stores. And there's growing into that is going to be the next one which is, you know, our large, uh, you know, what we call normally, uh, we have a, right now is the home 4,000, this is the home 4,500. And again, this is a commercial display humidor. These are the things that if you really want to have, uh, open up cigars in your store, you don't have the space or you don't, hey, some stores we know use these cabinets and only these cabinets because they yep. don't build out the, the walk-ins and everything else. This is a great way to do it. It's a great way to expand your offering. Some people like this in store, they're infused and flavored cigars separately in their retail stores and they do it in one of these. We're really investing into what the market is wanting and what's expanding. You know, yep. we see the categories are expanding into a lot of these stores and they want to bring them in. They're buying them through wholesale channels. They're buying them through distributors because this is new offerings. And we want to just, we don't want to rest on our laurels, right? We bring yep. in yep. such great products, but we want to say, hey, what does our consumers want? They wanted the lighting. You know, what are our, sorry, what does our customers want? They want the lighting. They want it a little bit more elegant, a more modern presentation. They will just, you know, little refinements that we can make is a great thing. So that's going to be coming available. Those will be both that and the previous, the hum, uh, 2,500, those will be coming out in around October as well. Nice. Next, Coop, this one's going to be, I know you're going to enjoy this. Because um, so, you've, been, you've been asking about this for a little while. So I'll tell you, look, the whole team's we, asking about this one. I know. So the Balthazar. So the this is actually the Balthazar 2. The original Balthazar we announced a couple of years back, and we received a shipment in. And then unfortunately, look, sometimes this happens. It, it didn't meet our standards. And we do not release a product that doesn't meet our standards. Yeah. This is something that we take very good pride in, the amount of quality control checks that we go through with our product we hold our stuff in high regard. Yep. So rather than release a bad product or a faulty product, we took time and said, you know what, let's redesign it. Let's make some tweaks. And we redesigned the packaging. We designed the design itself so that this comes in and meeting our standards. So we're releasing the Balthazar 2 at the trade show. So this is a fantastic humidor. As you can see, look, again, you're seeing this with Humidor Supreme. Now you're seeing more and more of this. This is that beautiful leaf, tobacco leaf pattern on the shelving. Gives, it increases the airflow, but it increases also the presentation. 
This uh, the Balthazar can hold about 540 toros to about 1,000 coronas, depending obviously how you want to do it. We recommend putting in a small Hydra in there, which is a fantastic product for humidification. Official, official electronic humidor of Cigar Coop, by the way. Yeah. Humidification of Cigar Coop. Yep. Yep. I appreciate that. Yep. And it has the drawer in there, which is a great thing just to store all of your accessories, all of your colors and lighters, such as the Zycar Ion, Palio Pistola, and all the other ones <laughs> that I just mentioned. We'll just keep going. But it's a great look. It's a great thing. It's a great item. And it's yeah. $74.99 in terms of MSRP. And it's going to come in black or walnut. Wow. So that's a great price. You. Great price. And yeah. it's, a, it's a great piece of furniture. You'll see it at the show. And it has a, you know, it's a fantastic feel. It's a, something that you're going to want every home and it's classy. It's yeah. not something that your wife's necessarily going to complain about when she's looking at it in the corner and saying, oh my God, why is this here? No, exactly. So now we're going to get into some of our desktop. So Joe, so Joe uh, yeah, yes, just, you know, uh, I'm going to put you, I, I, you have a, I'll give you a little extra time, but yeah, just, you know, but we, we did run a little over, so just keep going. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Because I, okay. hey, Christy, Christy got a couple. So I'll run through yeah. these real okay. quick. Okay. So we got the Aria. So this is a brand new desktop humidor, 40 to 80 count. It's a modern angular presentation. It's classy. Yep. It's clean. It has yep. handholds. Again, so you're going to see a little bit more of that. It comes in both a regular and a glass top version. Very nice. Uh, Madison, nice. this is a nice humidor. It comes with a drawer on the bottom that pops, that you can slide out for your accessories. Holds about 60 to 140 cigars. Great offering there. Yep. This one I'm going to spend a little bit of time on, which is the Oro. What's awesome about the Oro is it comes with a fingerprint lock. So you can hold up to five <laughs> fingerprints, and it's something we've never done before. It has 120 to about 240 cigars. Thank and you again, for doing that, by the way. I lose those keys all the time, yeah. Eh, yeah exactly. You lose the yeah, keys. There is, yeah. a, there is a fail-safe in there. I will say that in emergency, if you've got to get back in and jimmy the lock, there's a way to get back in. Just okay, okay. But, you got it, but it is fingerprint. Yeah. Um, I'll keep going for a second. So here's the Dane. What's great about the Dane is this is a qualified exclusive. This is QIQP, so the uh, qualified program for our, you know, our best retail partners. This is exclusive to them. And this is yep. a classy contemporary humidor. And then we have a couple lockers that for our you know, retail partners, new sizes of that. The, what's great about the big locker is it also can store up to a bottle of booze as well as cigars. I know that's very popular with a lot yep. of our land. Yep. Oh, yeah. And then finally, because I'm going to you know, go on this, we are getting into the electronic humidor market. Nice. So we have two nice. sizes of this. This is a fantastic unit. So they can hold up to the, we have a small, which is about four feet tall, and that can hold about 1,000 to 1,500 cigars. And then that has an MSRP of $3,000, but it is a fantastic, it has humidification built in, it has temperature control. This will do everything you need it to do and more so, and you can trust the quality, you can trust the build, it is fantastic. And then we have a larger version, which is $3,800, but that can hold about two to 3,000 cigars and that's about six feet tall. So you're gonna see this at the show. It's our first real venture into this space, but it is one that's been dominating, it's been growing. And we're excited to get in there. And this is a fantastic thing. So you're going to see more of these. Uh, some press releases are coming. Some more images are coming. But you're going to see all of these at the show and more. And with, this is just exciting offerings from QI. So I appreciate you guys for giving me the time here. This is, I, I know I went a little bit over and also dropped. No, no, we, no. <laughs> no, we definitely appreciate it. I know we'll be, uh, like I said, you guys have a lot this year. You always have a lot yeah. at the trade show QI. This is pretty exciting. So uh, I'm excited about what we're seeing. And yeah. um 
Yeah, now I know you've been pretty. Now I know why you've been so busy, Joe. <laughs> Just a bit. Uh, yeah, we got a lot, and this this isn't all. So you never know. So there's all still. Right, nice. I, I saw one other thing, but I know you can't talk about that yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> more, more is coming, and more. Yeah. You, there's more you don't even know yet. So yeah, let's just, that, uh, keep that going. So thank you guys. I appreciate the time, and I'll talk to you later. And I'll Joe, thank you, you as stop. always for the time. We yep. this is great thank stuff. You. Yeah, great stuff. And we'll be talking about those Baltazars. I can tell you the guys are going to be going. Yeah, they, Look forward work. to seeing you guys at the show. I'll All right. Soon. Take care, Joe. Thanks again. That's yeah, Joe Grow, uh, Director of Marketing for Quality Importers. Um, and next up, uh, we're bringing another old friend in a new place. Um, Bradley Rubin, uh, now of STG. Um, and Alec Bradley still. Uh, and there he is. No. Bradley, hey. what's going on, man? Not too much. I'm uh, throwing the red flag on Joe Grove for going. <laughs> and exactly. Chris, well, Christian went over. So he actually was a little. It was on Christian. So. All right. Well, I'm throwing the red flag on Christian as well. So. Yeah, you can throw. You can throw it on there. Yeah. All right. What's going on? What's going on, Nick? Uh, so, uh, new home, but uh, glad to see you're still involved in the industry, and really glad to have you on here, um, tonight. So, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you at the show as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, new home and. Um, you know, at the beginning, obviously, like we got a lot of thanks, but um, seeing from like the consumer side, you know, you always get a lot of concern about, you know, what's going to happen to the brand and so yeah. many changes. Um, but in the way that at least we've been working, especially with like Chris Tarr, who's my boss, like he just tells us, like, do what you do. And like, yeah. we're going to figure everything out later. Like, let's just keep doing what we're doing. Things have been working. Um, so you're going to see basically what you still would have seen if things never changed. That's so, nice. That's great. That's great. Right. So the, I, I have one thing to show tonight. I'm okay. the, the least amount compared to Joe grow. <laughs> I think he had more and we cut him off. Actually. Yeah. So. I, definitely, I know he had one other thing. That's why. So I, but I don't think you could talk about that one yet. That's why. So. Right. So this is probably the thing that I think Coop, you'll probably be most excited about just because it is the, next iteration of your number one cigar of the year so this is the oh. new fine and rare this is the first time that anyone is seeing it wow nice. this is the bcn 143 um here are the cigars beautiful it's box eight, press box eight, press seven by 50 box press yeah churchill um and you know this is something that me, Alec, my dad, we all worked on together. This is something we've been working on for a while, but definitely me and Alec, at least wanting to kind of take charge and what we wanted on the blend. And also mm -hmm. the packaging is, right. is you know, my, more my focus and the, the meaning, even though we don't release it, is something that in terms of the blend code is something that is meaningful to me and Alec. Um, so this really draws inspiration from um, multiple fine and rares, different, some of our favorite leases, um, probably some of Coop's favorite releases. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just one of those brands that, I mean, obviously I've gotten to work on some of them in the past, but when you, you know, especially for me, just my own personal feelings, I don't want to speak for Alec, but getting to work on what is our most anticipated, you know, release every single year. Um, it's definitely a, a good feeling to like have it done and feel really good about the release. I'm glad we're still seeing fine and rare. It's a, it's a line, you know, I've always loved it. And, you know, obviously you hit the apex with me last year. Right. With it. Um, so no, I'm, I'm excited. So fine and rare is something we, I guess we'll continue to see it with Alec Bradley, which I think is great. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a brand that I think will live on indefinitely. I mean, it's, you know, obviously we have our flagship, we have our Prensado and our black market and, you know, other 
you know, magic toast, gatekeeper, yeah. whatever. But, you know, fine and rare is our, you know, our big release. It is the thing that sells out the quickest for us. It is the thing that people get most excited about. So I think if you were to not see a fine and rare one year, then uh, it's either there is something to be concerned about or it's just taking us a long time, which is what happened a couple of years ago when we, we missed a release. Yeah, right. no, but that was there were circumstances with that. Um, you know, yeah, every, everyone had those circumstances. So I think that's understandable. Yeah, but still, it's like, you know, we don't want to miss anything. And, and we did. But yeah, there were circumstances attached to it. Uh, that's, that's great. That's great. Yeah. When can we start to see this hit? Like, when can consumers expect to see this fine and rare? So this is actually going to come out on the same time that the original, uh, the first fine and rare ever came out, which is November 11th. Yes, I remember that. I remember right. that. Yep. 2011. That's right. So, yep. Yep. Um, yeah, so fine and rare. I mean, it's just really exciting for us as always. And then we do have two other releases. I can't talk about them too much, but what I can say is that one will be a full-time launch and one will be a limited edition. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everything will be kind of seen at PCA. Um, we won't be really releasing too much about it just because, and it kind of goes back to what we did a couple of years ago, especially with Magic Toast, was come see it at the booth. You know, right. like we, we kind of want to get back to that original, you know, hey, this is PCA. We're all going to be together. Let's go see what exciting new products are out there. Because like for you guys, you guys, I mean, we all know what's pretty much getting released at PCA. Yep. Yeah. But you really are just going to see it in person. And then hopefully everyone has samples of it so we can actually smoke it. And then everything gets dried up before we can leave. But then we've got to rehumidify everything to get back to our I know. Oh, I know. Uh, so we will have samples of things for, for people to try. Look, last year was the worst for me in terms of cigars coming back. Right. I never had the dry. And I had I had humidification with me. It wasn't like I didn't humidify. It was tough last year. It was yeah. tough. Yeah. So it's good to keep things fresh still and, yeah, yeah. and have people want to come visit our booth. And obviously, you know, we'll have the entire Forge portfolio, Room 101, Diesel, La Gloria, Partagas. I'm sure there's uh, Bolivar. I know there's probably like three, four more I'm missing if anyone yeah. wants to help. But um, so we're going to have, you know, full slam booth and uh, just with our own people. And uh, yeah, your best friend, Justin, will be there, I believe. And uh, <laughs> unfortunately. Unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, and, and make him work, Bradley. He like last, like last few shows, he's been like goofing all. I'm sorry, yeah. put him yeah, to work. Uh, yeah, he's walking around a, a little bit too much. When you yeah. see him in the aisles, you got to tell him get back yeah. to your booth. Yeah. It's under the guise of collaborations with other people. Yeah, he's yeah. just fucking off. You know, yeah, he's been rolling on that for a long. Time. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's good. Um, I will be bringing uh the cigar of the year for you, award to you guys. Uh, I actually shipped them already ahead of time. So uh, I have that with you, and I'll be giving that to you at the booth. Uh, so we're very, I'm very excited to do that. And um, you know, it was. I'm glad. You know, like I said, uh, I'm glad you're continuing in the business as well as your brother and Jonathan and you know Michael and you know these are good guys I've gotten to know over the years. So I am happy for you guys. Um, and I think you guys, I think you have a great opportunity, Bradley. You know, they have a lot of tobacco, so I mean, um, they 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 do they do a lot of good things. So I think it, I think a- you so much tobacco they have a lot of you know innovation and um you know for me obviously not just on the tobacco side but learning about the way that they do packaging is i mean they have the i'm basically told to go do whatever you want and i'm sure we can do it and if we can't then i'm sure we'll figure out if we can't but it could probably get done so i mean and coop i mean you guys i mean i want to like thank you because you know obviously when everything happened i do like to hear what people are saying i won't i won't right. lie about 
that. And, <laughs> and you guys were kind to us, you know, like a yeah. lot of people are like, this is going downhill. Everything's bad. Yeah. You know, it's bad for the industry. Um, <laughs> so it was, it was tough to hear that from people that I knew for a long time, but also like to hear from you guys and from, from some others, like, this is, this is a good thing. Like this yeah. is positive. Um, it was nice to hear. No, I'm really glad. Um, and like I said, it, uh, you know, it's a, you, you guys are a family business success story and, um, you know, so that's, that's a beautiful thing. And, uh, you know, when you could do what you guys have done over the years and, uh, I'm happy for you and your family there, you know, so, um, that, it's a, it's a great thing. I mean, my dad sold his business too, um, years ago. And I, I, it wasn't until I was older that I realized I, you know, because I was a little too young to take it over probably at that point when he sold it. So I was, I was like 19 when he sold it. So I, you know, yeah. but uh, you know, I look fondly Same back way. at what he did so, and he was able to sell that at a very good point when he did it. So. Yeah. 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 I mean, these things, you know, this is the way of life. This is what happens in business. Yeah. And I feel very comfortable um, here at STG. It's, it is a big learning curve and, and, you know, plenty of people are here to help, which has been really nice. You know, I've known Matt Booth since I was like 12 years old. And, um, you know, I talk to him often and he gives me advice on how the transition was for him and, and how, you know, I should be going about things as well. So, um, the, the support from STG has definitely been there, uh, which has made things a lot, a lot, lot easier. That's, that's great. That's great to hear. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm happy for you guys. Um, you're going to be there. Is it just, are you going to be the only Ruben there? I will be the only Ruben there. Okay, so you'll be representing the family there. Yeah, that's uh, that's how it was at at TPE. Let's uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll take all the grenades. <laughs> yeah, that's how it was at TPE. Well, and you, I'll you, do it forever. Yeah, well, I, I can only imagine what you were going through there, Bradley, because I was at Pro Cigar. <laughs> And when my phone started oh, blowing up, right. that's right. Pro cigars at the exact. I, time. I was at Pro Cigar, and uh, and all in all, is like, uh, yeah, that was interesting. I'm in a Manuel Casada blending <laughs> seminar, and, and it, everything just stopped. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say that may have been even better for me because the less people that day, the better. So whoever yeah. was at Pro Cigar, thank you for being there at the time. Yeah, yeah, um, it was nice. it was a long one, but um, nice. I got through yeah. it. Nice. Uh, and before we go, congrats on the Florida Panthers, man. Um, great season. I gave your dad some, I think I gave him a little grief on it, but, but no, it was, uh, look, uh, you guys uh, had a great year. So, uh, you know, good. I know you had to be happy with the run you guys had. Yeah. I mean, you can't be upset. You take down the best team in NHL regular season history. You mm-hmm. take Toronto, uh, you know, historical team in five yeah. and speed to go to the Stanley cup, but then to get absolutely wrecked so quickly. Um, and I was at every game, so oh, nice. to be in Vegas and have people laughing in my face was, <laughs> was very, very tough. And to also the heat lose a day apart, um, and losing two championships in two days is not. No, we, we lost two championships in the same day in Philadelphia. <laughs> I mean, you get the, 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 the Phillies and, uh, the Philadelphia union in soccer lost the same day. I mean, so <laughs> I like, I get what you're saying, but let's not, let's not. Soccer's not a real sport, right? So no, no. Yeah. Like, look, anything in Philadelphia, you lose a championship in Philadelphia, it's a championship. So, uh, uh, no, it's good. That's good. Um, but Bradley, thanks so much. Um, looking forward to seeing you. Look forward to give you guys the award. Uh, we'll have some fun out there for sure. It'd be great to catch up now. So congrats on everything. Great to see a fine and rare as well. So I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much and, uh, have a good rest of the night.
All Thank right. You. That's Bradley. That's Bradley Rubin uh, representing the Alec Bradley brand for uh, STG right now. Um, and now he's coming. Now we have the uh, penultimate guest. Um, he is uh, another company. I know they have a lot of stuff going on. I'm excited about. Um, he is Oliver Nouveau uh, representing United Cigars and who distributes a lot of brands, including Selected Tobacco. They have a lot of stuff this year. I could keep up with them as well. So um, I'm excited to hear that. Um, and there he is. We're on. Oliver. Howdy. 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 What is going on? How are you doing? You guys got me? Yep, yeah, we got you. Can you hear us? Yeah, I just I, I have one goal. One goal. And it, that's just to make Aaron Aaron happy with something that we're putting out. There you go. I'll get him. That's uh, don't don't take no. He you're taking an impossible task on. <laughs> he hates everything. No, no, he like no. It's uh, no, it's good. I appreciate you guys. Um, you know, bringing everybody on. Uh, not only uh, not only myself. Thank you for bringing me on. But um, uh, but you know, the last uh, well, really now this is the second week. Uh, before the show and uh, just giving everybody a chance, you know, even myself, because because when we're on the show floor, we don't have an opportunity to see everything. So uh, you guys. No, are, it, it, are yeah, I mean, I actually booked your appointment early just because I know how busy you guys get. So I actually when Dan reached out, I'm like, can I get this spot? Because I know how busy it gets <laughs> in that booth, yeah, um, which I'm just going to make the comment. You guys should have won booth of the show last year. So uh, that, that's wow. It was a great booth. Uh, it was amazing. Yeah, it was both booths. Both booths. Both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I like how you set the United booth up a lot too. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, now, now this year, this year, I'm excited for you to come by because uh, United, we've, um, you know, we've been fortunate enough, knock on wood, to have uh, some some great growth. Um, so, last year was you know, our first year back after the you know the COVID and 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 no show, and then the the year after we took some time to to figure out how we're going to position ourselves, and then. Last year, when uh, Nelson uh, with Selected Tobacco had his booth of forty by fifty, and we were, you know, kind of separated out because of you know our growth with distributing other lines and and our lines, uh, we just we rented a booth. But this year, we we have a larger footprint, uh, and we have our our own uh, booth that we, you know, we designed and and put together. So a twenty by thirty footprint. So between the two of us, we have a pretty big uh, pretty big presence. So hopefully, we get uh, you know some people stopping by and and, and enjoying the cigars. Nice, right. nice. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, you guys want to jump? Let's jump kick, right let's kick right in. Yeah, yeah you go for it. Yep. Right in. Um, yeah, we got we got a lot of exciting stuff between between United and Selected Tobacco. So on the on the United side, we're we're excited for the expansion of the Firecracker uh, yeah. line. We've uh, we're going into a Maduro, so the Black Bomb mm -hmm. uh, will be released uh, this year at the show. Uh, that's a Mexican San Andreas uh, wrapper and. Uh, Dominican Nicaraguan uh, Lijero, so it's still it's still got that you know that firecracker kick, but uh, yep. the three and a half by fifty Vitola, um, you know just just after the uh, you know the Fourth of July celebration. But I know uh, we'll see a lot of a lot of firecrackers out there on social media. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we're excited for the Black Bomb, and then um, one That's nice. A, Alva, quick, quick question. That's a regular yeah. production firecracker. That, that'll be a regular production. Okay. Yeah, regular production firecracker. Yep. So, um, and that's, you know, we, we've, again, you know, thanks to everybody out there, we've seen, uh, some good growth on, on the firecracker line. So mm -hmm. there's, uh, you know, there's plans in the future to, to keep expanding, you know, that, that line and that portfolio to, uh, nice. offer, nice. you know, some new blends and, and wrappers on the firecracker. Exciting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, the red anchor, 
is uh you know did did well for us last year it was it was a short run 250 boxes to celebrate the 250th anniversary of red anchor mm-hmm. and uh that was a, a partnership and collaboration uh really we did with uh with kbf with uh hendrick kellner jr yeah but uh you know hanky was there uh you know side by side working on that uh on that blend with us and um you know we're real excited to expand uh with four additional sizes three that will be in in retail um and some one you know one kind of traditional size the robusto that's the that's the captain uh all kind of that you know that red anchor nautical theme yeah uh, and then we have the gunner coming out which is which is a great size six and a half by 43 uh and then the commodore seven by 55 but uh an event only cigar will be uh named after not only not only coop but it is the uh it is the cooper <laughs> It's yeah. I'm not half. I'm not pursuing any trademark things at you. So no, you're okay. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, but listen, the Cooper Cooper was such an important role on the pirate ships. Yes, uh, you know they were the ones you know creating those barrels and keeping things. Barrel, we're we're proud barrel makers in the Cooper. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You got Somebody's got to keep the rum. Absolutely, rum. absolutely. Great so, name, uh, great name. By the yeah. way. So yeah, stop. You know, stop by. I know. Um, you know, we tried to do something. Uh, and I don't know if it's necessarily different, but we, you know, we sent out, uh, you know, a nice little care package because I know, you know, you guys are bogged down carrying equipment. Oh, thank you. Thank carrying. you. Yeah. And yeah, then humidified. So, yeah. It's not yeah. like <laughs> I just talked about my disaster last year out of the trade show. Yeah. I had, yeah. had a lot of cigars crack. Yeah. Well, and that, and that's, and that's the case for, for a lot of us yeah. you know, manufacturers out there. When you have samples, it's, it's tough to, to keep yeah. them. In, yeah. in, plus you're shipping them out early. Um, you know, they're, they're already in Vegas. Our samples are in Vegas. They're in, they're in Tupperware, big rubber made containers. And, you know, we threw a bunch of packs in there to keep them fresh, but uh, it's but tough. Yeah, it's, it's tough. tough. No, it, it's, it's appreciated because we don't have to drag them back either. So it's, it, yeah. it, mine actually just came uh, a few hours ago. So, yep. Oh, good. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But at the show, there will be some, uh, you know, there'll, there'll be some Coopers there. So, you know, make sure you stop by. <laughs> oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. They're, they're... Yeah, yeah, and that's that Aaron too. I want to see uh you know see your face. If he gives look. a Cooper a bad yeah. review, this <laughs> guy's <laughs> <laughs> answer to me. I love the by the way, Red Anchor, uh love the cigar. Um, and in fact, put a couple of those and age them. They they age fantastic too. They're aging fantastic, yeah. Well, yeah, and, and out, coming out of KBF, it's a great factory, yeah. great tobacco. So uh no, it's a great partnership. True boutique uh, factory, true boutique factory is what I'll say too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we talked as you know, thanks for Hendrick. Uh yeah, he was very uh very interesting person so i'm, I'm glad yeah. that he'll be there this year too yeah and he'll be at the he'll be at the show he's joining us uh oh nice i think on monday uh nice. he'll be able to, uh, able to go uh, nice he'll, nice. he'll be arriving uh arriving sunday so he might be at the show sunday uh he's going to try to get there so yeah we're excited to have him in the booth yep uh we'll have jose dominguez uh as well in our in yep. our united booth yep. so um yeah so we're excited so you know new on the united side the new booth, new look, uh, very clean, and then the uh, the black bomb and the red anchor. On the selected tobacco side, um, you know Nelson has just outdone himself again. The uh, the the Atabay humidor will be on full display, and uh, we will be selling it this year. Last year it was just uh, displayed. Um, yeah, amazing, that was beautiful. Nelson, Nelson loves doing some teases, um, you know, throwing uh, throwing product uh, at us and having the 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 sixty count Atabay humidor on display. Uh, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, so retailers will have the opportunity to um, to to purchase that as a as a set, and even the the set. So there are sixty cigars, sixty atabays inside of this this humidor. Five of each size goes into this humidor, so it's a full collection of atabay. But then the refills, if you can imagine the old jars, the old porcelain right. white 
those with the gold trim. So those are now, imagine that as a carton um, of 25. So that will come with a refill of each size, 25 cigars of each. So um, you're, you're going to get a total of 300 yep. Uh, yep. cigars in there. And um, even those refills come in this amazing yep. Um, portable case with a handle on it, so it's a it's a it's a great piece. Uh, absolutely gorgeous. I, I didn't see solo bundles with Nelson somehow. So yeah, no, that's like... <laughs> right. no it just would it wouldn't do it. I got no way I see that. <laughs> no, no, no. Not not a chance. Not a right, chance. right. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we're excited for that. Um, you know, we 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 launched our NFT. Um, you know, the first the first that was the first NFT, uh, but yeah, the first the first NFT. It was mixed with you know mixed reviews uh, for mm-hmm. everyone. No, no one. No one really understood the the NFT, and, and to be honest, us at the same time we were trying to figure out, you know, what are we doing with an NFT? But we just wanted to wanted to do it. Right. So it was conceptual. We wanted to, you know, Nelson had talked about this uh, Atabe uh, Black Ritos, an Atabe Maduro, a while back, and then we were just trying to figure out, um, you know, what it would mean, how we should do it, how we should present it. Um, you know, we we when we launched the NFT, it was really just to raise um, uh, raise money for cigar rights of the world. And uh, so we were selling the NFTs. We sold them as singles, and then we sold a, sold a few as boxes. So we really only released five uh, boxes at first. So right. the NFT Atabe Black will be uh, available to in limited release. Uh, only two hundred boxes were made, so five thousand cigars. Uh, that will go to our United branded lounges. Mm-hmm. So um, our Atabe Lounge in Frisco, Texas, with Industrial Cigars, will will get that. The uh, the Byron Cigar Lounge in Schaumburg, Illinois. Um, and then the, the new red anchor lounge that we, uh, we just opened up in, uh, in Nashua. Yep. And yep. then uh, and there, there's, there's some other plans there too. And then if, uh, if, if they're an NFT box holder, uh, they'll have access to the, the black, um, Atabay Ritos, uh, as well. So, so did, so, it, did they contact like a retailer to get those basically? If they, so if someone holds that? If, uh, you, as a consumer? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Consumer would have to contact uh, the retailer um to to purchase those we'll we'll put a list out there of of it's i mean it's it's a small amount uh, yeah because they're the the nft holders yeah. but um but yeah that'll that'll be available and shipping out uh, i think november october november nice uh, so those those will be on display um we have uh the well the apique poema humidor will still we have the the second release there were 500 um made but uh we only released uh we only had a, a few yeah. made last year so that'll be back at the show yeah. Um, one one project that was done by Nelson was the uh, the Atabe, uh ten year diosis. Yep. So that's a ten year aged um, Atabe. and that's that's and when I say aged, it's also like that. It's the process that Nelson puts the cigars through. So it's not just a a cigar that's been in in a humidor for ten years. Uh, it's continuously going through that Atabe, um selected tobacco aging process of lowering humidity, raising it back up. Uh, using five different cedars in the in the humidor, um, so it it was it, it's pretty spectacular to see uh, how the 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 flavor profile has just intensified. Um, and you know, for those that think or or say that you know, Atabay is more of a milder cigar, and you know, it's still an Ecuadorian Connecticut shade. Uh, when you smoke this ten year, uh, it actually intensified the flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Um, so we're, nice. yeah, we're excited to, to have that at the show. Um, and then the, the Alfonso Añejo was launched last year, but the line extension this year is the Alfonso grand selection. Nice. I'm looking forward to that so, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I haven't, I haven't smoked it yet, so I can't, uh, you know, fully, 
uh, you know, talk about it. But um, but yeah, we're excited for that. That's a, a just an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. Um, and there will be five sizes uh, available for that, right around the same price point as the uh, the Alfonso in the the forty to forty to fifty range. So mm -hmm. um, that that one's going to be uh, a real nice uh, real nice addition. And then um, what else we got uh, on this? And then there are a couple other things that you know for for PCA to kind of keep it. Um, you know, I don't want to say exciting. It's already an exciting show, but we have yeah. a couple other other. Uh, other items in the uh in the selected tobacco booth that uh yeah coop if you're going to be there early and you know uh aaron if you're going to be there early stop by and okay. check them out but uh, we got a couple other things uh you know behind the curtain so to speak nice 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 we'll that's so you yeah, kind of how the brand started behind the curtain right so right yeah it's kind of right yeah yeah i know last year you guys were showing off another uh, brand called nelson is is that has that been kind of tabled for a little bit yeah that's been tabled for a little bit there was the original concept that, um, you know, Nelson wanted to do, you know, he had started it, um, it was aging and, and then he wanted to do some extensions of it where, you know, possibly working with other, other manufacturers, other countries, you know, having things not only coming out of Costa Rica, but maybe Nicaragua, Honduras. Um, uh, but we've kind of tabled that one, uh, right now and, okay. and working on it. It will be, it'll be displayed as well, but, um, but tabled the, the release okay. for now. Um, and then I think one, you know, one thing I'm, I'm you know, kind of pushing hard on is, um, you know, we were sponsoring the legislative uh, affairs update seminar once again this year. Um, and it's just, it's a very important, um, important seminar, I think for, for retailers, uh, with everything going yeah. on now. And, uh, we were sponsored, we're co-sponsoring this year with rabbit air and, mm -hmm. um, you know, we'll be handing out United Cigars at the uh, at the seminar, but um, you know, attendees of the seminar will also have a chance to to win a Rabbit Air. Uh, That's great. We're, we're trying great. to we're trying to bring you know make sure people are are uh, are coming not only to to gain the information, but uh, you know have a, have a cigar in the morning and uh, and maybe win a Rabbit Air. There you go. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So uh, yeah, definitely check out check out the booth. You'll I mean from from last year's um, you know rental that we had just to you know, get, get by at the show. It's a, uh, it's a big addition, uh, big, big footprint between the, between the two. Thank Very looking forward to it. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely looking forward. You guys yeah. have a lot of great stuff. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, to kind of wrap up Alfonso, I think really just exploded for you guys. So, I mean, um, that was a great release you guys had last year. Great cigar too. So. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was well received. Um, you know, we're, we're fortunate uh, enough to be working with a uh, young know, man like Nelson Alfonso who, uh, you know the the good and bad. He he won't rush anything. Uh, if it's not ready to come out, he's yep. uh, he's, he's waiting. And um, and that that blend and and the aging with the with the French oak, um, you know, really made in my opinion made that cigar uh, absolutely spectacular. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have have you guys try not only you know a, a few of the things the Atabay tenure, but uh, but also the um, the the grand selection. Yeah, no, I'm excited about that cigar for sure. Yeah, and, uh, I guess, yeah. Joe, Joe changed the game. Have you ever had a a PowerPoint presentation before? Mm. Saka did one. Saka did yeah. one. What my, am I am I am I a three year? I'm not a four year. I'm a four year. You might be I a four year. I was, I was way I, late because we were at the the Byron's uh, Cigar Lounge. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, but I think you're. I I have to check. I think you might be in the club. So might be in the club. All right. Yeah. 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 Nice to be in the club every now and again. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'll have to dress right. it next time. 
Exactly. Well, you were in the tux last time, right? You're in the tux. Yeah. I'm not sure what else you're gonna do. I mean, I think you were the first person. You guys were the first people in tuxes on our show. All right, there you go. Yeah. So you guys were in Chicago, and I remember that. But uh, no. Hey, Oliver, we appreciate all the support from you and your team. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing you. It's last time I saw you was um at the show, so it's been a while. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, looking forward to a little bit of FaceTime outside of the outside of this, and it's always nice. So got to see Aaron at the at TPE, but uh, looking forward to seeing you guys in in a week. And it's uh yeah, it's quick. Nice. And stop by for you know the the new United in the round. That's uh you know that's been doing well. So that's a new blend. And yep. uh, some of those came I noticed today, so I was excited yeah. about that. Yeah, I had smoke bear. I know has been smoking it uh, every day. So uh, yeah, 20, 20 days of United cigars. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but we appreciate it, Oliver. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks for the support. We'll catch you next week. All right. Thank you right. guys. See you, Oliver. Have a good night. All All right. Good luck with Saka. Yeah, well, I, I took tomorrow off from work, so it was good. <laughs> All right. So, so what? Another two hours? Exactly. All right. Thank you, Oliver Naveau of United Cigars. Uh, and and as a tradition, uh, and this is, he is in the five year club. Uh, this man, uh, but and I think four of the years now he's done the um, oh three of the four. This is the fourth year he's done the midnight hour because he's requested it. Uh, we're bringing in Steve Saka for the midnight hour here, and he is coming in right now. And he's had a bit. Bu- he's been very busy this week. I've noticed. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> we got back on. By the way, John Carney had a personal issue. He does apologize for not making it. So everything's okay. But I did hear it from John. So, uh, we you know. So he's he's good. But How we got we his job. I, I would fire him instantly. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, John. <laughs> Nice. We only got we only were three minutes late with you, Steve. So we apologize. We we pretty kept. Oh, we no, tried to keep, we try to keep this. We try to keep to the schedule. So it's Oliver good. was like a a freaking auctioneer there, man. He was like bam, bam, bam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, so, so how's it going, Steve? Thanks for thanks for being here. Um, oh, I, no, you're not under a time there. limit, so <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, uh, yeah. you know. I gotta tell you though, guys, I'm pretty beat up. Look at me. I'm I'm unshaven. You're getting yeah. home, Saka. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> month fringe. Starting to pop up right now. Man. <laughs> it's crazy, man. I think I've slept like eight hours since Sunday. Wow. Yeah. Get some rest, Steve. You know, it's a busy, you got a busy uh, couple dude, it's weeks. It's not just up. work, it's family shit. And uh, yeah, I get a crazy, it. crazy week. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Wow, look at it. Look at look, look how many people just joined in at midnight. Yeah. <laughs> we just had this spike. <laughs> what, what, we have three more viewers? We, yeah. no, we had an hour no. of soccer. <laughs> It's a midnight I hour. What, I know what I posted. There was like a certain number, and then I posted a link like 20 minutes ago, and I saw it go up by like 10. Yeah. yeah. So. No, it's the most people we've had tonight. So uh, it's going uh, up. And thank it's you. I, I'm blessed that people will stay up so late to see my ugly fat head. <laughs> thank you. Well, Chris says it's only 6 p.m. in Hawaii. So yeah, he's having okay, a problem. You don't have to steal my thunder here. I was, <laughs> I was, you know, like I was feeling a little good about myself. <laughs> Uh, Are you guys excited about the trade show? Yes. Yeah. You know I, what? I, so am I, which is, look, I'm dreading it as always and yeah. the nonsense. And honestly, this better be the last time the PCA. I, I'm going to say this right now. I don't know that I will go to another trade show if it is the week following a three-day holiday weekend. It is right. literally costing a fortune 
they're to doing get yeah, everything shipped out there. They're doing it the week before Easter next year, is what I'm That's I'll fine, you. but that that holiday in between when everything has to land on the fifth or the sixth, when you have a literally a four day weekend this time because of where yeah. the fourth falls, it is an utter colossal disaster. I, I hope Scott Pierce is choking on stuff. I hope he's all sorts of shit. I hope Lisa Cox has a meltdown Look because he deserve it because this is just sheer misery. This is the worst one ever for shipping. I mean, it really is. I, I have no sympathy at all. None whatsoever. Right. Oh, nice. But with that said, I'm, 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 I don't know. I'm kind of jazzed. I'm, I'm looking forward to the trade show. I think it's mm-hmm. gonna be. I think it's gonna be a good one. I think so too. I, I, you know, um, and I heard a lot of stuff tonight of releases that got me a little more fired up. So uh, it was, it was good. A lot of, a lot there of stuff is a broke. boatload of releases. I can't. Like, I haven't even. I haven't done any press releases. I don't even know if I'm gonna bother because by the time I do them, you guys are not gonna want to deal with them. Right. It's too late already. They should don't send them over the holiday weekend. We're not going to do it. <laughs> I, I come down, I'm waiting for those ones to come in on the holiday weekend. <laughs> I'm thinking about maybe just doing one like generic one with like just a laundry list of like 800 lines of what there we're missing and just be done with it because it's just, it's just too much, man. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And it, it crunches always right the last six to seven days before the uh, show. It's always brutal. It's brutal for everyone. I'm, I'm not a unique doesn't matter how big or how small you are because everything's in scale. So it's equal misery for all. Yep. Yep. So that's good. That's good to hear. And you got a lot of stuff. That's to good do. to hear that it's equal misery for all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, uh, it's not, that's one person's not miserable is what I'm saying. You know, it's everyone's sharing in it. Hmm. You know, you don't want one person to be miserable. So you all share in the misery. So I imagine we've had what, like twenty four straight hours of people telling you how amazing everything is. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, what what else started, are you gonna say, right? It started eight o'clock this morning, actually. Yeah. So let, let's just truncate this, and let me say that everything that I'm gonna talk about is better than anything anyone else talked about before. Wait, there's, wait, <laughs> It'll be better that, than anything that is made a hundred years into the future. So let's just wipe that off the table, so I don't have to go all braggadocious all the time. So, so let's, not, let's just take that as a as a, a statement of fact. There you go. <laughs> so there's not that one cigar that you eh, I don't know if people are gonna like it. You're you're, you're confident um, in everything. You know what? Um no, this is this is a real look. I'm I'm just everything's a banger this year. I mean, and it's not just this look, so a lot of stuff is going to the trade show. I mean, there's a lot of work for me because it had to go into full production, mm-hmm. but they're blends that are like already proven, right? Red Meat yeah. Lovers is proven, Popat is proven. Um, so that isn't like some new roll of the dice. Um, Miki Rita Black and Saka Khan. I mean, obviously it's a lot different doing it in the Papa Saka format, but proven, um, you know, and so I, I really, I'm not as apprehensive. I mean, look, going to have a holiday still. Well, that's a crapshoot, right? Who the hell yeah. knows? And um, that's, it's going to just depend on whether you like that kind of thing or you don't like that kind of thing. But I mean, just other stuff, man. I got to, I mean, the Barba Maria that they're shipping now, those are on fire. Those are fantastic. I got Ronnie's uh, Golden Child. That's fantastic. I've got, uh, I got uh, the Krakatoa turned up finally after three years to be where I wanted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's just, I mean, there's a lot of shit that no one's even heard of yet. Like, I don't think I've even mentioned the Halligan yet. I mean, I haven't heard of that. 
I got so much just, it's just stupid <laughs> how much I've got coming out. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't really planned that way. It just kind of, it's kind of happened. You know, you, you have all these projects that you're laid on and you finally get to the point where you're like on task with them. And, and now they just all seem to be hitting on top of one another. Mm. So, I mean, it's like, I don't even, I actually wonder how much it's going to, there's just so much. I don't even know. I don't say it's, it's crazy. It really is. I think it's crazy. So if I think it's crazy, then it's got to be pretty stupid. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So so I got a question. So the unicorns, Mm -hmm. are these unicorn sizes? Yes. They're unicorn sizes. But are they unicorn? Well, a unicorn is a Vitola, right? Right. That I made the original one of, right? And and then did the original carving, right? The original unicorn had its own dedicated blend, and that became the unicorn cigar. Um, But uh, I had uh, I had done a charity thing where four guys like spent like fourteen k to spend like a day with me, right? And I agreed to make them something special. And what they asked for is they asked for a Mike Rita unicorn and a Sober Mesa Brulee unicorn. Right. Mm. So I had to go through the work to make these crummy, you know, hundred cigars, you know, for, for these guys, not that they didn't deserve it. It's a lot of work. Right. right. And, um, and I, then, so I decided to make the Mike Rita one, the black blend. And I decided to make the Brulee one, the blue blend. So I, I went through that exercise and I'm like, Oh, these actually don't taste like shit. Uh, yeah. Why not? Why not actually make this something that uh, we offer to our retailers? And um, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna debut the the blue and the black unicorn. I have pictures if you want. I don't have a, I don't have a PowerPoint this time. Yeah, yeah. I have, you could share your screen. Um, but my question is, uh, yeah, my question is, are they hundred dollars cigars? Are they, yeah, they're always gonna be a hundred dollars. Okay. Back on price. Okay, that was my so. The, so these the are truth like, is, yeah. truth is they cost more. They really should be. Using the math that I've always used, they should be like 118 mm. uh, with inflation. And then the packaging is just <laughs> stupid expensive. Um, <laughs> but but unicorns have never been a profit center. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I was making a thousand a year and then I started making two thousand a year. There's just there's no money in unicorns. Unicorns are they're marketing, they're something unique, they're something special, they're good for someone that wants to mark a special occasion with a special cigar. You know what I mean? So I thought about raising the price just to keep the the margin where it was, but then for what? So now I get to make what another $900 at the end of the year in net profit. And there's something just sexier about when you say a cigar costs a hundred dollars, costs 118. I don't know why 118 just isn't as sexy as a hundred. So my plan is I'm just going to leave the price where it is until I can't anymore, until they actually start costing me more than the wholesale value that I'm selling them. And even then, I might even keep it for a while still and eat some of it, right? Because it's not like I'm making tens and thousands of these things a year, right? And you think about all the photos and how people smoke them and why they smoke them. I mean, me adding an extra $9 to the wholesale cost for a couple thousand cigars was that a couple thousand times nine that's eighteen thousand dollars figure the net profit if i'm lucky might be seven eight percent what's it work out to be like seventeen hundred dollars at the you know what yeah. i mean yeah it's yeah. like it's just it's just not worth it 
you know, to, to change the price point on. Right. And again, I, I just don't know. There's something just sexy about saying it's a C note. <laughs> I say this whenever you have to raise it, you just round up in MSRPs of $100 increments. Just that's the way to do it. Yeah. 100, then it's 200. Uh, I, guess it's, I guess I guess it's kind of like I'm setting all sorts of crazy trends, right? Oliva's yeah. going to have a $300 cigar now, <laughs> right? Um, I don't know anybody that isn't releasing a brand called Black, right? That seems right. like everybody's got a Black now, right? Yeah. Uh, like it's crazy. I mean, uh, not like I can take ownership of a color. That's I'm not saying. Right, that. right. <laughs> but it is kind of crazy how many blacks all of a sudden there are. <laughs> you know what I mean? We, we got affirmative action in the cigar market. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, but yeah, I mean, but yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. No, it's uh, the um, no, it's, I think um, like I said, it was um, I was I was wondering about the unicorns, right? What happened to the chubby unicorn? I'm still sitting around. I mean, I've right. got it. The blend's done. Um, I mean, over the last few years, I've probably made, I don't know, a thousand of them. Right. hundred of them. I don't even know. I'd have to go back and add it up. I mean, we use them as special promo items. We use them at special events. Um, I imagine eventually I'll probably put the chubby unicorn in a box and sell it. But it gets weird. You know, because if you get the chubby unicorn, the price on the chubby unicorn obviously isn't exp- as expensive. It's much easier to make. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where it really fits in. It's almost better just to let the chubby unicorn just be something that when I need something, I can just pull it out of the room. And say, oh, yeah, I got this special something. You right. know what I mean? Uh, but uh, look, I can't promise that. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm doing beyond tomorrow, really. I mean, I know I'm in Vegas. I'm getting on a plane. But, I mean, these these type of decisions, I mean, I have a long-term plan, but chubby unicorns aren't in the long-term plan. Okay. Okay? And they never have been in the long-term plan. And there's a lot of little weird stuff. Uh, I, I've been meaning to do a Lancero selection because no, of all the grief I did with the now leave me the hell alone. Yeah, I made so many blends. I made like 72 or 74. I can't even remember the number. Well, why don't I get some of that misery back and just put like seven of them in a box and just number them one through seven. Let everyone else have the sucky experience I had. And I always think that I should do a bento box with like some of my limiteds. But the problem is the limiteds don't seem to die. I keep waiting for the retailers to say, okay, I don't, I mean, the only one that I haven't, I did the, the firecracker for two guys, two years in a row or three years The three, it was three years. I did it for three years in a row. Right. And they haven't called me back. So that's the only one that, I mean, and that one went three years and they just moved on and I was too expensive and yada, yada, yada. And so, but I mean, and I can't even use that one because I mean, look, I look at firecracker as, is property. I mean, I know legally it isn't and legally I could do it, but there's things that are legal and illegal. And there's just things that are right or not right to do. Right. In my opinion, that was his idea. It was his thing. It's the thing they do every year, multiple times now. So I could never put a firecracker in a box, you know, unless, unless he said, yes, Steve, go ahead and do it. Right. Right. But I don't even want to ask. Right. I would feel awkward to even ask. So <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't do it. 
So, I mean, I don't really have, like, I keep thinking, you know, hey, U-boat will die and Dot Dermot will die and, mm-hmm. you know, and whatever will die. And then I'll be able to make this really cool, you know, limited uh, sampler kind of thing, right? Yeah. That I could sell to all the retailers, but I need them to die in order for that to happen. Yeah, it doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime soon, though, so. Yeah, you don't know. I mean, we'll see. I, I mean... Like I made a lot more Barba Amaria this year. So those are still in stock. I mean, yep. they outsold what they did last year in 24 hours, but because we made so many more this year, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, st- I think they still have some in stock now. And mm-hmm. I think that's also part of it. I think that, I think the retailers that are like, have these products now kind of like to have more of them so that they can supply them to customers longer. Sure. Cause they yep. kind of, you know, like, I mean, guys, particularly like Ronnie, I mean, he, he wishes he had done Derma 24 seven. Right. You know what I mean? So, but, uh, but yeah, why are we even talking about shit? I'm not selling next week, <laughs> but yeah. So, um, so what do we got? We got, well, let me see if I share my screen. Uh, can I share my screen? You should be able to. Oh, there yeah. we go. Yeah. All right, and then are you just seeing this, or what are you seeing? We're seeing Red Meat Love is called Box. All right, there you go. So how do I make this full screen? Does that look better? I can't tell. That looks better. Yeah, that looks looks a lot better. So I'm just going to bang through the products. Look, we have Red Meat Lovers. Um, This is the packaging. It's a 10-count box. it's uh, really heavy. Retailers are going to hate it because they're going to say it weighs too much. Consumers are going to love it because it's kind of cool. Um, and we're doing basically four sizes to begin. Uh, the, and these are the four sizes. Uh, the two in the middle are original release ones from the exclusives. Yep. The second one in is what was formerly known as the Neat Box Pressed. I didn't come up with that name, but that's what it was called. It's been renamed Ribeye. And really what dictated the na- renaming of these was the beef stick because beef stick had a cutesy name um, and, and that's the third cigar. And I didn't want to get rid of the beef stick name. So I ended up uh, saying, okay, we're going to name all of these. Uh, it's kind of a fun brand. You know what I mean? It's not yep. too serious. It's red meat lovers. It's uh, I've seen, you know, so, but basically the one on the left is a six by 60 Prensado feels more like a 56 in the maw mm-hmm. and then the one on the right and that's called the porterhouse the former meat box press is a ribeye the beef stick is the beef stick and then the second one that's being added to the line is this uh, one on the right which is a robusto size called filet mignon all right so i, I really enjoyed that beef stick that was a cool one i was really that one i enjoyed that a lot i, I like the beef stick a lot too i mean i yeah. think I like the whole line. I mean, for me, probably my least favorite of the four is probably the Porterhouse, and it's not because of the flavor. It's just a little bit out of my normal size range. Right. You know what I mean? But right. um, I had made some larger ones. I actually made, so it's kind of funny. None of this stuff is new. I was actually starting to work on this uh, January of last year. And I made about 12 different Vitolas. And these were the four that I decided, keeping two of the original and adding two to the mix. But I, I have a ton of other stuff. But let's see how these do before we even start talking about what's next, if there right. even is a next. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, then this is Mikirita Black, um, the Papa Saka. Uh, it's uh, five and five eighths by forty eight. It's uh, it's what I happen to be smoking now. I've been pretty much just sucking these down like crazy. Um, it's it's just look, the Saka Khan is a great blend. Um, and in this format, you know, tweaked. It's even stronger. It's richer. It's uh, it's a better size for me uh, on a regular basis. I mean, these are, for me personally, I, I I found these quite addictive. I think they're going to be uh, I think they're going to be really well well received. Um, they're going to be a little bit too punchy for for most of the gen pop, but for the guys that smoke DTT and for you guys that smoke a ton of cigars, I I think this is something that's going to float your boat. Nice. nice. And then the Popetta, the Popetta is uh, same Popetta it's always been. Only difference is we're now putting it in a box, 25 count, putting a price tag on it, uh, making it available all the time. Um, Pulpetta was a byproduct of just two kind of things. Um, I couldn't give away enough in events as promo cigars to keep up with the amount of uh, table trimmings that we're generating from all the broadleaf blends that we're making. Um, you know, we, we got Miki Rita and Tricky Traka and Omagog, and now we're going to have Red Meat Lovers. Well, we've had Red Meat Lovers running now for what? Well over six, seven months of full-time production to prep for the launch. So uh, I just needed to make Pulpetta available all the time. My hope is that it's wildly successful because I really need it to be wildly successful or I'm going to find myself having to figure out what to do with the tobacco cost. Right. Because, uh, I mean, you know, it just, if I don't sell enough Pulpettas, it's going to end up basically creeping the price up on everything else. Um, but I try to price it as economically as possible. The problem is, even though it's made out of mixed fill, it's really super high quality mixed fill. It's got, you know, two long leaves in the, in the mixed fill. I mean, the construction technique is much different than a typical, you know, sandwich style cigar. And that's the reason why people like it. it, it literally, if I didn't tell people it was mixed, they would never know. And in fact, I mean, this is a technique that I had worked at at the previous factory and we had been able to get it to work in like a 44 ring. This one, I was able to get to work in a 48 with the changes that we've made. I could actually do this all the way up to like a 52, 54 ring gauge cigar. So, uh, so maybe, maybe that'll be the way, but the problem is it isn't really cheaper when you get into those sizes in Ombagog. It's, it's like maybe 50 cents retail. You know what I mean? And a Toro from a production point of view. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully these do well. Um, and it'll be really interesting too, to see, because one of those things, it's kind of going back to the red meat lovers too. You know, you're asking, do I have any apprehension? Look, red meat lovers has been wildly successful. It's maybe the single best selling exclusive of all time. It's definitely in the top three, right? Ongoing five consecutive years. Every year it grows tremendously. But what happens when you can buy it all the time? Oh. And it's not that annual, you know, buy it now or you don't get to buy it for a whole year. So right, it'd right. be interesting. It's the same thing with this. I mean, people rave about Popetta, but will they actually open their wallets and buy Popetta? I, I won't know that answer. I mean, I think the cigar is worthy of that. But, you know, consumers are really hard to figure out sometimes what they actually 
Because what they say they'll do and what they actually do <laughs> is very rarely the yeah, same yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's the way it kind of works. So, but we're going to start with just the one size of Popetta. And then this is like literally the worst cigar photo ever. A volcano I, erupting in the back is, is the worst cigar photo ever? No, no the erupting that. part is good. Okay. Okay, but that's all That's all just stupid filter screen <laughs> Photoshop magic. I'm talking about the cigar itself. That cigar looks like shit in that photo. No, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't your know. eyes yeah. drawn to the volcano. So yeah, I that's, like, that's good. Yeah, just don't look at the cigar. Cigar, cigar is actually, you know what? I think I have a picture of it. Do I, did I load it in here? Okay, maybe I didn't. Yeah, okay, I'll see. Anyways, so this is Krakatoa. Krakatoa has been kind of the bane of my existence. Um, I worked on this blend for over three years. I, I remember it was like three years ago. You were talking about releasing it. Yeah, look, pulled I, it back at the last I, minute. Yeah, I skipped the whole year, right? Because it wasn't ready. Yeah, and then I ended up like still not being ready another year, and that's why Bewitched ended up getting released. I repurposed the Al Shop Liga yep. to be Bewitched. Uh, which I'm glad I did because I really like that blend a lot. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, this one, this one took a really, really long time. And it's just, look, I wanted to make a really strong cigar, but I didn't want it to be biting. I wanted it to be strong, but also smooth. Uh, but I wanted when you retrohaled it for you to, you know, okay, yeah, this is really here. Yeah. You know I mean, <laughs> and uh, so, and it was, it was, it was hard. It was hard. Cause you know, it's, it's always a trade-off. You make things too strong and you lose all the flavor and all the nuance, right? Yeah, yeah. Just strong. Well, just making strong is relatively easy. You know what I mean? And you know, trying to make something that's strong and rich and got some character and some depth and some notes and isn't boring. It took a, it took a long time before I was happy with this one. And oddly enough, what put this one over the edge was... I used some Nicaraguan broadleaf in the filler. Um, we've been growing pilot crops of Nicaraguan broadleaf uh, wrapper now for, oh gosh, test crops now for like three years. And um, like, I'm sure a lot of manufacturers are going to release it. I'm sure going to make a lot of great cigars with it. Right now, I'm not going to be one of those guys. Um, it just isn't quite there for me yet. Um, but I found taking that wrapper um, and using it as a filler, the top leaves, it really added something to this blend that mm. for me, it made it really, really good. So even though I'm not ready to jump on the Nicaraguan Grand Broadleaf train yet, um, I was, I did actually incorporate it into the, into the tripper recipe on the uh, Krakatoa. And these are all pre-committed and they're going to end up landing in September, but we'll take orders for them at the trade show. Because like all Midwesters, it, it never dies until I decide I'm not going to make it anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, where am I? All right. Holiday Stillwell Star. Um, this is kind of an exercise in my failure. I was trying to make a, a Balkan style. That was my goal. I wanted to make a really strong holiday release, something that was very different than last year. They all sucked. I wasn't happy with any of it. It all just kind of, I don't know, it just kind of got lost in the mix. So I ended up basically, I kind of got put in the same position. Do I just cancel it? Cancel Christmas this year was kind of like, uh, or I had already made this blend a year, a year and a half ago of a different aromatic in Connecticut shade that's really quite good. 
So I figured, okay, guess what? This is now holiday 2023. What, what will be holiday 2024? Maybe I'll get the Balkan thing right. I don't know. But uh, it's, uh, I, think, I think that people that like last year's holiday are going to be really, really happy with this. Okay. Um, I think if you didn't like last year's holiday, you're going to be really disappointed in this. I mean, because it's kind of in the same genre. Different aromatic blend, different filler blend, obviously a totally different wrapper. So it tastes different, but it's in that same aromatic, you know, smells good, tastes good, all of that. You get that inherent sweetness. Now, this one doesn't have a sweet cap like last year's. Didn't have a sweet cap. So, I mean, the aromatic number one will be the only one that remains it. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then we have the, the cabinets. I mean, we got the Miki Rita Black cabinet. Now, see, that cigar looks good in that photo. Mm-hmm. It does, yep. Yeah. yeah, that one doesn't look like shit. And then we got the blue cabinet. That cigar looks eh. It's always hard to take pictures of Connecticut shade cigars. Yeah, that light, the light oh, wrapper. You really can really see all the... Yeah, it yeah. is... It, it really pain. is. And, and the thing is, the more you dick with it, trying to filter it and change it, mm-hmm. you, it's you, still you, like, the only good way to take pictures of Connecticut shade cigars is like in a bright, sunny day where you actually do it outside with the sun to your back. I've never been able to get studio lighting to work well enough. It, Connecticut's, I mean, when you start messing with the filters, you either mess the wrapper color or the band color up is what happened. Yeah, it's really tough. Well, you can, yeah. you can cut it all out, but it's a lot of work to do that, right? So, but, uh, but yeah, I, we put them in these really fancy 10 count wide, you know, piano finish coffins. It's, uh, it's really, it's, it's actually quite stunning. I think, um, I think everyone's going to ooh and all over them. And I think retailers are going to hate them because they're so damn big. Yeah. But I don't care because I'm not asking them to buy them. We're, yeah. we're giving, this is, uh, we, you know, we don't traditionally do discounts at the trade show. And uh, we're going to follow that again this year. But if you buy a certain amount, you're going to basically get the unicorn cabinets as part of your purchase um, is the way it's going to work. And, nice. Uh, That's nice. Yeah. And then, look, we're going to take orders for these. But I've been thinking about maybe making a seven count cabinet um, for actual future sales. It's, it's, in the, it's in the price sheets for the trade show in this format. I kind of want to see what retailers think of it. I know they're going to complain, but at the same time, it is really impressive when you see it. You know what yeah. I mean? So does impressive win out over practicality? It's kind of a, hmm, I don't know. Yeah. So, but, uh, so that's the unicorn cabinet. And then, so that's a picture of the three unicorns. I know you guys saw this crap on Facebook over the last few days anyways, because as I've been working on the photos. They look really nice. They really look sharp. Yeah. Well, of yeah. course. Look, I'm editing these photos. Let's not get ourselves. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. No, the cigars do look nice. They're good looking. Yeah, they, they do. They do. Yeah. It's a look. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a really good shape. I mean, it's. Uh, and I and I like both of these blends better from a construction point of view. They're not as difficult to construct as the original unicorn. They. I have less problems in the head region on these cigars. So I, I like that too better. I think that's the end of it. That's all my photos. Thought I had another photo of a better Krakatoa though. That Krakatoa sucked. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a better picture. Hold on a second. How do I bring that up? Uh, not that anyone cares. I care, damn it. One second. I gotta figure this out. 
share. Did you see that? Yeah. Yes. See, it looks better in that photo. The other one, it all looked all matte. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see it. Yep. This one actually shows some texture in the wrapper. You can see some of the oil. I mean, I'm zooming in a lot now, so it's going to get pretty pixelated. Yeah. But yeah, that, that looks a lot better. Yeah. yeah. Cigars are a pain in the ass to take photos of. I'm always impressed when I see some of the Very zoomers take. Yeah. I mean, So what do you think? You think I'm going to be broke at the end of the trade? You think anyone's going to buy this crap? Yeah, I think plenty of people buy stuff. I think I think they're going to buy this. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, you're giving away a Rolex and all this stuff. What's yeah. Going on? Now the Rolex. It, the way that ended up happening is, so I agreed to do the opening gal. Um, mm -hmm. Eric Espinoza. Um, basically, look, the opening gala costs a lot for one company to do, so decided to bifurcate the cow except quadricate the cow. There's like yeah. four of us. It's like Eric, it's me, it's Matt Booth and quality importers. Mm -hmm. So we're all like paying a quarter of the cost. And then uh, it was kind of like, okay, everybody should give something special other than just a normal cigar, some sort of extra discount or something. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't do discounts. So... I decided that what we would do is anybody that any of the retailers that come to the opening gala, um, we'll give them a sticker to put on the back of their buyer badge, mm -hmm. and that'll get them an extra raffle ticket for the watch. That's right. Oh, nice. But really, the watch really came because of the party, <laughs> but then it in. You know what I mean? I needed to figure yeah. out how to work it in. So right, right. It's right, kind yeah. of a, a last minute little perky perk thing, and and I don't know what the other companies are doing or if they're even doing anything. It was basically just left to everybody's own discretion if you wanted to do something that falls back onto the show floor you're you're welcome to do it because mm -hmm. originally it was like they wanted to try to come up with something where all four of us are going to do the same thing and you knew that wasn't going to happen right mm -hmm. hey, come on. right <laughs> right yeah so but that's basically what i did i basically giving retailers an extra piece of paper <laughs> that's 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 what i'm doing <laughs> But one of them's gonna want to watch, and it's a, it's a look. It's a nice, it's a brand new sub in a box, right. never worn. So it's a it's a nice watch. And if you don't want it, you can easily flip it for thirteen, fourteen thousand these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, I, I think I, I had to pay like fifteen two or fifteen five to get this one short notice. Yeah, that's not, that's not bad. That's not bad night at all. It's, are you? Uh, what cigar are you gonna hand out that night? We're gonna do red meat lovers. Okay. That's a good yeah, idea. regular red meat lovers ribeye. Um, like I think that that's the one that makes the most sense to me. Yep, yep. It's regular production. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's regular production. Look, I'm I'm going to be sold out of papasakas. I've never caught up with Saka Khan, so no uh, matter how many papasakas I make, I know that's going to be a problem. Um, uh, still well, look, you know, even though they're happy to sell still well, I I know that at least half the retailers don't want to put that kind of cigar in their mouth. Right. So that's not a, that's not a good one to share. Um, and Popetta just feels like I'm being cheap. <laughs> so, you know, and I don't, I don't have any Krakatoa to share, you know, yeah. I mean, those are all in cool rooms. Plus be honest with you. I, right. I don't have thousands of Krakatoa's just to hand out. Yeah. You know, 
because it's a limited kind of production item too, being in Muester. So Red Meat Lovers was the logical one. And I actually think it's going to be a cigar that, like I know for the really heavy DTT accounts, they're going to be really into all the other stuff. But I think for most retailers, I think Red Meat Lovers is probably the one that they're going to look at and go, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like I said, did very well. They're good cigars. Yeah, well, uh, people will be very happy. To buy something new that has a five-year track record and just thousands of positive reviews, right? Yeah. 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 And has been promoted by one of the largest retailers in the country. You know what I mean? Who now doesn't have a competitive advantage in selling it any longer, mm -hmm. right? So I mean, he he basically, you know, he ends up basically becoming he's on even par with everybody else. Yeah. So I, to me, it's a no-brainer, kind of a slam dunk. But again, I can't tell you what consumers are going to do. I can never tell you what sort of crazy decisions retailers are going to make. Yeah. You, you, you never know. But I think that, the, look, I know the cigar is great. I know that I think the presentation is really good. I think it's unique that it stands out. I think it fits the product. I, I think there's a lot of positives about it. Um, you know, but we'll see what happens. Who knows? Nice. No, good job, Steve. That was a good job. You have, a, like I said, um, I think you have something for everybody. I think there's some, like, you know, diff you have everything from Pulpetter up to Unicorns. I mean, that's a very solid lineup. Yeah. We'll go from a $7 cigar to a $100 cigar. That Pulpetter box for a mixed filler cigar is pretty nice. You know what's funny about that is everyone keeps commenting on that box. I made that box as economical as I possibly could. You could have put it in a brown cabinet box, though. I mean, yeah, but I mean, honestly, I think this is cheaper. Okay. Uh, okay. To actually make. I mean, it look, it look, it's a very nice presentation in there. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I think it's just a question of just good design decisions. Yeah. Good, good use of a color of blue. Good use of a. I mean, I don't know. I've never seen many people use a, a, a cold foil screen before. You know, most of them just use a, a gold. That's one of the reasons why it pops like that, because that's actually cold foil. Right. What that is. Right. So it's actually a, it's actually not a screen itself. It's actually applied with a cliche. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting technique. Um, so I, I think uh, but really I, I tried to keep the cost down. You know, because I didn't want I didn't want pulpettas to become nine dollar cigars because I ended up spending, you know, 12 bucks, 13 bucks on a box. And, right. Right. You know, and the sad part is, you know, look, you used to be able to get inexpensive wooden boxes, three to four dollars. Uh, the cheap ass box now is seven bucks. Mm. That's where we're at. Right. And the reality is this is a cheap ass box that costs seven dollars that just made really smart decisions, you know. Like the fact that it's painted, the reason we painted it was so that they could use the wood that isn't quite as attractive, yeah. right? Because you don't have to worry about seeing the grain. Right, the right. Yeah, I didn't think right? of that. Yeah. It's, uh, we, we kept the sizes in a certain way so that they could use the scrap lumber that comes from them producing another factory's boxes, right? <laughs> so yeah. that's really what was part of determining whether it was going to have 20 or 30 or 25 in it. I was saying, okay, well, how much are you generating of this particular waste cut for making all of these thousands of boxes for this factory? Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Let's do this. You know what I mean? So I tried to, I tried to be intelligent about it 
and to try to keep the price down. Um, so, you know, look, I, I don't make any money on boxes. They're just a cost center for me. Uh, and I think that's true with almost everybody. Um, look, in certain times, look, I spent for as cheap as I went on the Pulpetta box, I way overspent on the unicorn cabinets, right? Right, right. right. <laughs> it's, you know, but, but they're two different beasts, right? I'm going to, how many unicorns am I going to even sell, right? And it's meant to be a, a special presentation, this. And what I'm hoping is I'm hoping that Popetta turns out to be a real nice mover because I need it to solve my tobacco problem. So making a more elaborate box that drives the cigar up 50 cent more wholesale ends up equating to another dollar at the retail register for the consumer. So, you know, just, just try to make smart choices where I could. I mean, I spent too much on the, on the, on the, on the, on the red meat lover box, mm. but I wanted to give it something special. You know what I mean? I was going to be forced to put it in a box anyways. And, uh, and like we had a lot of trouble. I wanted it to be a heavy box with a lot of problems with warping. It's the reason why it has that kind of cutting block looking top or top. It's because we actually had to do that to prevent that wood from warping by having all those separate pieces. You know what I mean? It ends up basically the tensile natural tend to warp. They all kind of work against one another to keep them all flat. I hope. Let's see. Nine months from now, I may end up with a ton of warp box lids, but uh, <laughs> I, I think it's going to work out fine. And again, also doing that, even though it's a lot more work to glue all those pieces together and to plane them, you're able to use cuts from other boxes. Yeah. Using those strips rather than saying, "Oh, I need a a, a full, you know." eight by 10 piece of flat hardwood. You know what I mean? It's uh, so, you know, you, you, you try to make smart decisions where you can, or you say, Oh, fuck it. And you make unicorn cabinets and you're like, okay, that's what it is. You <laughs> yeah, know what yeah. I mean? But I don't think anyone is, uh, if anybody's concerned, if anyone's concerned that unicorns cost $96 instead of a hundred dollars, <laughs> because I spent too much on the box. Oh, woe is me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. So it's kind of one of those things where it's kind of irrelevant, but it makes a difference on a $7 cigar. Right. It really does. Full sleeves. Oh, archive series. What, what, what's happening with the archive series? I think I'm going to skip it this year. I mean, I, I guess so much going into the trade show, right? Right. I mean, I already have too much for the retailers, I think. So now I'm going to ask them about archive series also. So maybe, uh, and look, things get really squirrely next year with the trade show being in March, right? So yeah. it kind of changes the schedule as far as things go. I mean, because... I'm like already working on next year's releases. Sure. I mean, before this is, I mean, like I'm already working on the packaging. I mean, I'm always working on the cigars, but the fact that I'm already working on the packaging, you know, you know, months before this trade show to make it to the next trade show. So I, I think that, and I have another thing I want to do in January, but I don't want to announce it because I'm not sure I'm going to be able to squeeze it in. So I just want to see if I can do it 
and I'm not really worried about reselling it um, because I'm happy to just say, okay, I'm going to make a thousand or 2000 and when they're gone, they're gone. It's fine because there's no history for it. You know, whereas like, you know, Moesters or something retailers rely on retailers, you know, they did really well with holiday last year. So it's kind of one of those things where I really kind of need to get a gauge as to how many people kind of want. You know, because the goal was never to, I don't want to artificially limit anything. The only thing that we artificially limit, we don't even artificially do it, we just do it, is unicorns. Everything else, I wish there were more Sober Mesa Brulee Blues. I wish there were more Brulee Toros right now. I wish I had more Sing Compromiso number fives. I wish I'd stop running out of Umbaga Gordo Gordos. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I have a, a bunch of skews like that, Unstolen Valor. But the goal is not to be running out. The goal is to have it in my warehouse so that when some retailer gives us an order, we can take their money. That That is the goal, right? So, you know, when it comes to certain things, it's hard because you just never know how much of anything to make. Um, and look, it's the same with red meat lovers. I've made a lot of red meat lovers. If this turns out to be a tanker of a product, I'm, I'm pretty screwed. You know what I mean? I really am. I, right. You know, it's, it's by far the most cigars we've ever made for an initial launch. Wow. But the company is 10 times bigger than it was, you know, back in year one. No, it's not even 10 times bigger. It's like 30 times bigger than year one, but 10 times bigger than year two. All right. So, I mean, I, I know I need to make more, but it, there's, a, there's, a, there's a certain element of risk in that. Um. You know, so, uh, but uh, I was actually hoping to ship red meat lovers like in July, but it just did not make the container. Whereas the, there's still, the box maker is still, he hasn't delivered everything. So, so red meat lovers will most likely be shipped to the retailers in mm, early August. Steve, do you worry you're a little too broadleaf heavy? You have like five blends. I guess you got the unicorn, maybe six. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's not like I don't have a lot of other stuff too, though. No, that's true. I mean, that's true. I think, I think, I think, I think the reason why people perceive me as being broadleaf heavy is because they just simply can't make enough broadleaf cigars because they can't get the material. Right. And I've been very proactive and spending a lot of money over the years to accumulate good broadleaf when it's available. Yep. And I mean, it doesn't mean that I won't run out. I mean, there's obviously a finite limit on everything, mm -hmm. but I mean, I think I've been, I may be like one of the very few companies that's been able to consistently supply broadleaf. Oh, very true. And not only am I supplying broadleaf cigars, I think the quality of the broadleaf is right top tier with any other broadleaf cigar in the marketplace. And I think it's a hell of a lot better than most of the broadleaf that's even out there. Yeah. But that's just, that's just from planning, you know, planning and being willing to, I, I just don't look at good tobacco as a risk. I mean, good tobacco just doesn't lose its value. If you're buying the right stuff and you're buying it at the right price, even if it's expensive, if it, if it justifies the cost, and you don't treat it like shit and you don't, you know, if you, you, you give it the TLC that it needs, 
it becomes more valuable. There's never a time that if tomorrow I decided, okay, I'm going to shut Dunbarton down. What am I going to do with these two containers worth of broadleaf? <laughs> There's at least six or seven factories that would say, please sell it to me. Yeah. And they would be happy to pay me two to $4 more a pound than what I paid for it. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I think the only way I'm worried about being broadleaf heavy is how much do I cut into like, this is a question with red meat lovers. Does it cut into my Mike Rita sales? Yeah. Right. Cause Mike Rita has been doing really, really well. It's consistently growing. Um, yeah, maybe it does. It's part of the reason why other than the beef stick, you notice I made all the red meat lovers prensados. Yeah. Okay. To provide some sort of separation of church and state, because even though the blend is different than Mike Rita, it's right there, right? I mean, I mean, it's that same medium full, earthy, chocolatey coffee. It's a prototypical Saka style broadleaf liga, is what it is. You know what I mean? So yeah. I can see the consumer. If you, look, if you like if you like Mike Rita's, you're gonna like Red Meat Lovers. If you like Red Meat Lovers, you're gonna like Mike Rita. You're gonna probably like Umbagog too, right? So yeah. I mean, so I, I mean that's a concern. But then you also have to ask yourself, does red meat lovers appeal to a different consumer? It's less fussy. Um, people don't have a problem pronouncing red meat lovers. I mean, people, right. people struggle with Mike Rita all the time, right? Um, I mean, it's better now than in the beginning. But come on, people still, I still run into people that it's patrons and, you know, and and all sorts of crazy things, right? They can't pronounce, can't pronounce half the brands that have been around for, you know, decades upon decades. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's an interesting question. But in the end, if consumers prefer red meat lovers over me, Rita, then guess what? I'll make more red meat lovers. That's kind of my job. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's what I'm supposed to do. Um, but I think that's, I'm hoping it's an ad overall. That's what I'm hoping. That's nice. No, it's good. That's good. I, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, because there are different, they're all different expressions too. I, I, and then my question was actually because I was wondering if you were worried about cutting into some of the other sales. That's why I, I asked that. Yeah. Look, of course, you're always worried about that. Yeah. Yeah. Every, and honestly, I don't know that I would be releasing Red Meat Lovers nationwide this year if it wasn't for the fact that. But I don't own the brand Red Meat Lovers. Abe never owned the brand Red Meat Lovers. That's that's the property of Evan Darnell. Right. He's the one that runs and operates and owns the Red Meat Lovers Club. Um, I mean, this is a cigar blend that started off as making a few cigars for a charity dinner at one of his beefsteak events that then turned into, oh, can we make enough for a for a big cigar dinner, which then turned into, can you make some for the store? And which then turned into this gnat. I mean, this was never any grand master plan right it's just something that just kept happening and every year it got bigger and it got to the point where evan decided that he wanted to have a cigar go nationwide and i mean look it's his brand i mean he could take it to any other factory and at first i told him no i just didn't have the capacity to do it and then he started shopping it around and he got a couple bites and then i kind of like well fuck (laughs) i really gonna let somebody else make this when I've been making it for five years, you know what I mean? I mean, I was his first choice, 
which is smart thing, right? Because here's the thing with it. Even if you got another company to make it, it's a, a really well-respected company that could make a, let's say they made a better cigar. You know how consumers would receive it. They would say it isn't as good. It's just human nature, right? It's new Coke, old Coke. It just does not matter. Right, right. It was, old it Coke was actually better than new Coke. But, but, but either way, you know what I mean? It's just the way we think as humans. So then you're going to end up with all these negatives of people saying, well, the old one was so much better when it used to be made by XYZ. And now this, you know what I mean? So this is in everybody's best interest. But I would have been happy just making it every year as an exclusive. It was an, it was an easy peasy project. Abe took pre-orders in the spring. I knew exactly how many cigars to make. No waste, no risk. You know what I mean? Now it's now it's going to be a nationwide brand. It now comes with all the trials and tribulations and costs associated with you know distributing it nationwide to hundreds of accounts. So it's a it's a much different animal to do this than what we were doing before. The only the only thing that isn't different is the cigar part. Just simply have to make more of them. You guys are pretty tired, aren't you? Ready, oh, no. You ready to call it a night? You're not going to hurt my feelings. <laughs> you could talk. No, no. <laughs> Anytime you want to go. Where, where's your viewer? Are we down to under 10 yet? No. No? No, we're not. So we're at 11. We're, we're, we're at 33 a couple minutes ago. Really? 33? Yeah. It, looked, it looks like it's shot down a second. Now it's 28, but it was 33 right. a second ago. Right, 29. It. Now it's 29. <laughs> It's good. That's 28. Yeah. It's like, no, it's a, it's good. No. Um, so you're excited about the show. Um, yeah, excited about your, good show. Yep. You're excited about the releases. Um, yeah, releases don't suck. No, the releases don't suck. You're, you're, you're happy with the show as a whole. Um, yeah, look, can except I for the date and complain and all that? Yeah. Of course, I mean, well, yeah. of course I want to, I will. Yeah. But I mean, overall, look, I think the show has slowly been improving. I do too. Low point. Um, the question is, how do we get more retailers to attend? And I know that, you know, part of their philosophy are all these PCA exclusives. I'm not buying into it personally. I think it's just one of these things that, I don't know. It's kind of like the TAA exclusives. Uh, we, we too agree. many of them and... Not enough of them, in my opinion, are really yeah. amount to much. And I'm not saying that's going to be the case of all the PCA releases, but I I know it's hard to do. But if I were the organization, I would curate them. I'm okay? completely yeah. And if you're not going to curate them, then do a random do a random drawing. You know, pick four companies that want to do it every year, and then basically the two best selling ones get a, a pass into the next year. And two new names come out of the hat or something. I, yeah. These are just spitbally ideas. But I think going to a trade show with 30 different PCA exclusives is not going to really. I, I don't know. Maybe they, I'm wrong. No, retailers, they, retailers can answer this question better than me because I'm just talking out my ass because I haven't made a PCA exclusive. But I kind of, in a weird way, I do, right? You can't get these unicorns in the first run if you're not at the PCA. Right. They'll be gone. Okay, uh, people that write the orders for Mickey Rita Black during the trade show, they're gonna suck up all the first drop and probably the second drop and probably the third drop, 
right? So, I mean, there's definitely advantages to going to the trade show. So even though we don't call it a PCA exclusive, there's definitely a benefit to going, you know, even with just our little company. I'm confused what they're doing with the PCA exclusives this year, because in previous years, they've kind of, they've kind of promoted and used, I mean, I'll use the word curated saying these are, these are the ones that are PCA exclusives that are being promoted by the PCA. But then there's this other group of PCA exclusives that there's nothing to stop any company from like what you're doing is, Hey, you have to come to trade show to my booth, get this show, but they're not kind of being, they're not kind of part of the PCA exclusive series this year. It's completely muddled. Like I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't delineate like what, which ones are kind of being blessed by the PCA and which ones aren't. So um, I've seen two PCA exclusives that have um, intrigued me this year. And that's about it. You can hear you allowed to say which one? I'll say them. Yeah, the one I think Christian Aroas is pretty intriguing. What he's doing, okay. Um, he's doing a Connecticut blend. He's using some South American tobacco from a farm he's got. It, it looked like a nice presentation. Okay. Uh, the other one was was La Polina's. I really the 1948. Uh, I really enjoyed the. I just love the packaging they did on that. It kind of got back to the old La Polina style. They're doing the blend blend through Oliva, so I'm kind of intrigued by that as well. Those are the two that kind of caught my attention this year. What about you, Aaron? Anything? See, I'm I'm completely oblivious. I'm in my own little yeah. Yeah the uh, the row one has, is probably the one that I'm looking most forward to. Yeah. Um, outside of that, uh, I'm not super excited about anything. I don't think. Yeah, but you're you're like me. You're a jaded fuck. You don't. Yep. Like it. But the, but the others, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, the others, I'm, I'm not. You know, like, like I don't need, you know, and they, they, we've kind of talked about this a lot. These need to be announced 90 days in advance, 120 days in advance, not, so not a week before. Not you know, it's, what's so pathetic is we all know the date, and no matter how much you plan and how much <laughs> you try to get things done in advance, it's just, shit just constantly goes to the bitter, bitter end every single time i mean i really thought that i was more prepared for this trade show than i've ever been for i've been more prepared for everything being released this year than i've ever been before and yet here i am last minute scrambling around like an idiot i mean it's just it's insanity just everything is a problem i mean you would but you announced those cigars steve well in advance this year like the unicorns people knew those unicorns were coming back in april right you or early May, maybe. Oh yeah, because I unlike you, I'm not teaser free. No, it was so at least like yeah. we. You were one of the first companies this year to announce what they were releasing at the show. Yeah, I like to do a laundry list of everything. Sometime early in the year, I kind of like to do a list of everything I intend on releasing. Yeah, for the year, so that way I can give the the people that like the consumers more than the retailers. Yeah. Just kind of like, okay, yeah. this is something I'm going to set some money for side for. Okay, I'm going to skip that one. All right, I already had that one. Oh, I like that one so much. I got to get another one of those this year. Uh, you know what I mean? So I, I kind of like to provide some sort of like roadmap for the hard. Because, I mean, look, even as a company, we're, we're growing. We're getting a lot of, we're getting less and less geek consumers as we grow. And that's particularly because of brands like Brulee. And uh, Nombagog and uh, and Stillwell. So, I mean, we're definitely reaching more just regular, typical cigar smokers. But the hardcore DTT people, yeah, they, uh, they, you know, they. I think it's hard to say you're going to buy everything. 
there's just too much of it. You know what I mean? So I, I like to give a roadmap to let them go, okay, this is what I need to plan for. This is what I want to set aside for. Because in the end, it's going to sell regardless, I think. At least so far it has. Um, so, but I, I, it just, it also, by saying it out loud, it kind of forces me to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you don't say it out loud, it's very easy to go, oh, well, I'm going to push that off. There's no like pressure. I mean, I wish I had the guts to say I'm going to lose a hundred pounds out loud, but you never see me write that, do you? Right. I mean, <laughs> so, I mean, so, so, you know, by, by saying it out loud and saying it so publicly so many times, the other thing too is I like to, I know you consider it teasing, but I actually get excited you know, I'm working on these projects and, oh, we got this and we got that. And this came from the band maker. Like, I'm probably going to post a picture tomorrow of the screws that we're going to use in the in the cutter. Right. Because we ended up uh, straw flaming all the screws to this really cool kind of bronze color, you know. And I mean, it's kind of stupid, right? It's a pile of screws that look <laughs> gold. OK, but I'm actually excited because I know how how neat that is to have, you know, custom blued but these aren't they aren't heated to the temperature to go blue they're heated to a temperature to go bronzy gold you know i mean that's a cool thing i saw i like sharing that kind of stuff but that's not that's not really teasing like teasing to me is like someone saying and one company did this this year they started teasing this release right and and they i'm not going to say the company and then it turned out to be a torpedo line extension of something and, and just like a slightly different packaging i'm like what that why 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 do that you know it's like that you're just you're just letting people down with that so are maybe i'm wrong but it feels like there's a lot of new stuff this year i thought what last year there was a lot it feels to me like just watching half wheel is like literally like watching a ticker yeah like i mean it's like literally every page is like three every day is like three pages deep i mean i, I see like today you sent like 42 like emails coop I'm gonna have to put you on my block list for God's sake. Like, we had a lot. To, we had a lot. Everyone went like, like every 15 minutes. Cigar coop. Cigar coop. Cigar coop. <laughs> boom. 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 <laughs> no, it was. It was. It was nuts today. Uh, no, it was crazy. It yeah. was very crazy today. Um, but a lot of the stuff. There's not a lot of new. When I say new lines coming out. A lot of it is, and, and even Steven. Feels like there's a lot of new brands. A lot, there's a lot of line extensions. There's a lot of brand extensions this year. Yeah, okay. there's not a lot of new brand. There's not a lot of new. It's it seems like it's there's, there's a lot of that this year. Uh, I I call it the year of the line extension this year. Okay. I mean, even I could argue, Steve. What's the one new, completely new blend that you have in there this year? Completely new, completely new blend, right? Because uh, a lot of yours is extension. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. This is, uh, yeah. I mean, it's moving stuff from an exclusive, moving stuff from an event only. Right. Uh, I, mean, I mean, maybe still a star is always Krakatoa is a hundred percent completely fresh. Yeah, it's a Moester de Saka brand extension, but it's know? in the Moester de Saka. Yeah, but it's kind of weird because every Moester de Saka is a totally different blend. Yeah. Yep. So it's not like a traditional line yeah. extension where, you know what I mean. So it's a little bit. Of, I, your point is taken well. I, yeah, I yeah. And I, I'm, not, I'm not now. Part of that is, you know, at the same time, I have to say I don't want people throwing stuff at the wall either. So, because I'll complain if someone's coming out with something, they're throwing it at the wall. I don't think you threw anything at the wall this year. 
Um, it's a lot of companies I don't think that doing stuff at the wall. Yeah. So, um, that's, that's, but that's normal for our business to yeah. people, people throw stuff at the wall. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you a country I'm interested in. I'm interested in that that whole Hoot and Young thing. I, I, I am. Know, I am. I, I am. I, I'm going, we're going to see them this year. Look, we have an appointment with them. Obviously, I, I it's not. And no offense to Hoot and the company or anything. I, I'm not expecting tobacco and cigar genius anywhere, but I think it's a. I think it's a. It's an interesting proposition. You know what I mean? It's a. It's a. It's. It's something that I could see having potential. Yeah. You know. So I'm. I'm, I'm interested in that. Um. I'm interested in Nicholas's Night Commander because uh, all I've seen is photos. That cheap fuck wouldn't give me a sample. Um, <laughs> actually, that's not true. He didn't have any. But uh, so, but uh, I'm interested in that. Um, what else am I really? And here's the funny part: as much as I see them scrolling by, I'm not really reading them. Yeah, I'm like everybody else. If it leads, if it le- leads, it leads. So like. I got to click into the $300 Oliva, right? I, I right. got to click into that one. I got to read that. I, I have to click into the $10 million, you know, else ashtray. ashtray. I, I'm sorry. I got to do it. You you know gotta, what I mean? and, and you know what's interesting, Steve? He, when he did the lighters last year, right? He did that. And he was very honest when we had him on KMA. He said, I did them. I put them together to get people to the booth. He didn't, he, he actually got some buyers, he said. But he said his plan was to basically deassemble those those lighters when he was done because the jewels were worth money. Right. So so that and he's doing the same thing with the ashtrays. Yeah, I, I think if he doesn't sell the ashtrays, he's still going to get people to look at those into his booths is what he's well, doing. It, it's not it, a, it's it's not bad marketing. I'm looking at it. Dude, you're talking to the guy who's giving away a watch. Um, right. You're giving away. I got, a watch. I, got, I got I got no stones to throw here. OK, <laughs> so I mean, we, you, you know what else we have? We painted the Saka Squatch gold this year. Oh. Okay, so it's a solid gold. Well, it's a solid gold painted Saka Squatch. It's a it's the paint is solid for about two <laughs> millimeters. Gold plated Saka. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, look, it's noisy. As far as I'm concerned, anything that catches retailers' interest, something that makes them stop by the booth and look, whether it be because they want to ooh and ah. Or whether they want to say how stupid something is, is a good thing, right? You're, you're trying to attract attention. So I can't fault anyone. Now, you know, to me, yeah, $10 million ashtray. You know, but it, it, I like the $10 million ashtray because it makes my stone ashtray seem very <laughs> like it makes my makes my crystal ashtray so cheap. You know what I mean? So now I'm like, oh, okay, great. Yeah. My okay. unicorns have become cheap now. I, I'm making a value product now. You know, everybody. Yeah, you know. yeah. Leave us, leave us this three times the price of yours. So uh, I'm just trying to think of what the next color I'm going to pick. I think I'm going to go like Nikkei Rita yellow. Yeah, let's see if anyone copies yellow. You know, <laughs> the only person I could see. Oh wait, Nikkei Rita mauve because it kind of the alliteration. Yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. Pur- I was thinking purple. I was thinking of purple. I always, I always like that jewel tone of purple. I'm surprised more people don't use it. I mean, I, I was, I was you know, surprised you know, too. Casey yeah. Newman has used it for years. Is that on their Julius Caesar? Which one's the one that has the purple? It's not Diamond Crown. Diamond the Crown. Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar. It has purple and that like light blue. Yeah. To it, but there's also uh, the black diamond uh, has some purple in it too, right, Coop? Yeah, yeah. The black diamond. The black diamond has uh, some purple in it, but it's more. It was on the old one. 
because they made the new ones more black now. Yeah. But the old ones had this like purplish blue, almost like crystal. Yeah, but Julius Caesar definitely has purple. On. Julius Caesar definitely has purple on it. Um, I'm actually surprised that color didn't take off. I mean, so it's a good, it's a good color. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing. I'm seeing a lot of green. A lot of companies are going green color this year. Yeah. Look, I have green. Yeah. Got green in the Mickey Rita. I mean, I made those bands a couple of years ago, but that's what I use for the for the to denote the blend on Potapero. The Potapero, yeah, is the green. Um, you know, I I have another brand that I'm working on for uh, uh, release for a for a retailer um, that I think I'm gonna go with kind of a dark green on. It just fits the brand, uh, but I'm I'm still working on the blend. So I'm not, I'm not hundred percent there yet, you know, but, uh, yeah, but the, in the end, there's only so many crayons in the box. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and when you get right down to it, it all comes down to eight to 10 basic colors. And then it's just variations from there. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, I mean, I think I'm going to have, I think Wagashi this year, when I dropped the brulee blue Wagashi, I think that that's no, I think someone's used kind of that green hue before. I think it's very similar to what Nova used one year mm-hmm. and they may still use. Yeah. It's, it's a, a minty tea kind of green. Yeah. Um, the reality is it's impossible to, it's hard enough to come up with a name that doesn't step on another name. There's no way you're not going to step on a collar. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just physically impossible to to not do that. So, yeah. I think that uh, what's the floor got coming out this year? I know Carney uh, didn't make the show tonight, but do they have I think new? I think it's the uh, the LG series, the Lito Gomez 2015 release. They call it. Okay, I'm pretty sure that that's what they're dropping. And is there going to be another Placencia Alma? Yes, introduced this year. Not an Alma, uh, a Coserca. Okay. Yeah, I know there's a new Coseca coming out, and I think they have an extension off the uh, the Placencia Claro as well. But I know there's a new Coseca coming out. They w- I was there on Monday. Uh, it's the 151, but they're not talking more about what it is. They wouldn't talk more about it with me. And what's the over and under on the Padron Fuente collab? Will there so, actually be cigars at the so trade show? I, I believe Will they actually that, take orders for them this year? I believe there's an area they have set up for it when I looked at the trade show floor. I think so, it's just a storage closet. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> I, I do. I, I have a bet with Abe on this that it's coming out before the end of the year. So I, I bet it was coming out before the end of the oh, year. Oh, is that a is that a dollar bet? It's like a now it's like gone up to five dollars. Yeah, but it's oh, like, really inflation. Yeah, but exactly. <laughs> but yeah, but but so you know. They were saying Father's Day, and I never thought they would make the Father's Day date, but I think they're going to make it before the holiday. That's what okay. my feeling is. So, um, Did they ever we'll even see. release how what the quantity on that's going to be? No. They have not. <laughs> I mean, there's anything less than what? At least like 10,000 shippable whatevers is going to be a really hard thing to deal with. Exactly. With the customer base that those two companies have? No, Exactly. I mean, I, I just don't even even ten thousand wouldn't be enough. Yeah, no, that's a that's uh, yeah, but I I think it will come out this year. I think both companies want to like get this out. So I'm not sure what the delay was this time, but I never thought they were gonna make the Father's Day like by Easter. I felt they weren't making the Father's Day date. 
So I, I kind of have this sense it's going to be like an October, November release. So when do you think Davidoff announces they're coming back to the trade show? I don't know. Um, I, I, I firmly believe if they come back, it might just be with Avo and Camacho. And to do that dip the toe in the water stuff like Altidus is doing. And- yeah. Yeah. Altidus of all the companies is actually coming back. Like they just have a smaller booth, but they're coming back. Um, they're, the stuff that they're releasing was stuff they've had. Isn't it primarily at. an aging room kind of presentation? I, I know they'll have other stuff. Oh, uh, the big thing is the Monte Cristo 1935 Diamante. And oh, then okay. probably so that's, real, that's real altitist then. Yeah. And an aging room, they got their cigar. It's already out. It came out like this month. So they'll, they'll highlight that, you know, it, it, like I look on coop, anything that comes after June 1st is a show release as far as I'm concerned, because you're going to be trying, unless it's a one and done, you're going to be trying to sell that at the show. So. Right. And a lot of stores probably haven't brought it in yet. So, so yeah, they, but I think all to this is um, they had all, they had their stuff planned already and they just moved some stuff to the trade show. So um, I think it's, I think it's big that they're both back this year. Uh, I think it's going to be a big difference. Um, Look, Drew's back to a degree there. I mean, Hoya is going to be at the trade show. Hoya is going to be back. Yeah. Um, they haven't announced a lot yet, Hoya, but I think they have some stuff. They're going to be, uh, they have them. some stuff. I, yeah, I know they have stuff. But, I think they're uh, bringing it in their suitcases, though. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. But I don't. I like I said I don't know if Davidoff will be back in March. So I think if anything, maybe twenty twenty five. Yeah, for New Orleans. I, was, I just like being right, and I predicted that three of the four would be back. <laughs> so yeah, you got four are back. I, I I didn't predict how many would be back, but I thought it would be a th- uh, three years before they came back. So uh, at least one. So two should have been a certain blogger. He was adamant that I was wrong. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't want to name names, but it starts with a C and as an M, you know? So, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, look, I don't know how they can't come back. They can't let, they can't let people like me keep gaining market share. Yeah. And, you know, look, it's, I mean, we're back to the, we're back to the fixed pie scenario. The COVID boom is long gone. Yeah. Okay. Everybody's scrapping. Only so many units are going to be bought, and only so many units are going to be smoked. And if if I'm still experiencing, you know, high double digit growth, then that's coming from somebody. And there's a few other companies that are that are experiencing really solid growth, and that's coming out of someone's hide. And almost always, it comes out of the bigger players' hide, because the little players don't make, you know, the guy that makes. 200 boxes of this and 200 boxes of that, you know, it doesn't, doesn't really affect the, the grand right. of things. Right. So I, I think that's uh, I'm glad they're coming back though. It's, it's, I, I am too. I think it, I think it is good. Yeah. It's, it's good for the trade show. And I guess what Rome is coming back this year. Rome is coming yeah. back. Yep. They're going to have a booth. Uh, some of the companies, they uh, make cigars and distribute are going to be in that one. Right. I, I know Mike is going to be there. Yep. His stuff. Yep, he uh, he was on last week, and yep. So what, what else has caught your eye that you're like, okay, I can't wait to try that? Not a lot. <laughs> like I said, I, I was intrigued. I think Christoph's got a couple of Nicaraguan Puros we heard tonight. I was pretty intrigued by that. Um, Perdomo's got the 30th. They've confirmed that. Um, okay. Both of those we haven't seen the packaging for yet. 
So when I look at when I put my top five list together, I have to see the packaging before I make that determination. I can't just hear about a cigar. If I don't see the packaging, I can't like make a determination. Oh, come on, Valente Padron, you can put that in your top five without seeing the package, right? If it, uh, if, it if it isn't vaporware, it shows. Yeah, Jay, Jay Davis they, says there's a thousand boxes. Jay Davis says that he probably bought half of them. Right now. A thousand boxes is nothing, nothing. Yeah, how's that going to work out? Not well, probably. No, I mean, you think about that. I mean, like a thousand retailers may get one box, right? Yeah. Well, you had to buy it, but they have to be at the. I heard you had to attend the show to get it. And I think they're going to track if you were at the show. Kind of what they did with um, when they did um, the rare pinks, even though they released it during COVID, they only allocated it to people who are at the show the year before. Got it. I mean, we're not intentionally doing that with these unicorn cabinets, but I just know they're all going to be gone at the show. Yeah. yeah. Like what I what I try to do, Steve, is I try to look at a regular production line that I think is going to be the next big hit for the next four or five years. And when I start looking at that as my criteria, it's a small list of cigars. Yeah. But so when you really it, get it, down to it. I mean, I mean, what really survives four or five years to begin with? There's so few brands that actually make that four or five year kind of trajectory it, it's t- it's a small list yeah every it, it, yeah. It's, it's smaller this year i mean nicholas has his sumatra line coming out so i think i'm, right. I'm definitely intrigued with that i think that's gonna get a lot of attention so um and that's a regular production line what does espinoza have coming out mostly limiteds okay yeah so there's like a new guy fieri limited you no know, he has some sort of like uh price fix i think it's called or Right, yeah, like, it's a sampler. sampler. It's a sampler, and it's a sampler. It's in a Figurato size. Um, yeah, they're like three different blends of three perfectos in each of the blend, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah. So it's a uh, it's a small perfecto kind of, and they they did that size. They've done that size before with the Warhead, so they they've had that, but it's mostly limited. Don't they, they have, have a special? They're gonna have another one of their. Uh, and I'm sorry, Eric. Bosses Prometheus. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, that's a limited. Yeah, but that's a limited. Yeah, but they do have a new blend coming out with that. That's an annual release for them, right? Yeah. Right, right. And then they're adding a, a Warhead, I think. Yeah, yeah that's already nine. out. That's out, that's, yeah. Oh, it's already out. Okay. That's a, uh, yeah. That's already been out. So they have a like they have a lot of lim- I don't think right now, I think what they're doing, they came out with their core line with Guy Fieri earlier in the year, the Connecticut. So, you know, they had it, they 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 decided to do it earlier in the year. So, um, Crown Head said they have something they're gonna announce a new regular release, but they haven't announced it yet. Um, Imagine they're gonna get a new Oz, yeah. There's a yeah, there's a limited, um, they have coming out with that though. Uh, you know, Luciano's got that cigar with the Turkish tobacco. I'm always hesitant to kind of like say something with weird tobacco is gonna be like the big hit cigar, though. It typically isn't, no, very it gets attention at the show. Like and I can still will start. I think it was so, a good example. Of it got to get attention at the show. Don't ultimately end up panning out. You guys know that. Yeah, yeah. we we, I mean, we see that a lot, and it's some surprise cigar that kind of takes off. I mean, I mean, as much as we talk about El Septimo, and I know he's getting a wider portfolio of, of retailers, I don't. None of those seem to have caught caught yet, right? No, I, I, he hasn't. Like they haven't had a cigar. That I would say is, um, you know, taking the market by storm. Like, hey, I got to smoke this blend. 
Um, I don't think things about the McAuliffe black, the McAuliffe black was a very good cigar. Um, I smoked it. I was very impressed with that cigar. I think it's the best cigar they've done. Oh, good for them. They they did. They did. I think they really worked on that blend. Um, and I, and I've talked, I've been talking to Dan Thompson a lot over the past year on it. And he, you know, so I know they put a lot of effort into it and the product, it was very good. I, I was, and they did, but they pre-released it the months before to try to get momentum going into the show. So it's kind of already in commerce. That's not a bad strategy. It's not a, I think for them, they needed to do that strategy. Yeah. I think, I think for them, it wasn't enough saying we're going to have a cigar at the show come to our booze. I think they needed to get some momentum beforehand. So I think that was the right move to do. Not every company can do that, you know? Yeah. So, well, not any company can just go to the trade show and just say, Hey, we got this come to our booze kind of a deal. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, like I said, it's a very, like I said, some of the cigars I'm really intrigued by, I just haven't seen the packaging yet. So it, that's kind of where I've gone with, with, with some of that stuff. So. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty optimistic about us at this trade show. I think it's going to be a good trade show. I think the next I think couple gonna, years. I think it's going to be, we've grown every single trade show, but I think this year we're going to really, really. But I think it's going to level off the next two years, especially when this goes to New Orleans in 2025. Um, Is that for sure? I guess it well, is. With what I'll say, what I'll say and then, is. And then putting out the press release talking about the fact that the mayor has signed an exemption or. Yeah. What, what I'm going to say is all indications are is not going to Vegas in 2025 and it's going to New Orleans. And I don't I've heard some people say other cities are in play. I can tell you the other cities are not in play for 2025, maybe down the road. Been, they're gonna, I'm OK with being in Vegas every year, personally. I'm, I don't love Vegas, but I think it's still the best place to have the trade show. Look, the, the logical place is Florida for everybody. Look, it's not going to work for me, but there's not. It's not their fault that I live in New Hampshire. We operate out of New Hampshire. Right. I mean, Florida is the one that makes yeah. the most yeah. sense. Yeah. And doing it in the, you know, look, this March time frame is perfect. If they can just leave it in yeah. March, even though it's going to be painful this first cycle, getting to that show so soon after this one. Um, once we're on that March schedule, it's good. Yeah. I, I hope we never return to that midsummer schedule. Uh, That's always been my... My Scott, number one complaint. Our interview with Scott, we asked him that, and all indications were this is the end of the summer trade shows for a while. I mean, I don't think there's any. I, I don't think there's any. Like, that's why they're moving the trade show. They could have went back to the Venetian um, for 2024, and they opted not to. So they because they would have, they didn't want to take that. It was a bad deal for them. So they went with 2023 at the Vegas Convention Center. Right. And I think ultimately they want to get it back to Vegas, but it's scheduling is tricky with these okay. shows. The weather's great in Vegas, typically in March. I mean, I know, I know we've had a couple TPE experience. Like was the last one, the cold one. Yeah. That was, yeah. I heard it was cold. Yeah. I wasn't but there, but was, I heard it was, but that was freaky, right? That was February. Yeah. Windy. Probably not that cold. So it was kind of weird. Um, but no, Mar- March is a great time of year to visit Vegas. So I, I, yeah, my first complaint has been solved. We're moving the date. Now, my second complaint will be, if they're going to send us to New Orleans, just please leave us in New Orleans for a couple, three years. because yeah. It just costs so much. Or if New Orleans is a one-year stopgap, make sure that the next place we move to will be three years or more. 
because it's going to cost a fortune to ship all this stuff. Uh, no, really- I, I agree. I agree. I think they, I think ultimately. I'm going sp- to spend like 20K just in crates, for God's sakes, yeah. to make the stuff even possible to ship. Yeah. You know, because with it being in Vegas for so many years, you've been just, lo- we as a company have been loading things on and off, you know, skids. Yeah. You know, because they don't have to be, they don't have to be tractor trailer ready, you know, but if yeah. you're gonna, but if, but going to New Orleans, everything is going to have to be tractor trailer ready. And that's, uh, or the other option is that I rent two really big ass U-Hauls and I do it myself. I mean, yeah, it's not fun. Yeah. But, that's not fun. That's not fun. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. But, but even New Orleans, New Orleans in March is better. Weather's nice in New Orleans that time of year. Uh, yeah, I think ultimately they'd rather have nicer. Let me say yeah, that. Yeah, they'd rather have an April. I think ultimately they'd rather. I think April will even be nicer. April's a great time to go to Vegas. I'm happy we, with April. We, April. we we used to do our um my company event in Vegas in April, and it's it's probably the one of the best months to go there, especially like right around mid-April. Yeah, and in May it starts to get hot. So that works for me. Do you have a preference, Aaron? Um. I mean, I don't, I don't care for the summer one, but it is convenient for me schedule wise. Uh, So like next year, I probably won't be making it to the trade show just because I have something that conflicts with it at that time. Uh, Um, But if they move the date a little earlier after that, then I should be fine. But um, yeah, I mean, Vegas at that time is good. So I'm open to it. Think about how much nicer it's going to be at the, at the media house. Maybe yeah. too cold. It could be cold at night. So yeah, we'll have to have just make sure there's a hot tub, and then we'll be good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you put we, on a windbreaker. Don't, don't yeah. be we have a good. We have a good house this year. We have a good yeah. house. It's a little further out this year is a problem, but it's it's a good house. But I think yeah. uh, seems like there's less uh, media going. There's some media. Look, that's been an issue. Some media is not going. Um, and some media it's getting very costly for some of them, and they have to get sponsorship. So, um, you know, that's, it's not cheap to go anymore. There was a couple of guys who thought, you know, what's not easy. You know, it's not expensive, a notepad and a pen. So they could just go over there, do some little writing, get, sit in the PCA lounge thing, type it up on the website, all that stuff. Everyone's like, see, new see, video, see, Aaron, right. expensive Everyone. cameras and all this internet access they need and stuff like that. And just go old school. We do we look we do the video and I agree, but I'm telling you the website is what generates all of our traffic on Coop. The, the websites and the boom the website pieces and look Halfwheel does the same thing. They focus on the website pieces. That's a monster. The video piece doesn't quite have the same impressions, and it's an I I always looked at it. It's it's a cost effectiveness. We we're a Coop. We're able to do it. Um. But not everyone else, like Aaron said, not everyone's can. So there's other ways you can cover the trade show. You don't have to go shoot a, a video. And it's like Aaron's video is expensive. It's very expensive. And it's, it's very- super time consuming trying to get the interview set up to edit it, to get it uploaded, yeah. all that stuff. It's just like we backups. It's it's yeah. very, very complicated. Um, I have a guy who's very experienced. Like Ben's very experienced at this. But if I didn't have Ben. Like our plan was, we were not going to shoot as much. We we do. We're going to shoot probably about fifty videos. You know, I don't think Bear made an appointment with me this year. Oh, so he's with me. He's with me. Oh, okay. So he and, and so your appointment set because the thing was down when we were looking I, at. I broke it. 
The thing was actually down. The link was down. I, I was trying to confirm something the other day. Um, I took it off temporarily because of what happened to, to Aaron and two other people. For some reason, it let them book it in Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. And that's why everything got screwed up. And I'm like, I didn't understand why I had appointments at nine o'clock at night. And I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> and oddly enough, it was some weird bug that I just re-enabled it and it seems to be working fine again. So okay, I'll so double check. It was something on Calendy's end, but it, it, it's up again now. Okay, I'll double check what we have because I always book the same up time for you. Because it all happened on the same day. It was Aaron and two other people and their appointments, their time slot was reserved, but it was reporting it as being like three hours late. We have a yeah, we weird. Had, yeah, it's the time zone thing screws it up, but I, I always book the 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 day four morning appointment with you. Well, I think Aaron's coming like right before you now. I don't have anything scheduled. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. Yeah, you told me sure that you canceled them and that you, no, you no, call no. me to schedule hold, hold, it. Hold on a second. <laughs> let me let me look. You could be right. <laughs> uh, let me see. You said I'm I'm only on my phone because I'm heading to Nicaragua. That was the problem. I, and of course, when it was screwing up, it was <laughs> when you had. Um, I was when I was heading to Nika. Um, let me go into this really quick. I thought I saw. I, you got, I got my appointment. It says confirmed. And then when I tried to go into it, it was. Man, now it needs my password. Don't you hate that? You know what's even worse? It's going to send me a verification code. I'm so tired of all these verification <laughs> nonsense. I am too. Every little damn thing I go into. All right. So schedule events. Right now, you're at noon on the la on Tuesday. Do you not want that one? It was rescheduled by Aaron Loomis. Uh, I, is that the, I, hold on. Let, me, let me look at my calendar. I have some other I have some other things um, I have some other things available. What is what does mine say? Uh, yours is at 10 a.m. on Tuesday. Okay, that's what we had. Yes. Yeah, so, so okay. like literally at noon on Tuesday, like the bitter, bitter end. But I think I still have some. Let me take a quick at the booking page right now. Okay. Um, yeah, that's what I had as my second when I rescheduled. I have, it. I have I have I have three time slots on Monday, one, two, and three o'clock. So uh, you'd rather yeah, do those. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll just stick with the the noon on Tuesday. You sure? Uh, my my goal is always to do an end of the day with you, whether it's a whether it's Sunday, Monday, or Sunday or Monday are my preferences for like the, the last appointment of the day. But you you had like the last ones were where I get three o'clock, well, right? I also have some hidden appointments. Yeah. Let me take a look at that really because we we usually like to you know end up just kind of end of the day at your booth. So if you had like a five we, or five, we, we, we five o'clock or I got, yeah, we, five, I got a five o'clock on Sunday. Yeah, let's do that. All right. I'm gonna put you in for it. I'm gonna okay. do it tomorrow though, so I get your email so you get the confirmation and all that. Okay, perfect. I'll, I'll cancel your Tuesday one and I'll move you to the five o'clock on Sunday. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, because I, I keep some appointments open for big customers at Laughter. He says I have to talk to. You yeah, know, right, too. right, right. So, uh, so I always keep a, a few time slots open just for that. But yeah, no problem. All right. So let me turn this off again so nobody can get into this one. 
Sorry, I got my my time set. That's what's good. So I, I didn't. As like I said, I usually always book your first morning appointment on the last day. Actually, I try to keep the same people the same time slots every year. But we we have a rationale for why we want to do you on the last day because we can get your impressions on the show. Thing is, I never have any impressions. Yes, I never you do. Yes, food. you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> I'm asking you, I'm actually asking you what you saw, what you thought was that's why we yeah, but it's good conversation. That's why we put that's why we do it. Yes, that's why we do it. Because I I, I so rarely get out of the booth anymore. It's like the other thing too is I'm drinking for four continuous days. (laughs) I can barely move. That's why we get the extra grumpy factor with you. (laughs) Unless yeah, you get more grumpy, it's better. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping it'll be a little smoother this year. We're flying out on July 4th. So set up every year. Oh, 10- I'm fine. That's when I get in. I get on July 4th this year. Yeah. I, it was dirt cheap to fly out that time for me. It was dirt cheap to fly. I wonder though what a nightmare. Well, I'm figuring July 5th will be the bad travel day. That's what I've actually late July 4th could be bad. I have like an afternoon flight on July 4th. So yeah, I'm on like kind of morning flight. So yeah, man, morning would be bad on July 5th. Everyone's going to be. I had a hellacious trip to Nika. I missed my connection to Miami, so I got stuck in Miami overnight. And then coming back from Nika, I got stuck in Miami again, missed my connection. And then they had no available seats the next day. And American Airlines no longer has a uh, reciprocal policy with United and Delta, which then left me in Miami for two nights. You know, it was... Hmm. Flying, flying has been this year. This has been the most difficult year to fly. More cancellations, more delays, more problems than than any of the other years. Mm-hmm. It's definitely it's definitely gotten much messier, and and shipping has been messier this year. I mean, the cost of shipping have come down, but the actual execution has actually been worse this year than it was last year i mean uh, last year was better than this year even though the price it, is higher do you know the audience is still tuned into this thing yeah, like we're, <laughs> we're just babbling for <laughs> <laughs> just this like is what they want to see I thought, all right, we're probably finally uh, coming down. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, God. But but I think we are going to shut the show down, guys, because we have yeah. gone on time. So, yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, I'll see you in Vegas. Uh, all hang right. Out, hang out for a couple minutes after we shut down. See, yeah, 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 I want to tell you something, too. Yeah. All right, guys. So we're going to wrap up. Uh, that's going to wrap up primetime episode 274 into the annals of history. Wrapping up the virtual trade show. Um, programming notes, uh, we will be on hiatus next week because we're going to be at the trade show and the following week getting back from the trade show. We have a show on July 20th. I'm going to, I'm not ready to announce who the guest is, but we do have someone lined up. Um, so you want to stay tuned for that. So that will be on July 20th, the next primetime show. And we're going to be doing a jukebox show on Monday as, uh, on Monday, July 3rd. So that, that will be it. But then 
But uh, otherwise, yeah, the next Thursday show will be on the 20th. So we will not be doing a show from Ve- – we're not going to try to do shows from Vegas, guys. So, <laughs> all right, we try that. It doesn't work. So, all right, guys, thanks, everybody. Thanks to all of our guests and everyone who tuned in. Thanks to our audience who really hung in there. We do appreciate that. And we'll catch everybody next time. Take care. See you guys.